Previously on Murder on the Nile. Recap. We board the luxury boat, the Memphis, and Rebecca and Jack make sure nothing has been added to our luggage, and Matteo is mistaken for a luggage boy. Then he is actually recognised by one of the other passengers, but Matteo tries to feign ignorance and insists he be called Adrian. The boat launches and leads heads up the Nile, and we explore the decks and get comfortable. Rebecca and Peggy meet Lady Regina Carmichael, whose family owned the Aswan Imperial, and then Professor Williams, Egyptologist. His reputation is somewhat snobbish and a bit of a racist, but he takes a shine to the ladies and invites them to show them a temple at the next boat stop. Colonel Feywild and his wife introduce themselves to Thomas and invite him to join them in Luxor for a few days. It seems the boat company is open to extending the trip at the request of the guests, which could easily delay us. Before long, we arrive at Kualambor, the first stop on this trip, and take a wander looking at the Egyptian calendars. At dinner, Matteo and Jack pull the short straw and are sat next to Professor Williams. After dinner, some of us do some stargazing, and Jack notices the Pharaoh and Sphinx constellations are in ascendance. He decides to get another drink. The next morning, we arrive at Edfu, where the captain informs us that we will be taking an extended stay at Luxor. Colonel Feywild has used Thomas's name to convince the captain multiple people want to stay there longer. Despite the extra days, the trip is rather relaxing. We keep travelling halfway up the Nile to the town of Aknim. Jack takes time to visit the bazaar and browses the shops and finds the travelling merchant Madal. He informs us that Hassar did not leave us when we jumped ship, and he still lingers, and that he and Nialathotep's presences will clash and he will notice Hastur is travelling up the Nile before we reach Cairo. Madar then suggests we make boxes and ship them to our next destination so that when we are done in Cairo, we can instantly arrive there. Jack also inquires about how to open gates in order to transport ourselves via another means, just in case. Recap! As we leave Akmin. Jack invites everyone to his room and regales what Madal told us about Hastur. Peggy wonders if Hastur is impersonating someone on the boat. We scour through our books to see if there is a banishing spell or ritual to remove Hastur from the boat. Unfortunately, there is nothing of any use and most of us retreat to the saloon. Only Rebecca is able to keep reading in her room until she is able to find potentially something useful. She gets a drink from the bar, passing a drunk chai and Jack. In his slumber, Jack staggers up a sandy dune and is met with the faceless god-beast and stares into infinity, praising his lord. Nyarthotep is summoned within his dream in the land of Egypt. Jack will be forgiven if he returns home. Jack shakes himself awake and discovers a cult of the bloody tongue ritual dagger on his chest. The He has a little scream and disturbs Matteo and Rebecca, who try to open his door. Startled, Jack kicks the door down on them and lunges at Rebecca with his dagger, which she barely dodges, and she is able to knock the blade out of his possession temporarily. As everyone steps out into the corridor, Jack expels a cloud of fog to fill the the deck, rendering everybody blind. Thomas reaches for his enchanted ankh, and Rebecca transforms herself into a cat. In the chaos, Jack retrieves the knife and grabs the cat Rebecca and plunges the knife into her. A flash of orange light erupts, dispelling the fog, and we witness Rebecca's body undergo a Thanos snap. She crumbles to dust and fades away. The avatar of Hastur has been removed. Matteo launches a sucker punch, Kinshai cast Bliss on Jack, which doesn't work and only strengthens his resolve. 
Thomas swings his ankh and smashes the dagger away again, and Jack slumps against the wall, allowing Chai to render him unconscious. Peggy distracts the crew while Jack is put back in his room, and the captain arrives, and we spin a tale that Jack was violently drunk and overreacted. Jack is kept under observation until morning. Outside in the corridor, Peggy finds the ritual dagger and picks it up without thinking. She wanders to Chai's room and immediately attempts to plunge the knife into Thomas as he opens the door. With cat-like reflexes, he dodges, but she is just as quick and strikes again. They land on the floor in a heap, the knife wedged in Thomas's chest. Chai clutches her chest, the psychic link between her and Thomas also starting to kill her. In her dying breath, Chai casts Bast's blessing. In an almost frozen moment of time, Bast appears and touches Thomas, now a cat, and declares that there is not a thing she can do. Chai reluctantly takes her hand and all three of them leave the land of the living. By this point, Matteo staggers out of Jack's room and investigates. He and the sailor keeping watch on Jack witness the corpses and scream, alerting the entire crew to the apparent murder on the Nile. Recap. After the bodies were found, all remaining crew were confined to their rooms for questioning until they made it to Cairo. Jack has not regained consciousness in all this time and Peggy LeBlanc has been arrested for the murders. After the investigation, several days later, Jack finally awakens in a hotel room with a nurse tending to him, having been diagnosed with a bit of poisoning and no memory of the night's events. Downstairs at the breakfast table, everyone has been informed of the investigation results that Peggy had committed premeditated murder due to the jealousy of Thomas and Chai's relationship and has been summarily executed by firing squad. Matteo goes to visit Jack and informs him of their friends' deaths and it rekindles Jack's memory that Rebecca was the avatar of Hastur, and he put an end to her. Meanwhile, all the way in New York, Kat Vanderbilt is safe in her apartment with her maid Penny, psychiatrist Gregory, and special agent Oliver when the phone rings. Matteo reaches Kat and informs her of the deaths of the, most of the investigation party. With the end of the world looming, Kat decides to come herself with her personal entourage. She summons Etienne's clock to appear in her study, basically requesting a ride to Cairo. Given he gave us Peggy, he does owe us one. He, le- he leads us into the clock, our focus on Etienne almost drifting, but we safely arrive in the hotel in Egypt. The penthouse is rented out and the two parties meet and greet. Oliver and Gregory get carted off to a local tailor's to get some more appropriate clothing. Then Oliver arranges for some additional security and Jack requests a private session with Gregory. While Matteo and Kat catch up and he turns over several... Uh, Scrolls and dark tomes. During Jack's private session, he briefly explains the type of work that they do, and they go back over what Jack remembers, and he slowly starts to recall his dream and hears Nyarlathotep's voice. His debt is repaid. Gregory calms Jack by reminding him a dream is but a dream, and the contents may be scary, but can't hurt him, and the details of the dream are unimportant and are not worth remembering. Jack begins to calm down a little. The rest of the group make contact with their leads and begin to pin down when Nigel Wasif and Warren Besert can be located within the city. Right. Next month we will resume in Cairo, where we must investigate the Clive expedition by speaking to Dr. Ali Kafour at the Egyptian Museum. We must track down Warren Besart, the uh, expedition uh, quartermaster for the Carlisle expedition, to see what dark mysteries he can tell us. And we must speak to Nigel Wasif, the proprietor of the Cairo Bulletin, 
to see if we can track down the elusively named Nui and, hopefully, the missing part of the capstone of the Red Pyramid. Welcome back to the Masks of Nyarlathotep. Where last we left, Mitch and Matteo, they were still alive. (laughs) Everyone else was dead. And had been replaced by Lady Vanderbilt and her expert team, her lady's maid. Hello. I've forgotten their new name. They've got a new Penny. <laughs> it's there on my Discord as well. I'm not looking at Discord. Penny. Penny Hartman, the maid. Gregory Isaacs, Lady Vanderbilt's doctor and psychiatrist. And um, Oliver O'Neill, her FBI agent. Special agent Oliver O'Neill. Then there's, of course, Jack Cady, who is Lady Vanderbilt's occult expert. Then there's Mitch Jarvin, who's Lady Vanderbilt's chef. So um, the only person here who doesn't work for Lady Vanderbilt in some way or fashion is uh, Matteo, who, quite frankly, would rather be at home in Peru. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Matteo is here reluctantly. <laughs> uh, Matteo is only here because it's safer to stay with you guys so he has some ablative meat between him and the cultists it's working so far <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure if I like or dislike the term ablative meat <laughs> well as the FBI agent you are the most ablative of meats I, I think you'll find I'm the tip of the spear not, not the shield <laughs> I will shoot at things, but I will not stand in the way of bullets. That's someone else's job. Look, looking at the hierarchy of important people who need to be protected, it's Matteo and Kat, followed by the chef. <laughs> because he, a Michelin star chef is very hard to replace. Exactly. He's it's, only a Michelin star chef because he invented the term. That's why it's called Michelin, because he's Mitch. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Lady Vanderbilt is going to cash in on this when they get back to America. Yeah. What, and buy a rubber company? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a tax deductible. I like Foxby just trying to work this one out in his head right now. <laughs> <laughs> Too early for this. <laughs> Very silly. Continue. <laughs> uh, you're currently in Cairo, staying in Shepherds, which is a swanky, swanky, swanky central Cairo uh, hotel. It is currently the 21st of October 1925. You have uh, two months and 14 days until the world ends. Well, Pro- look. probably got a sign with a number that gets counted down every day. <laughs> it's next to the other sign that says how many days since an occult accident where the zero is just burned into the screen and just never, ever comes out. <laughs> Your current plan are to try to talk to several people who helped the um, Carlisle expedition when they were in Egypt and to take a trip to Alexandria to possibly, finally, speak to Lady Bast. We actually had someone who... We literally had two people who could call her any time. Why didn't we speak to her then? Because you need That's... to go to her temple. Oh, we have to go to her temple, right. Okay. Yes, there, there's only, there are certain details I need to know. she can only do from her temple. And her temple ah. is, as far as you know, in Alexandria. There might be one somewhere in Cairo but you haven't worked out where it would be. It might be safer to go to one in Cairo, because then you don't have to travel. But then um, Bast specifically told us to go to Alexandria, knowing we were going through Cairo, so... She mm. did. So, I think you've already managed to get her two high priests on Earth killed. You should probably do as she says. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to run the risk of trying to summon her right now. She is also a cat. They're um, they're not known to be that forgiving. Right, uh, you're gathered around the breakfast table. Penny is floating around serving coffee, tea, fruit juice, rolling butler mancy. Oh, butler mancy! Oh, uh, uh, not a new Really good tea. Mitch. Where where have all our friends gone? <laughs> <laughs> Mitch, you're There's a lot of new faces. <laughs> you lived through the horror of coming upstairs yeah. with a souffle and everyone was dead. Exactly. Like, I make one souffle. This is my... I'm, my... Just, I'm, I'm just picturing like Mitch walking up the stairs like with this lovely tray of souffles and he looks aghast and as he does, all the souffles just go... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Right, Cat, you're in charge of this mess. Yeah. What are you doing? What are your instructions? I assume uh, you're going to send your chumps here out to do things and then retire to the spa? I mean, yeah, that's very tempting. Um, we're having breakfast at the moment, um, which is good. And I think once we are happy with breakfast, we should go and discuss what we're all going to be doing today. Well, Penny is floating around serving the delicious breakfast that the hotel has prepared for you. Mm -hmm. There are fruits, 
oatmeal, yogurt, muesli, <laughs> coffee, tea, six types of fruit juice. Well, I hope everyone's feeling well rested. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I think um Jack puts his hand up. Yes, Jack. I'm gonna stay in the hotel and um not go anywhere near angry cat gods. Yes, I think that would be a good idea. She's very angry with me again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do about that if and when we go to Alexandria, is it? But we, yes. but yes. yes. <laughs> would you? No, we are strapped to pen a, a very uh, apologetic letter to take on. <laughs> yes, yeah, p- potentially not entering the temple, but well, we'll, we'll think about that. <sighs> okay, what's your plan, Cap? What do uh, everyone do? So we have our. Well, let's say three things, because these are the things we're doing in Cairo. And if we want to go to Alexandria, well, how far is that on a train? Alexandria is about two two hours away by train. It's not too bad, but I feel while we've still got stuff to do here, we may want to be here for a bit. Uh, Plus, if we want to solve Bast and get Jack sorted out, then it might be good if he's around. But... No, Jack's yeah. like, you go to talk to Bast. I will stay away from her for now. <laughs> In that case, we'll go to Alexandra and Jack can talk to all the people we need to talk to. <laughs> yes, I will do this. It's going to take a while for me to get back into Cat's, uh, Lady Bast's good graces. You go talk to her, find out what she needs. And I will uh, do research. Okay. So we have our whole range of things. We can find out more about the Carlisle expedition. Yeah, we needed to find what was it, A- Ali Kafur? So Ali is Bessart. Yeah. So Ali Sakat was knows about the Clive expedition, so the more recent one that um, Penhue was leading. Yeah, Dr. Kafour is mm-hmm. the curator at the Egyptian Museum. Mm-hmm. He can tell you all about the Clive expedition and what they what happened. Because obviously that you know that they came here and they, they restored Queen Nitocris to life and um, then um, also summoned the Black Sphinx. Mm-hmm. You should probably find out about that of Dr. Kafour. Uh, yeah. Warren Bassart was in charge of um, the Carlisle Expeditions, like um, antiquities collections here in um, Egypt. Mm-hmm. Nigel Wasif is a information broker here in Cairo. He may have information that is useful to you. And then there's Lady Bast Temple in Alexandria. Which yeah. You know where it is. You just need to send a couple of people to go and visit her. Mm-hmm. So, at risk of splitting our party. Split the party. Split the party. 
Uh, I don't think we should try and do all four things at once. That that seems like madness. But mm. we could probably manage two. Mm-hmm. I mean, three each sounds fine. Three people per team, I mean. So... Let's see... I think it's worth trying to find this Ali Kafour because I think they're at the Egyptian Museum. I'm not sure where the others are. Yeah, we've got a few sources. So there's um, there's a cafe in Cairo where uh, Warren would tend to go. Is our current information? Okay. Uh, Dr. Kafour is at the Egyptian Museum, at least. Hopefully that's still the case. Uh, we will see how current our information is when we start looking around. And then, yeah, we no idea where Nuri is, but, yeah, um, Nigel might know. So we can look that way. I'm, I'm thinking we want to, yeah, try out this cafe in Cairo and also go to the Egyptian Museum and see how we do there. Sorry, what what's in the Egyptian Museum again? I'm... That's where we can meet up with Dr. Kafur and ask about the Clive expedition. Right. Okay. Um. Hang on. I need to go get a different pair of headphones. These are out of battery. Right. Um, sort of thing where I'm most be useful. I mean, a cafe sounds good. I can cook. <laughs> you can't kill everywhere and cook me. Wanna bet? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to defeat him? So I'll cook him a nice meal and he'll be like, oh, I'm not going to destroy the world. <laughs> uh, Mateo, would you like to go to a... a well, it's a hashish cafe, so... Uh, <laughs> Hashtag blazer. <laughs> that sounds all right. Okay. <laughs> Although I've... Oh, sorry, I'm a bit slow today. What are we doing there? <laughs> Apart from having fun. Uh, you're looking for someone called Warren Bassett. He's yeah. a regular there. He will be able to tell you, hopefully, more about the Carlisle expedition. Although the expedition is such that he might not want to, because right. I get the feeling that people aren't too hot to talk about that particular expedition. But that's that's where to start. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do that. Okay. I can go with if you like. It's up to you. I, I don't really mind where I go. Um, I probably uh, shouldn't go alone. That seems like a bad idea. Oh no! No one should go alone. Oh. Take this. Although, although it means that like, like <laughs> at least one of us will survive, right? If we all go alone, <laughs> we can't all die. Look at Russ. Nothing gets said. I was. I just go shopping. Just <laughs> Russet is like we've done enough of the content. I can kill the party now. <laughs> well, it's downtown. If you want to do other stuff while you're there, yeah. see what what is happening in Cairo. Um, I think I would. Oops, sorry. Sorry, no, please hurry up. Uh, I so, would. Um, just in my notes, uh, Matteo and Mitch are going to go look for Warren Bassar at the Hashish Cafe. Yeah. I was thinking to take Penny and Oliver and we'll go and investigate the museum. Mm-hmm. So Cat, Penny and Oliver are going to the Egyptian museum. And uh, what are you doing with Gregory? 
Gregory, would you like to go with Matteo to find out about Warren Bissett? Oh, at that cafe place, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll Excellent. go with him. Jack's like, I will stay here out of trouble. <laughs> go through those meditation exercises I, ta- I taught you yesterday. Yes, I will meditate upon peace, calm, and not summon Yogg-Sothoth. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Look, look, it, it's fine. We understand you're a big, scary cat, Jack. And you just want to stay here. You're scared to get. It's fine. Okay. I can uh, say all this oh, because the runner's not here. Jack, so, <laughs> I, I guess uh, Jack. Oh. oh. Jack casts Cool Lightning on uh, mm-hmm. Oliver. I thought of one thing Jack can do, if it's still relevant. Doesn't Jack have, like, a network of spies in Cairo? Or no, access no, to say. Felix Walker had a Felix. Ah, I am in Cairo. forgetful. Yes. I could <laughs> summon Mr. Walker. <laughs> oh, fuck. Felix had a deal where he could possess certain members of the group at yes. certain times throughout the year. And now they're all dead. <sighs> Except for me. All- Oh. <laughs> you are going to be oh. working overtime, Mr. Yeah. Brady. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Arona's right. not going to be happy with that. It's, oh, that's his own deal as well. Arona's going to be like, oh, no, my did hubris. Jack, did Jack take that deal? Because Rebecca, Rebecca refused. Thomas and Chai did. Was Jack there? If he could make a box, then he did. Yeah, I think he did. Because Jack can make boxes. Yeah, because th- yeah, there were four of us there and Rebecca refused. So that, that's three of us. I remember three of us took it up. <laughs> oh, that's dear. every um, month, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Well, we've only got two more, maybe three more of those. So... <laughs> Yeah, he knows bodily apparition. So Jack, Jack's like, I will commune with Felix, and maybe Felix will allow us to use his network of spies. Oh. Right. You all... Um, just before we leave, um, how good are the locals at understanding English around here? Or do we need... Do, do people know Egyptian, basically? Who here speaks Arabic? Oh, I speak the an international language Me. of food. I do. <laughs> in that case, maybe it'd be better to put one of you in each of the parties then. Yeah, because I don't. I don't think Jack does not speak Arabic. Who else does? Just you and Oliver. Oh, so That's I think, fine. Yeah. If oh, one of you, look. if one of you swap into our group. Oh, maybe but, if if follow. Oh, it, it's it's fine. Like we, we want a bingo, so um. <laughs> this doesn't count as forgetting if you intentionally now leave the um behind after having uh, raised the question. <laughs> I wonder if maybe Oliver, if you go with Matteo and Mitch, you come with us instead. Yep, I'm happy to do that. Okay, if you're certain. So it's uh, Matteo, Gregory, and Oliver, Mitch, Rebecca, and Penny. Those are the groups. 
Yes, Penny? Which members of our teams are known to the cult? Um, Mitch, Mateo, Rebecca, um, Cat? Cat. Are they all on the same team? No. No. How many scrying, anti scrying devices do we have? You don't know anything about that, Penny. Oh, okay, uh, fair enough if I haven't been told. Yeah, Mateo hasn't mentioned it to anyone. New. No. I go back to being quiet. Instead, I didn't <laughs> say any of that. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, Greg. Penny does not know about Mateo's anti scrying device. That's something I should possibly know, but I haven't demonstrated that I do. So. Roll me your <laughs> I'm guessing I'm not. Cat. Do, would I know? Uh, you know about it, Mitch, but it's. No. You can roll me your intelligence, Mitch. Uh, oh, I can't find my intelligence. There we go. <laughs> yes, Mitch, it does occur to you that you should probably mention the anti scrying device to the newcomers. Um, it was Felix's anti-scrying device, and now Matteo mostly carries it around in his coat pocket. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I guess this is kind of important, but we have this anti-scrying device. Um, I don't really know how it works, but... Uh, I don't oh. know. <laughs> um, oh, could, I have, could I have a look at that? You, you can have a look at it. Okay, Matteo takes yeah. out. It's a small little, like, snowflake square of coloured step glass arranged mm-hmm. in a specific pattern. He puts it on the table. Roll me your. Um, Cthulhu Mythos, please, Cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Oh. Just reminding myself what it's called. <laughs> I need Felix's character sheet. Yes, I look through these stats. I'm definitely feeling the glass cannon sort of position. <laughs> <laughs> oh. this thing called again uh, the glass of ages cat mm-hmm. you recognize this as a spell you remember felix learning whilst you were in switzerland for uh six months but not six months ah yes um it enchants a piece of glass to create a permanent magic window uh, supposedly to allow the sorcerer to look into the past but you know felix um learn how to sort of like invert the spell so it creates a sort of like shroud around everyone for um to like stop them from being scried so like Mm -hmm. if you hung it on the wall of the hotel suite it would protect the suite whereas if someone is carrying it on their person it protects like a 30 yard radius around that person and they can be detected you don't know Mm -hmm. how to make them because felix never taught you but um, it is probably the most uh, important piece of stained glass uh, hobby craft you've uh, you currently have in your possession, and it's Mateo's because Felix left it to him. 
Yeah. I very much think it would help us if we respect the fact that this exists, so my idea of two parties might not immediately be great. And I think about how we, I can make another one of these. Hmm. How long do you think that would take you? How long do I think that would take me? With that extreme success, you know it takes a week to make these things, and they cost 50 pounds. Felix, when he made his one, cheated. Of course he did. By wandering around a hotel in Switzerland and getting people to admire his... um, Hobby craft, and whilst they were holding it, drain the power out of them. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Yeah, that would be entirely reasonable if we weren't in Cairo. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you oh. also don't know the correct rituals for making one of these. You reckon you know what book it's in, because you know what books Felix read. Um, yep. But yeah, you don't have time to learn the spell and spend a week locked up in here making another one. Not really. Not for what it's going to save us at the moment. So... It's very useful, but I feel like we can't rely on its existence to get stuff done. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I agree, but... What I'm not told is just how much of a difference it's actually going to make, because once we start becoming around in Cairo, people are going to notice anyway. So the question is, how long do I think we're going to be here? And I think it could be a while. So I I might... I mean, not to metagame too much, but I just can't believe that the entire game is designed around us all having to huddle around this device. No. Jack's like, look, um... We've lost them. They're busy preparing. Like, you know, scrying rituals take time and energy. They're not going to be just sat there doing them constantly. True. And I guess, well, if Mateo's going that way, I'm reasonably sure I'd notice. So... They're not going to be scrying for you, ladies, to honesty, because they think you're in New York hiding in your mansion and you've retired... Yeah, they're not going to be scrying for Miss Penny because they don't know she exists, mm-hmm. or the gentleman here. At most, they're going to be scrying for Matteo because they know he's still out there causing havoc, and the people they know who were with Matteo, which was Mitch and me. Okay, so if they if that group, in, yeah. the Isle of the Tep knows we're in Egypt because he snuck into my dreams, but you know he doesn't know exactly where. Okay, so I'm happy we could... Okay, yeah, fine, this is sounding better. We we continue with two teams, and now I'm just a little cautious about leaving Jack alone. <laughs> I'll be fine, says Jack, in the NPC bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I've been kidnapped in the NPC bubble before. Yes, it was glorious. Flinty lost himself to the blood red fez on a plane. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Everyone was on a plane, and then the person flying the plane turned into a horrible monster. And my favourite bit is Peter's character was just, like, in the cockpit, like, I don't know what I'm doing! <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we, we want Matteo's group to take the scrying device for safety, the rest of us without it. Yeah. 
That makes right. most sense. I would say in general, though, um, I'll leave it with you because I think you are more likely to remember that we should use it than me. <laughs> well, um, need use it. You just need to have it on you. But you can't. When I when, when I picked it up, I remember there being a whole thing of if you put it like on a on an entrance or something or a doorway of a room that has some kind of use, right? Yeah. If you hang it on a wall, like if you hang it above the door to this suite, it would protect the suite. <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm less likely to remember that because Matteo has no interest in whatever kind of weird trinkets we're carrying around and how to use them. So weird trinkets and how to use them. <laughs> a new book by Cat. <laughs> <laughs> right, so who is going where? Penny, Rebecca, um, Cat. Penny, Cat, and Mitch. You're going to the yep. museum. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was me instead of Mitch. Oh, okay, Gregory. Uh, uh, going to the cafe, right? Yeah. Yeah. You need people who speak Arabic on both teams. Yeah, so Oliver's on one team and Rebecca's uh, cat's on another. So yeah, yeah we, we, we've got Cat, Gregory, and Penny, and we've got Matteo, Mitch, and Oliver. I thought Mitch was. I'd swap Mitch to come in place of Oliver. I'm confused now. Who speaks Arabic? Me. Me. Right. So. So I'm taking Penny and Mitch to the museum. Okay. okay. Yes. And then Matteo is taking Gregory and Oliver to the cafe. Oliver to the cafe, yeah. Fine. Cool. Okay. Then let's go and see what we find out. After finishing breakfast. <laughs> it is the most important meal of the day. While the others finish breakfast, can I go down to reception to arrange conveyances for the two teams? You can. You arrive at reception. Um, hmm. I'm going to assume that someone can drive on both teams. I'm pretty certain I remember that Cat can drive. Uh, I will. I suspect you would actually know if that was true, but I'm. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying it in a questioning manner. I should uh, know that. I am not renowned for my driving of cars. <laughs> not renowned. <laughs> no. I, I'm certainly much better at, say, horses and. In creatures. which case, I just hire two cars with drivers. Cat's account will stretch to that. You hire got... two taxis. I have got very good drive skill, FYI. But I don't well, know that though, unfortunately, down in reception. Um I think I'm also an okay driver, Well, it's nice to have be chauffeured around, you know. And hopefully the drivers aren't, you know Cultists. Cultists, exactly. I got and if they are, drive. I'll harmonica at them and then they'll die. <laughs> What well, you're bludgeoning them to death with it? Yeah. Well, I, want, I want my harmonica added to my um, to my combat list, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Cat, um, your team is going to the museum. Yep. And Matteo's team is going where? Le to cafe. The hash yeah. cafe in Cairo. Who are they seeing in the cafe again? They're Warren Bassart. Yeah. Yes, Warren Bassart. Right. Cool. That's what I thought. And the cafe is in Red Alley. 
sorry, I'm just checking the book. Okay, cool. Um, Cat and Penny and Mitch, you take a taxi across to the Egyptian Museum. It's a very tall, grand, uh, colonial-style building. It's very beautiful. It's full of antiquities that the British haven't removed to England yet. And as you enter, it's 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 just a museum. There are tourists, mm-hmm. there are people going about their business, heading off into the large echoing halls full of Egyptian treasures from the oh. ancient kingdom. Oh. Um, there is a small reception desk. It's not really a reception desk, it's more of like an info kiosk mm-hmm. where you can get guides and book tours and things. And you're looking for Dr. Kafor. Yes. What are you doing? Hmm. I do wonder about having a bit of a look around first. I think we should have a look around. Yeah, maybe, maybe also, maybe ask if uh, we can get a uh, map of the place as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. You pick up a little map of the museum. It labels all the galleries, and you start oh. wandering around. Roll your Egyptian hieroglyphs if you have any. Roll your occult. Roll your history. Uh. Oh. Uh, I should, in theory, have one of these. Three. Fuck. <laughs> I have a history level of five. Mitch doesn't know much about history. They're all very beautiful. There's lots of statues and large ceramic urns covered in, um, like, artwork. And there's cases full of ancient golden jewellery. And it's all very pretty. But you don't, you know, Mitch, you're going to have to read the cards to learn what any of it is. What was the one you said? Occult history, or what was it? Um, Hieroglyphics. I don't have that. I wonder why Mitch, the cook, doesn't know Egyptian hieroglyphics. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Penny, you're. Um... Don't know. I'm assuming a five in history means I really shouldn't be rolling it as well. I mean, you could give it a roll just to roll some okay, well. back. You might pass. No. It might be the one thing you know. <laughs> you might have known a slither of Egyptian history. Uh, but I don't. But you don't. You know more about hairdressing. And, uh, I sure do. And cat look pretty than you do about Egy- ancient Egyptian history. Mm-hmm. Cat, you know lots about ancient Egyptian history. There's sarcophaguses, there's kopeshes, there's a chariot from the reign of the Second Dynasty. It's all very beautiful stuff. Um mm. There's yeah. ancient treasures. Roll me your luck. Oh no, my lucky luck, which is amazing. Yeah, you have a nice time wandering around the museum. <laughs> yeah. You don't bump into anyone untoward. No one strange or unexpected is here. You're just having a nice time. Right. Of museum. course. Ah, oh, lovely. Um, you spend like maybe an hour and a half just wandering the galleries having a nice time there's various members of staff around you join a tour around um, the um, Tutankhamun ex- exhibition um, I'm sort of anticipating by now I'd, I'd know who the curator is and just to be sure that it's still the person that we're actually looking for nothing's changed curators but you, you've asked a few questions ah. yes 
Dr. Kafour is still the uh, curator on Egyptian... Uh, what's his actual title? Let me just look him up. Uh, he's curator of the Egyptian occult and dynastic um, periods. So yeah, he's still here. He's not on the floor. You don't bump into him, but um, yeah, he's still the curator in residence on the Egyptian dynasties. All right. And yeah, I just. Oh. Oops, sorry. Um, maybe we should just uh, we could we could maybe go and ask if they do like any like tutorialing, like like any sort of like lectures or something, perhaps. Uh... A good way of finding him is seeing if he's doing any teaching in the in the museum, maybe, in the research rooms. Uh, we can yeah. see, like maybe they do some kind of tutorial, like tutorialing. Ugh, words today, sorry, not I had about four hours sleep. Um, <laughs> um, no one slept last night. Apparently, uh, Arnold didn't sleep. No. Fox Bean didn't sleep. Craig got up too early, but then Craig never sleeps. Yeah, maybe 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 he does some lectures, and maybe we can just like in indirectly ask about him because I feel like we shouldn't like go nose on, otherwise he may get spooked or horribly uh, murdered. or horribly murdered. Exactly. Or both. Yeah, I think we could see if there's any that are running. If that's uh, Mitch and Penny, add one to your history. You learned, oh, some, yeah. you learned some stuff about Egyptian history by wandering around a museum for an hour. Yeah, history. <laughs> it's time if, I spend the next five, if I spend the next five days, I can probably get a decent skill then. Sweet. Um, One per hour. And with your extreme mm. luck, Cat, there is, you notice on the tour board, a tour at uh, noon by Dr. Ali Kafur on mm. the... Um, burial complex at Armana. Uh, he'll be doing it in the Armana Hall where you know he'll be talking about the history of you know the burial complex and all of that and showing off some things that they've extracted from the vaults that aren't usually on display. So like they bring up some things to show them off during the talk. Oh that would be excellent. Let's let's go to that. Okay, you loiter around the uh, museum until noon, and then you head to the Armana Hall. Meanwhile, Matteo and his boys... Yes. The lads. The lads. Boys. Uh, Gregory and Oliver, you make your way to the Street of Scorpions, uh, where you are looking for a red door... According to the um, private investigators, and the red door leads to a clothing shop, and the clothing shop is a front for a hashish, an opium den. All right. So all three of you spot hidden at hard as you start making your way along the street, street of scorpions. Well, that's one. Well, there we go. Got it. I didn't get it. No. Okay. Um, it takes a little while of wandering. There's only one red door on the street, but it's not like open and it loud and proud. It's like really small, sort of like basement entrance door. You have to go down a couple of little steps. So eventually, Gregory, you spot it. And um, it does have a sign out front in Arabic that declares it is a clothing shop. 
All right. This would appear to be the place. Uh-huh. What are you doing? Are you just strolling in? I guess so. Just sort of act natural. As, like like we, we, we intend to be here. Um, there is a elderly lady sat in a rocking chair behind the counter knitting. There are various pieces of clothing hanging up on display. She looks up. She seems quite surprised. And she says hello in Arabic. I will roll my Arabic. <sighs> roll it. Oh, oh he's not fluent. Oh. I'm not he fluent. not fluent in Arabic. <laughs> uh, you think she said hello, but her accent is one... You know, you're used to nice, crisp, American Arabic accents in the university. This is actually someone who speaks it. She speaks it quite quickly. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, uh, I you know, I, I say like a very basic um, greeting and reply, and look to you, uh, Matteo. It's like, okay, what do you want me to try and ask? <coughs> um. Do we know anything more about how we're supposed to get in here? No. Um, you know it's the secret front for an opium den. You could just pretend you're here for the opiums. Big one. Yes. Uh, I uh, think that you should imply that we're here for some of their more... Um, uh, exotic, ex- exotic services, yes. Uh, let me roll my Arabic again, if I may. You can roll your Arabic again. Just got images of uh-huh. just starting to chant OPM. OPM. <laughs> can I roll my fast talk uh, to um, okay. then? Uh, okay. uh, how much fight? Oh, I'll need uh, She stands up and she jabs her knitting needles in your direction. Uh, she doesn't jab you with them. She's just jabbing them at you. And she starts right in the eye. cursing you in Arabic. And how dare you suggest that her respectable clothing shop sell such things. She's clearly decided that the three white men who's come into her shop are probably like British police or something. And uh, she's practically telling you to get the fuck out of here, never come back, how dare you, and make camels poo on you all day long. Um, I suggest we leave and we find an alternative way in. If she, okay. if she's, well, like... if she's a bit uh, fixated on Oliver at the moment, could like one of us sneak behind the counter? Uh, you could try, roll sneak. <laughs> I'm not saying I actually there have may that be skill. trouble ahead. Nah. Uh, also, you... n- not really white, just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other two are. Um, you try to slip around and she does jab you with a knitting needle and uh, just drive you towards the door. She wants you to leave. I mean, you could easily no. overpower this 70-year-old lady... I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making my first act of this game be attacking a 70-year-old woman. 
Matteo, uh, this situation is clearly not going to work. Would you like to try and solve this somehow? I don't know how without any Arabic. Roll um, your intelligence. Alright. Just try speaking in English. See <laughs> if she knows it. Okay. You just start laying notes on the counter. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's a method, isn't it? Yes. Ah, <laughs> the universal language. Yeah. Money. <laughs> All right. She stops, jabs Gregory for good measure, and then pulls back the curtains after, like, swiping your cash. She does wait until you put a ridiculous amount of money on the counter. You probably put about £20 down. Yes. Uh... It isn't cheap, so... Uh... She then opens the curtain and gestures. I am slowly turning a dial that says money and <laughs> looking to the audience for approval. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the room out back is very dark, very dingy. There are like several beds in little alcoves. The air is thick and heavy with smoke. And... Um, once you're through the curtains, a younger lady comes up. She's dressed quite nicely. She bows to you all and gestures towards three empty beds. Uh, <coughs> three empty beds? Yeah, yeah she gets you to lie down and take some hookah pipes. All right. It's, it's a lounging sort of place. Okay. It's long. Well, when in... Wait, Cairo. Cairo, Cairo, yeah, I forgot where we were for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you're starting before you are hitting you pretty hard pretty quick, isn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, you lay down on the rather dingy beds. The young lady brings you each a pipe and lights them for you. Um, what are you doing? You still trying to blend in? So having a puff? Uh, Not like it's, you know... <laughs> It's, it's, it's moderate. It's not like chase the dragon. Chase the <laughs> dragon. <Are> we, <laughs> w- w- which stuff are we on? Opium. She's like, well, oh, opium. Yeah. Your opium gum. I'm sure it'll be fine. <sighs> the hostess is fast fussing over you to make sure that she's lit the pipes and you're all comfortable. So she's not going to bugger off and leave you alone until you at least look like you're settled in. I'm going to suggest to... Because um, I'm still in speaking different distance from the others, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you suggest to the... Um, uh, to, to the lady that we're looking for something a little milder today? Nido, roll your uh, Arabic. <sighs> if, we, if we could get, if we could get on the, um, uh, maybe on the. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> there we go. We could say I, 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 ask if uh, you know we're here to uh, speak with um, a friend, and we uh, want to uh, remain not, you know, just uh, nothing too heavy today. So she takes the opium pipes away, and she comes back with an actual hashish pipe with the long. <laughs> pipes and she sets it up and she lights the tobacco for you and she she nods roll your Hmm, what would I make you roll 
Hang on, I just need to look at character sheet. I certainly thank her and give her a small tip for the uh, for helping us. Roll me your. No, you've got the right skill for this. It's not spot hidden. Uh, okay, roll me extreme intelligence. All of us. Yeah. I pass extreme intelligence. Oh, thank goodness. Right, she's lit the stuff in the hookah, and I'm going to send Peter a message. All right. Wait him for a message. Does this count as time for booze? Yes. Good. (laughs) I don't have that. See. Uh, Oliver and Gregory, roll constitution, please, at hard. No problem. No. Huh. Gregory, you're a doctor. You haven't taken a puff yet, but uh, Oliver, to blend in once the lady is, you know, you've tipped her, you take a nice big... Yeah, relaxing. It's just, like a, it's, just a fact, it's just a big cigarette. It's not a big cigarette. But Gregory, <laughs> you were going. Hmm. I don't really want to smoke this stuff because I'm a doctor and I know how bad it is. Uh, Matteo. Uh, uh, I just mentioned to the others that um, uh, might be best not to inhale. <laughs> Uh, the young lady has has toppled off now. Now that she's seen that yeah. Oliver is clearly relaxing and taking a big toke on the pipe, she's like, "Okay, yeah. settled, good." And she toppled off, leaving you to it. But uh, Oliver's yeah. eyes have definitely dilated almost <laughs> instantly. Yeah, this is the good stuff. Maybe maybe go easy on it. Um, I'm going. I'll, uh... I'll, I'll fetch me some of that music from that from that bit of the, from that particular period of the Beatles. Would you and just put it on the background? <laughs> some psychedelic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we just need lots of sitars. <laughs> I'll just make a show of taking it, but not actually really inhale. Just, just puff it, but not inhale it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's the idea. Why is there? Scary music. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ah. I think I think Oliver's having a bad trip. Oliver's definitely having a trip right now. I can't hear any music because Discord doesn't do that. Yeah, same. It's coming from Roll Twenty. Coming from Roll Twenty. Oh, not now. Oh, I'm what? Hold on. I was I was washing um, my hands. So, I got some yeah, water. Oliver is definitely um, starting to lose the plot. But Gregory and Matteo, roll spot hidden. Uh, spot hidden. Yes. Oliver is completely out of it now. <laughs> I'll go lie down. <laughs> well, you're on a bed, so... Is that really <laughs> hidden? It's not really hidden from you, Matteo. Uh, you can see the, a gentleman matching 
Warren Bassart's description lying in one of the other beds. Um, he's not smoking. He's just lying there quietly staring at the ceiling with his hands like resting on his stomach. I'll um, look at the others and indicate over towards our person and say, I think this is who we want to talk to. Uh, Oliver, roll me your constitution at hard, please. Not hard enough. Unless you want to lock it. it for only like a couple. How much? Well, if you turned it onto verbose Nido, it would. Uh, it's set to verbose now. You could lock it for. If you spend two luck, I think you'd be alright, right? Yeah, um, I can luck for two. Okay. Thankfully, Oliver doesn't go and scream Warren's name out really loudly and <laughs> there to say hello. He's just, like, nodding gently. I think it's three luck, sorry. Oh. Okay. Okay. What are you doing? How are you going to approach this gentleman? Um. Where's he from, anyway? Here. He's Egyptian. Called Warren. I mean, it's a British colony. So okay, but he... He, he might have so English parents or something, but yes. Okay. So he probably speaks English, is the point. Is well, with the he works for the Carlisle expedition, so you would hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's like... Suggest the two of us go over and, so that we don't completely leave the booth. Yeah, that that works for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you okay to stay there, Oliver? <laughs> Slow thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so glad you came along. Um, <laughs> I got us in the door. No, you didn't. Oh, I got us in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't... I, uh, I got us this thing. <laughs> Alright. Yes, let's leave him there. Yeah, let's uh let's do that. Alright, let's uh, just wander over. Not let's not be too looming. Mm-hmm. Um I'll just sort of sidle over there. And say uh Mr. Bassat, I presume? He jumps slightly and looks up at you and um, you can't help but notice the pistol in his hand that he's now pointing at you. Just put my hands up, but I just make make them visible. So, sorry, we're not here yeah. to... Um, do not take me. I we're not... never return. We're not armed, and we're not interested in uh, taking you anywhere. Who are you? Uh, I think we go honesty. I think we feel like feel like honesty. I um, can 
I can see that little decision wheel appearing briefly. Because I don't, I don't. Otherwise, like, what would be a good deception? Like, I don't see what <laughs> would work. Um, my name is Matteo. Ah, I know that name. Mm. Matteo Romero, the thorn in the Dark Lord's foot, the child who walks in the shadow of the Kalishar. Kalishar? The Kalishar are the evil vampires you met in Peru a million years ago. Ah, well I didn't meet them, but okay. If you say so, uh... Why are you here? I will not help you. Why not? It's too late to help anyone. The queen already walks. And she is trying to weave an alliance with the Lady of Ice. The Black Sphinx has passed to the Mountain of the Winds. And the child will be born. You realise, once a child is born, and he has a vessel of his own flesh to inhabit. No power can banish him. Well, the child isn't born yet, so there is still a chance to stop him. (sighs) What do you want? Just information. Then ask your questions, and if I know it, I will tell you, and then you can leave. Well, you two. That's fair. Your other friend is chasing the dreams, and I doubt he'll be back from them any time soon. Ah, uh, well, we'll uh, we'll we'll look after. Yeah. Has he been exposed to the chaos? Uh, no. Well, for your sake, I hope not. There's a reason I don't imbibe. Those who have been exposed can open themselves through the dream drug and let him in. Oh. Well, I'm glad I didn't really have any then. Right. Whilst you think of your questions, because I bet none of you have remembered what questions you need to ask, <laughs> I will go and be the museum. Yes. Possibly the whole museum. telegram each other and remind yourselves what questions you might want to ask. Well, I mean, like, I know the gist of it. We're asking about the Carlisle expedition, right? But I don't know. I, I don't know exactly whether there's any more specific questions that we um, have in mind. Okay. Meanwhile, at the museum. Oh, Fox B is not there. Ah. Yeah, he said be right back. Oh, I missed that. Well, I will quickly run and use the loo then. Do a little dance to entertain Craig. Uh, are you not entertained, Craig? Uh, uh, <laughs> a series of noises. Ah.
Yes, below 50 isn't quite knowing Arabic, but... <laughs> it's very nearly knowing Arabic. Yeah, but it has worked. Yeah. Well. I know enough to be dangerous, <laughs> literally. That could very easily have been make it something stronger instead of lighter. I have a traditional RPG drink here mm-hmm. in the form of some milk. Okay, if we are low on Arabic speakers, that will be good to find out. And be like, well, okay. How do we do this? I'm back, sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I, I did. I used a weird in-talking chat. If you right-click on talking on the voice channel, there's an open chat function, which opens like a text, okay, which no one knows is in Discord. Oh. Yeah, it's a new feature. Right. They added it. It's a new feature. They added it recently for, like... Um, what did they add? Uh, a new side channel for talking. Basically, it's a bit like on Google Hangouts where you have like oh, a talking yes. channel. Yes, I vaguely remember that was a thing that happened. But I've already set up tech channels for all of my voice groups, so... Yeah, no, it's, it's like... Uh, uh, it's, anyway, it's, um, uh, Dr. Kafour gives a lovely and rather informative talk on the burial rites of the Fourth Dynasty. Uh, the mummification process. He takes you through some of the uh, mummies and preserved corpses that have been recovered from various tombs that aren't usually on display. It's a very educational talk. And uh, it goes on for about an hour. Uh, everyone add an extra point of history. I now have seven history, Russell. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle. Can I... Everyone else I... is, is getting high on opium and uh, you're learning stuff. Am I able to roll psychoanalysis and get a sense of what sort of mood this doctor is it in? It would be psychology to do that. Ah, well, I can do that as well. Um, or potentially I can. Let's see what happens. I could also, uh, I could also have, a, have a kind of read the, the room, if you like. Yeah, roll psychology. Mitch, you're a, a damn hand at this, having worked yeah. in many a kitchen on many a uh, ship. Exactly. Years, uh, the mood in the room is generally what you'd expect. Everyone here seems to genuinely be a tourist. Doctor, for- Wishing they were high on opium. Like <laughs> Dr. Kafour seems to be an academic. He doesn't seem to be up to anything shady or unusual. Um <laughs> It really, honestly, does. There's, you know, no one in this room seems to be acting in a furtive or peculiar way. They all seem quite normal tourists. Yeah, so I, I, I share my my psychological analysis of uh, uh, the the uh, situation with my uh, fellow people, and I relax a bit more. Good. <laughs> Just do it really loudly. None of these people are weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all normal. <laughs> oh, wait. Does that mean it's us? Are we the weird ones? <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, 
And as the talk rounds, winds up, Dr. Kafour is <coughs> like putting artifacts back into a box and talking to a couple of his assistants and he stops occasionally to talk to a member of the public who wanders up to ask him something. He seems generally open to be approached. Okay, shall we head down? Yeah, uh, uh, I'll, I'll kind of hang back a bit. Um, just in case. Cat, you take Penny with you and approach? Approach. Approaching. <laughs> Approaching. <laughs> With extreme proximity. Well, not extreme, but... <laughs> you and smiles is like Lady Vanderbilt. Oh. How can ah. I... Dr. That, that was a lovely talk. Thank you very much. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Doorbell mm. and no Michelle. Don't lock yourself in the port. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it, do it. <laughs> The moment. Oh, I'm so beautiful. I just remember when he rang me and I just absolutely lost it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll wait until he gets back because Penny is there. I remember that whole thing. We, like, we joined him in by phone and then caused Alex to start playing music. And then... Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> stop it. It was a beautiful moment. Ah, I have this note on my bingo sheet of the wrong group are in peril, but I don't think I can tick that one. Neither, neither <laughs> group are in peril right now. We're both fine. Everything is fine. Drugs are bad. <laughs> we might be in peril. We just don't know it. Oh, what? Oliver, roll constitution at extreme. Sorry. That is not extreme. No. That was great, Wow. Oliver. Got a regular. Oliver is definitely having a trip. A deep, deep opium dream. You're going to be gone for hours. She didn't bring you the um, lighter stuff. She thought you wanted to um, share the same dreams. Which you do by drinking, by smoking the same stuff. Look, look, I know what I asked for, and she, you explicitly said in the thing she brought the lighter stuff. You can't and change it now. She bought a hookah, and then Matteo noticed what she was loading into it. And... Which is why I did suggest... Uh... After I'd started. Well, yeah, but I, as soon as I could... <laughs> I'm back. Yay, oh. you didn't lock yourself in the porch. No, instead a kid had thrown a boxing glove into our back garden, so I had to go from the front door out the back and then throw it back over. Oh, oh well, at least you were a kind neighbour. I I tried. So either way, it turned out okay. All right, Dr. Kafour's Miles. So, uh, Lady Vanderbilt, what brings you to the Egyptian Museum? Are you accompanying your sister, uh, your cousin, uh, Dr. Vanderbilt, on another expedition? Should I expect to be hearing from her soon? Oh, um, 
yeah, I guess we'll have some more tales to tell. At least that's my take on things. I did have some questions. Yeah, certainly looking at ideas and things, and I guess partly that may be something you can help with. Um, I think someone... Come up to my office. Hmm. We'll have apple tea, and um, we can talk all about it. Who are your companions? Ah, so this is Penny. Curtsy. And I'm over just uh, looking at some in the, the corner around the side of the room. And yes, over there we have Mitch, who is over there. <laughs> <laughs> my lady's maid and my chef. Well, Dr. Kafour invites you to join him up in his office. Uh, he has his secretary bring through some apple tea mm. and some pastries. And settled down, and he's all like, "Well, I would love to hear uh, how I can help. What what ideas are you searching for to try and inspire yourself?" Um, well, in this one, there, that as an expedition that was kind of brought up to me, and I, I wasn't sure if you would know a bit more about it. The the, the Clive expedition. Oh, unfortunate people! It was so mm. awful what happened to them. I don't know much about it myself, but do, what what could you tell us well, about I'm it? Investigating an old legend, um, the remains of Queen Nitocris, who is supposedly the queen and beloved of the uh, Black Pharaoh, at, who conquered um, Nefunkar, who came to power in Egypt towards the end of the Third Dynasty. The Clive expedition claimed that they had found the burial location and remains of Queen Nitocris, and the reports we were receiving here in the city were quite encouraging. But then there was some sort of tragedy. Um, a couple of the expedition members, uh, Dr. Gardner, Miss Specht, and Mrs. Broadmore, were killed in the burial room when there was a cave-in. Uh, Dr. Clive and uh, his assistant, Mr. Winfield, uh, they were devastated. They um, they didn't try to re-enter the tomb. They left it as it was and um, departed. It was a massive tragedy. Hmm. Well, that's a that's a shame to hear. Yes, I met Miss Mrs. Boardmore, um, Agatha Boardmore. She was a lovely old lady, and. Um, the others were young, bright archaeologists. Ah, such a shame to lose them all. Mm. Uh, Fourline Specht was a formidable expert at sight-reading hieroglyphics. She had a brilliant skill for it. And Dr. Gardner was um, a very, very potent archaeologist. He knew his... Uh, third and fourth dynasty so it was exactly his area to be researching um, I believe Dr. Clive and his assistant Mr. Winfield went to Kenya afterwards I think they just wanted to get out of Egypt and go clear their heads um, I can let, let you know where they were working they were digging under well near to what's it called 
Uh, my Serenus's pyramid on the Giza plateau. If you're interested to go and have a look, obviously you wouldn't be able to do any digging without permits from the Egyptian government. But sadly, the Clive expedition was like, like the day after, like well, not the day, but several days after their um, original announcement that they'd found the burial chamber. There was a small earthquake that hit Egypt. Uh, several historical buildings were destroyed, and I guess, or damaged, and uh, dislodged. Um, the stone whilst the archaeology team were in the tomb and buried them all and the discovery hmm. possibly Dr. Clive will return at some point and excavate it but I think after losing three members of his team he just wanted to get out of there oh yes yeah, no doubt people had suspicions didn't they and kind of made up uh, sort of like uh, folklore about why it all happened and, and stuff. Well, yes, there's lots of people talking about how it was you know, retribution for disturbing the tomb, especially the tomb of a cursed evil queen. This Queen Nitocris, in history at least, she was all, almost eradicated from the historical record along with her husband, Nefron Carr, because they were not nice people. Um, I do. Why were they so not nice? Oh, well, Nefron Carr apparently was a powerful sorcerer. And he apparently brought madness and death to his enemies. And the stories say um, he came from an ancient city in the deserts of Arabia, whose name was Irem, the city of pillars. Um, it doesn't actually exist, Irem. It was a of course, of course not. Yeah, I mean, it's just a folklore, right? It's a fever dream from the Al Azif, which is commonly translated to the Necronomicon. So it's mostly folklores of the mad Arab and his, you know, drug-fueled fever dreams. Um, but supposedly, but we do know Nefron Carr existed. Obviously, the folklore's been added after his street, but he was um, not a nice person. He, he seized power, supposedly from his elderly uncle, after his cousins mysteriously died in the desert, and he revived the worship of a really dark, foul god, um, and he became known as the Black Pharaoh. Now, Nefren Kar, the Black Pharaoh, uh, fought against one of the surviving cousins, Zosa, for control, um, and his whole reign was just a bloodbath of human sacrifice and dark rituals and terror and fear and creatures in the night and eventually uh, Sneferu rose and led the people of the Nile in rebellion and supposedly Nefren Kar and his queen were entombed uh, with the aid of the goddess Isis the evil magics were overthrown and supposedly, the dark sorcerer Nefron Carr was then buried at uh, the pyramid complex in Medom, near Dashur. Um, supposedly, the first pyramid they tried to build collapsed, which is now there as the collapsed pyramid. But eventually, Nefron Carr was entombed in the bent pyramid, and the red pyramid was built at the same period by Snefaru for himself. Supposedly to watch over Nefren Carr so that he can never rise again. 
It's a fascinating piece of oh, it really is, yeah. The end of the third dynasty and the beginning of the fourth dynasty, and whilst a lot of historical records were eradicated by the common folks, Neferu, the successor first uh, pharaoh of the fourth dynasty, refused to allow the historical record to be expunged so that people would know not to disturb Queen Nitocris or Nephron Kar so they could rise again. Nefero guy, like, uh, he, he's entombed just next to them. Yes. Ah. The Red Pyramid supposedly I... is the great seal that allows Nefaru to watch and banish the dark energies of Nefron Kar from the world. And has anyone ever been into that tomb? Well, there are no accessible tombs in the Red Pyramid. At least not none that have been. We know of, right? <laughs> Uh, quite an adventure. They're still exploring such things, and breaking over the pyramid to enter it is just not done. But there are two entrances to the bent pyramid, but it's empty. Excuse me. And the collapsed pyramid obviously was never actually used for burials because it collapsed. Right, right, right. And um, the discovery, it's quite interesting that the Queen Nitocris was buried so far away from Nefrenkar, you'd have thought they'd put the Queen and the Pharaoh in the same pyramid. But Queen Nitocris's supposed discovered tomb near the Mycenaean Pyramid uh, was pretty much buried from history. But we still don't have confirmed proof that it was her tomb because of the earthquake and the death of half the, the archaeology team. Yes. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Kat, what do you make of that? I, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot there. No? Thank you for, for sharing your knowledge. That's, You're welcome. Uh, he shows you where on a map, um, like just a tourist map of the Giza Plateau, where the pyramids are, where the site of the Clive expedition is. He says they still technically have there's a camp there still and there's but there's just security guards now keeping the site safe until i guess until dr clive comes back or the penhu foundation appoints someone else to take over the research and excavate they still need to recover the bodies of the um three lost members of the expedition as well so they'll probably want to do that at some point mm-hmm. um you don't know any guides that are available. I mean, you're not you're not interested in coming for a little uh, bit of it. We're gonna, we might be heading down that way. Well, and if you fancy coming with us, we, we're going to obviously pay your expenses. I do have a museum to run, sadly. But if you want, you could contact uh, the Penhue Foundation um, in London. They are the sponsors for Dr. Clive's expedition. They can probably uh, arrange access to the site for you. Um or you could attempt to contact Dr. Clive in Kenya, but I don't know where he's staying. Your best bet is probably to speak to the Penhu Foundation. Well, okay. you, you know you know how competitive these, these things are. Can I just ask that you keep our little chat, like, between us? Like, because the world of archaeology is, is, is fraught with uh, competition, as you know, ah, you know. I see. Well, if you wanted to resume the expedition and oust Dr. Clive... You would need to speak to the British Governor's Secretary of Antiquities at the British Residency. Um, ah. You'd have to, of course, make a case for how the Penhu Foundation and Dr. Clive have abandoned the excavation. 
and in the interest of archaeology and historical fact that you want to resume where he left off, etc., etc., and probably pay a big bribe. Um, but that would be quite frowned on in archaeological circles. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been most, most uh, insightful. It sounds so. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. That's, that's, um, that's a lot of information to have a think about. You mentioned somewhere um, the shore and that's sure. There's there's quite a lot it says that there's quite a lot of um sites to see there as oh, well. Yes, they do like it's not that far from Cairo, it's maybe three hours down the river. Uh, you can actually do a day trip. You leave very early, you take the tourist boat, they show you around the pyramids. You can't actually go inside any of them currently. But uh, it's quite a complex. It's, it's a beautiful place. So if you're looking for some more inspiration for your next book, I would definitely suggest visiting the pyramid complex that made on. Mm. Is there anything like maps of how things are laid out? I guess for, for some tale that goes about them, I know there's kind of an order and it's all very set out, but I don't know if anyone's sort of explored it in that way. Because if it's all closed, and obviously there's no way to to quite see it but at least well he has a look through his notes um it's sort of the bent pyramid is quite a the collapsed pyramid sorry is quite a way down river so they obviously when the collapsed pyramid collapsed they abandoned that site and moved up to dashur uh dashur itself is laid out a bit like this he shows you another photograph you can see the red pyramid there in, in the foreground and then the bent pyramid is in the background so you can see how they're sort of like watching one another over the same complex mm-hmm. I see now the bent pyramid itself is very interesting no one's entirely sure why they changed the angle midway through building like you can clearly see they were going up at a certain angle and then towards the top they suddenly bring it in, which is why it's called the Bent Pyramid, because it's, it doesn't follow the same angle of build all the way up. I, mm. I have to say, whenever you've described, you use the name Bent Pyramid, I assumed it was like a completely normal pyramid, but then the top was like... <laughs> and just <laughs> twisted it off on an angle. Pyramid. <laughs> like it was this, like it was that steeple. It suddenly changes angle of descent halfway up, becomes a steeper. Yeah. No, no. I I assumed it was like whip, bent over at the top, like it was a whip, like the end of a piece of whipped cream or something. But <laughs> um, assume these photos are all in black and white because color photography doesn't exist. <laughs> what are these this witchcraft this color photograph these color photos who have you had painting your photos so yes I would definitely recommend visiting Dasher if you're looking for some good pyramids that are just the main complex at Giza well, that's been very helpful thank you very much Well, you're welcome. Uh, he sees you out, and you return to your taxi. Almost too. Anything else, Mitch, Penny, that we think we want to do or see before we head back? Not that I'm aware of, um, Miss Shaughness, uh, Miss Vanderbilt. 
This is Vanderbilt. I got there eventually. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to be going to the British consulate and gaining permission. We need to be in stealth mode, right? We 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 need to not bring attention to ourselves. If we want to go down that whole route, there's probably things we can just have going on in the background for that. But the thing is, is doing that. Actually, I'm not going to talk about that here. But yes, I'll get back to that. Um, you get in your taxi. Where are yeah. you going? Um, Shopping. <laughs> I don't have anything to buy, which is unusual. Maybe I just need to outsource someone to do a shopping trip for me and get the sorts of things I would get. That's why you have a penny. Be penny, go <laughs> buy the things I would like. I mean, we're going to be going into the desert eventually. We should probably get some good uh, desert gear, like some sort of like turbans and stuff like that to protect us from the heat mm. and sand. True. But we I might yeah, use time whilst uh, the others are busy. Should I retain, see if I can retain us a guide and a f- expedition planner, Lady Vanderbilt? Uh, start, yeah, start thinking about it. And if we know a sense of who we could bring, I mean, I, I, I quite like um, Dr. Kefir, actually. I mean, I know he says he's got things to do here, but I'm yeah, sure we could make it worth his while. Um, exactly. I mean, maybe if we just pay him. Just buy a wing of the museum for him. I'm sure. He'll exactly. You'd just be like, oh, that's a very nice uh, street of houses next door to the museum that I'm going to buy and give to you and then build a new wing of the museum. Yeah, I mean, for, in return, he could maybe send some of his lovely Egyptian artifacts to England. I mean, why would Mrs. Vanderbilt, the New York millionaire, send them to uh, England? Ah, shut up, that's why. <laughs> Surely she says into her penthouse or Halifax estate in Canada. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> of course, this will be twice now in one week that people have come to the Egyptian Museum and bought new wings in the museum to get information out of Dr. Kafour. <laughs> How many wings does this museum have? extremely large well there's the Buckingham Gartner wing now now there's going to be the Vanderbilt wing (laughs) wait wait (laughs) is this this museum come up in the other game as well they're currently in Cairo in Acton Cthulhu doing things in Cairo oh right so I've used my Cairo guidebook which is in the Master of Neopetep guide right um so if we get Dr. Kafir killed, we're going to make a paradox in your other game. No, they're different timelines. Okay. Oh, no, Reggie uh-huh. exists in this timeline. So. Yes, this is yes, the Reggieverse. This, this is also the Reggieverse. Well, then clearly in Dr. Fact, Kafir cannot die. <laughs> it, it, not only that, it means that we have to win. Otherwise, that game, which is taking place in the future, can't happen. Or someone else is going to do sick machinery after we do our final party wipe. Right, uh, at the opium den, Oliver is completely out of it, stoned off his face on opiums. Um, but Mr. Bassart is willing to talk to you, Matteo, Gregory. What do you ask him? Well, I guess, um, obviously, things happened on that expedition um, that obviously the wider world don't know about in great detail. Um, it would be useful for us because obviously we uh, we oppose um, the cult 
Um, so anything you can tell us what happened, anything you noticed that could possibly help us would be very valuable. What exactly happened during the trip and at Dasher and things like that? That's about the gist of it. You must understand. To begin with, this was all just another job. A lawyer contacted me. Must have been six years ago? January, maybe February? And I agreed to act as a purchasing agent for Roger Carlyle. He was just a wealthy American socialite. I received written instructions from Mr. Carlyle to purchase certain artefacts from Farah's Nadja, an antiquities dealer, and I illegally shipped them out of Egypt to the Penny Foundation in London. That was April, I think. So these items would be there at the Pennyhue Foundation in time for their arrival from New York. That was about it to begin with. Then the Carlisle Expedition came to Egypt in May. I met them and arranged for all their equipment, permits. And they invited me to travel with them in case there were any, you know, local difficulties. They needed someone who spoke the language, who knew the rules... So I agreed. They were off to Dasher in the area of the Bent Pyramid. That's what they were researching. One day, um, you know, things were going as normal. They were excavating stuff, exploring the pyramid. Then um, Mr. Jack Brady came to me and told me that Kyle, Miss Masters, Sir Aubrey and Dr. Huston had entered the Bent Pyramid and had vanished. Brady was up in arms, he suspected foul play, the, um, something was clearly up. The diggers had already fled by the time he came to speak to me. Um, they were just gone. They'd gone into the pyramid. No one had seen them come out of the pyramid, but they clearly had, because now they were missing. We, we didn't know what to do. We were in the middle of nowhere. Our plan was to set off the next morning and get help. But the next morning, Carlisle and the others were back. They were excited about something, some tremendous find. Um, but that was about it. Um, they wouldn't tell us exactly what they'd found in the pyramid or where they'd been. So Aubrey was a fiend for secrecy. Um, but they all seemed really energised about whatever they'd found in the pyramid. They claimed they'd been in the pyramid overnight. All the time. It's just, apparently, we couldn't find them. There are, like, three rooms in that pyramid, and they weren't in any of them. But, you know... Hmm. Don't suppose... Uh, just I'm, I'm not a, an Egyptologist or anything like that, but, um, you know, I hear stories of, I don't know, like, secret passages or rooms inside these burial... Pyramids. Do you think anything like that could have been there and they, they'd snuck into one of those? I doubt it. I mean, most of the legends and rumours of secret passages are bollocks and nonsense. <laughs> they don't exist. There are three rooms in the Bent Pyramid. We know what they are. They're all empty. It was looted millennia ago. But, anyway, 
The night after they came back, an old Egyptian woman visited me. She said that her son had been one of their diggers. She said the diggers had fled because Carlyle and the others had consorted with an ancient evil, the messenger of the black wind. She said that she could recognise that the souls of all the Europeans, except for Brady and myself, were lost. She said if I wanted proof, I should go to the collapsed pyramid, the night before the dark of the moon. And... I went! I was like, this is all a bit weird, but okay, what the fuck, I'm going to go and have a look. So I took one of the trucks, and I said I was off for a night in the pleasure quarter at Cairo. But instead, I drove the 20 miles south to Medom, and uh, hid where she told me to. And that night, I saw Carlisle and the others turn up, and they performed some sort of ritual. They had hundreds of people with them. The desert came alive, crawling and undulating towards the pyramid. And the ruins themselves seemed to become some sort of skeletal, bulging eye thing. Creatures came out of the sand. They grasped the dancing celebrants, the people doing the um, ritual. And one by one, they tore out their throats, killing them all until only the Europeans and one other robed figure remained. Something else was in the sand. An elephant-sized thing with five separate heads. And then I fainted. And I wandered the desert. There are so many things in that desert. Sphinxes. Ranks upon ranks of dark sphinxes with no faces, formed from the sand and shadows. It took me two years to, to recover from what I saw in that desert, what Carlyle and his kind released. But it all started when they went into the Bent Pyramid. But, something Jack said to me, about four or five days before he mentioned that he'd been watching Carlisle climb the Red Pyramid and that Carlisle started this all he broke something on the Red Pyramid and that allowed them to enter the Bent Pyramid and unleash this creature back into the world and that is all I know. And that is all I will talk about. I have nothing else to share with you. This has been very informative. Um, I, um, I think I had heard something about the Red Pyramid, like someone scrambling up um, to do something, um, tampering, tampering with it. Um, someone else we're trying to contact is um, either Nigel Wasifor or Nuri of El Wasta. I don't suppose you know them. I knew Nuri. Nuri was the foreman of the diggers. Mm-hmm. He moved to Alexandria 
last I heard. Okay. Thank you. I think uh, I think we have business up there anyway, so that's that's fortunate. Um. No, thank thank you for your time. I know I know we probably dug up some traumatic memories for you. We won't bother you any further. Unless do you have anything else to say, Matteo? Um. No, did it look like I was raising my hand? I was just stretching. Oh. <laughs> you may as well join me. Imbibe of the pipe. Uh-huh. Started is ending soon, and it will all end. It will we're all not end. We're well, quite that's what ready. We're trying to, yeah, that's to what we're trying to stop. Yet. Die well then. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pleasure meeting. Pleasure meeting you, sir. Um, Oliver is in no fit state to walk on his own. You have to drag him between the pair of you back out to the taxi. That's fine. We can do that. Uh, Oliver, roll me a constitution at extreme. No. Yeah, you are completely out of it. Um, but you head back to the hotel and you arrive shortly before Cat's taxi. So you're still in the lobby when Cat, Mitch, and Penny re arrive. They are laden down with boxes and packages and hat boxes and trinkets. Somehow they had time to go for a quick shopping tour around the bazaar. Or they went oh, yeah. to the museum gift shop. We were supposed to go to the museum, weren't we? (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) Cat's just like, I went dress shopping. uh, Did you get like one of those giant pencils that is completely impractical to write with and like an eraser of questionable quality, a little wiggly worm that has like a sticker on it that just (laughs) tangentially associates it with the... uh, uh, venue in question. Little plastic pyramid. Plastic hasn't been invented yet. Plastic has been invented. Uh, let's regroup. It's, it's not the paper light. Suite. You regroup in the suite. <laughs> How was um, your Oliver venture? poured into his bed. Yeah. <laughs> away with the fairies. How was your yeah, how was your venture, Miss Vanderbilt? I kind of see Oliver and I'm like, I'll work out just whatever. Um <laughs> He'll be fine. Two, he just needs two, to sleep two, two together. Come on. Yeah. yeah. He'll be fine, he'll sleep it off. Uh, so the the museum was very interesting and we found the curator Doctor Kafir, who we were looking for, and he knows nothing of the horrors, but knows a great deal about everything to do with Queen um, so-and-so. I don't know if saying people's names is good, but either way. Uh, so there's a lot of that, and I could share, and I kind of go through it roughly. Um, 
and I will get back to some of the detail in a moment. Also, tell us a bit about the shore and the way that the pyramids are and how they're laid out there. And I very much think that uh, a good priority thing would be to do would be to repair the seal on the Red Pyramid um, so we can work out how to do that potentially. Um, but yes, I do wonder about what we might find if we search... Um, or how to pronounce it, the Mycenaeus or? Mycenaeus is pyramid. Yeah. It's one of the pyramids at the Giza complex. Mm. It sort of, close, then. It sort of sounds like everything that could have happened there has happened there, but um, there may be something to it. The problem is, is that Penhu effectively owns the area and has um, it set up in a sort of not really being excavated type mode so any sort of attempt to look at it will probably make them aware that there's interest in the site so I'm not sure about that one but hmm. there may be something to find or to otherwise uh, well that's where we are I think mm. okay well we managed to find Warren Bassett he told us what happened there, I mean, he was just going to just work for the Carlisle expedition, but then he got roped into travelling with them. And, uh, yeah, things went very strange when they got to the Bent Pyramid and the Red Pyramid. So apparently, like, um, when they... they went, The three of them, like Carlisle and a couple of others, Penhu, um, went into the Bent Pyramid and then just vanished. And... You know, I brought up the idea maybe there was a secret room that, you know, wasn't widely well known about, but he he's insistent that there is no such thing, that that kind of thing is rubbish. They just vanished. But then the next day they reappeared, claiming to have found something, but they didn't want to share what it was. Um, so the next night or so, he drove off to, um, where was it, the, the collapsed pyramid and found the Carlisle group sort of performing a weird ritual and things just appeared out of the sand. And yeah, it, I'm not, not quite sure what to make of that. But um, you mentioned the repairing the Red Pyramid. Apparently he claims Carlisle clambered up the Red Pyramid and broke something. And that that was the beginning. That allowed him to do all the crazy stuff. Um, that does sort of match up with what we know so mm. far but yeah and from what we did already kind of know there was this um nuri person um he was the head foreman of all the diggers for um the expedition uh he's hopefully he's still alive and if he is alive he's in alexandria oh which was kind of handy because we do have a potential lead via the Cairo Bulletin, um, but yeah, they, yeah. So th- I think I think they might be able to help us track down Nuri as well. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they know exactly in Alexandria he is. Yeah, potentially, although if we were heading to Alexandria anyway, then um, I say, assuming Bast will actually see us, then. <laughs> We may be pointed in a direction 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm sort of aware the more people we talk to here, the sort of greater the chance that we stumble across someone who doesn't actually want to see us in that way. And if we've already found out a bit more about Nuri, then do we actually need to find out even more? Possibly. Mm. Well, that sounds like a, a good most of a day. And thank you. I'll, uh, I'll go check on Oliver again. Uh, roll your medicine, please. Gregory? Medicine. Where is medicine? There is. Uh, yeah, Oliver is going to be out of it for another few hours, but then he'll come around and probably have the munchies and uh, <laughs> need some, like, several pints of water. Uh, I'll just keep him comfortable. Uh, Oliver, uh, yeah, Oliver, roll me your pow, please. Oh, no. <laughs> That's Always not constitution. <laughs> Good. Uh, what a shame. <laughs> the one time I just needed a roll pow, and he doesn't summon the Alphatep in his dreams. Good. Good. Look, look, I barely even know who they are yet. You can't have me summoning them. Oh, it, he can lay the seeds. He can sow the seeds. We're in Egypt, anything's a game at this point. Right. Uh, what are you all doing? Are you just going to stay here for the rest of the day and head for Alexandria tomorrow morning? Or maybe get the overnight train so you arrive there uh, fresh first thing tomorrow morning? Arrange for refreshments for everyone. Mm-hmm. Good day. Overnight, yeah. busy day. Yeah, I think what the overnight will be okay because um, Oliver should recover by the time we need to move. Yeah. So, what what time is it for us now? Sort of mid afternoon. It's like <coughs> probably two p.m. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess if we think we know enough about what we're gonna do, um, I mean, are you sure you don't want to speak to your uh, contact at the Cairo Bulletin because, like, we we know we know Nuri is probably in um, Alexandria, but you know where? You know, it's like a needle in a haystack almost. True. Well, I only think about it because Nigel uh, is Rebecca's contact. Oh, do we know if she she made contact with him? Uh. I am not sure. Perhaps one of us can just uh, drop by this afternoon and just ask, and if they have, then we'll meet with them tomorrow morning. And yeah, then we, can... the, we may wish to... Yeah, if there's anything we want to prepare here. Mm. Um, but I don't think there's anything... Like, if we're just in Alexandria for <laughs> a day, so we take we, we travel overnight... Um, Although it's not, it's only like a few hours away, though, isn't it? Two hours, yeah. I believe. Yeah, just a couple of hours. So, I guess an overnight would arrive fairly early or leave fairly late. Um, yeah, it may be. Yeah, if, you, if, if some of us go to see if. Um, Nigel's got any more to add um, but if it, if things don't seem well 
very quickly work out if that's going to be a good idea or not. We can take that uh, anti-scrying device if we're concerned. Mm. Okay. So, are you sending someone across to try and talk to the chap at the Cairo Bulletin tonight, whilst the others arrange to go to Alexandria on the train? Uh, yeah, it's still fairly early, so that seems fine. Uh, so, who's going where? Um, I don't mind going to see Nigel because, you know, I obviously asked about Nuri in the first place. Mm-hmm. But again, it should be good to take... Well, I think, um, Miss Vanderbilt, you should come too because I think our only other translator is incapacitated at the moment. At which point that means I'm going pretty much. Uh I would I would have thought that at the Cairo Bulletin, the English will be okay. But I guess if it isn't, then come back and we'll arrange something. Okay. Does anyone want to join me then? Yeah, I mean, I can. Okay. So Mitch and Gregory are going. Kat, are you staying in the hotel then? Yeah. Okay, what are you doing with Matteo? Um, I know, what does Matteo want to be doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just staying in the hotel for now, or...? I wonder whether I might get some... Uh, useful advice if I if I try and do some meditation on the things that I've learned. Okay, so Penny, roll me butlermancy, please. Uh-huh. Oh, you are a competent young lady. And as the others get going, you wander down to the concierge and make inquiries about trains to Alexandria. Mm. Oh, that's a point, I guess, before Gregory leaves. And this may be a thing. Have we, we... We talked a bit about the collapsed pyramid, but did we really go into, I guess, the depths of what happened and all of the raising of lots of creatures and that side of things? Well, it's, it's difficult for me to really understand exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you said like there were there was hundreds of people there, all sort of chanting and dancing, and then these creatures sort of erupted out of the sand and sort of killed them all, except for Carlisle and a couple of others. And some kind of five-headed creature sort of loomed, and sphinxes and all sorts of weird things. Um. Were they? I don't know. Like I say, I don't know if it was a hallucination or if it is real. How could it be real? Yeah. Um, I know. I know. I was told to expect unusual things on this trip, but uh, I'm not sure how. Not sure how this one fits in. No, that's. It is a bit concerning and kind of out of character. I have to wonder how much we've 
specifically discuss the Black Sphinx and all of that stuff. Mm. I know about it, but I don't know if we collectively know about it in that sort of way. I think so, but... Yeah, out of character, this is the start of Neophotep's army. Okay, the team who are off to the Cairo Bulletin. It's not very far, it's literally down a side street on the other side of Esbikaya Park. And you're staying in number three at Shepherd's Hotel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Cairo <coughs> Bulletin is near the post office over here. Yeah, okay. So it does not take long. To, you can actually walk there without getting a taxi if you really want. Sure, why not? You arrive at the Cairo Bulletin. It's a small uh, newspaper. There's the printing shed out back where the press is. And then there's the office building where the obviously the reporters and the writing happens. And you head into reception. There is a young gentleman behind the desk who smiles. And says, uh, welcome in Arabic. Uh, um, do you speak English? Yes, I speak English. Good. <laughs> um... Uh, my my name is uh, Gregory Isaacs. Um, a a, um, a colleague of mine, uh, Rebecca. Oh, her name, Rebecca. I've forgotten her name. Causey. Causey. Rebecca Causey. Um, I think she tried to make contact with one of your journalists or one of your um, well, one of your colleagues, a um, a Nigel Wasif. Um, I was sent here on her behalf. Um, I don't suppose um, they're available, are they? I'm afraid you've wasted your time. Mr. Wasif is in London. Oh, I see. That's... Okay, that's unfortunate. Um, I don't suppose you know if he received any messages from uh, Miss Causey, do you? He may have done. They may be on his desk. Uh, He left about a month ago. Um, He's spending a few weeks in London, visiting family, touring, you know, generally on holiday. Oh, He's not okay. Due back until shortly after Christmas. Um, we must be November right now. Or September. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. October. Yep. He's he's not due back until early January. Can you wait that long? <laughs> <laughs> Is there I mean, something I could... we could help you with? Um. Well. <sighs> Possibly. I mean, uh, we, we were just uh, we were looking for a contact of us, and uh, we were under the impression that Mr. Wasif knew where they might be. Um, ah, um, I very much doubt he's left that in his records, I'm afraid. Mm. Um, I could try and cable him at his hotel in um, England, but he is travelling around the country. Um, if he were to do that and we were successful, how long would that take? Uh, a couple of days before we'd hear back, probably. Hmm. Okay. Um, no, in, in that case, uh, uh, don't worry. I, 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 it wasn't really uh, a wasted trip for me. I'm only uh, I, I was in the area anyway. Um, well, sorry we can't help, sir, and have a lovely day. Okay. Thank you. Hmm. Sadly, time has passed, and Mister Wilson yeah. has gone on holiday. <laughs> yeah, I figured that might be the case. <laughs> Uh, you head back to the hotel. Meanwhile, at the hotel, what are people doing to prepare for Alexandria? Penny. Um, 
has just worked out when all the trains are. And I have arranged for scones and tea. Mm, scones. There are scones. There is tea. I'm. I. 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 I immediately perk up at the mention of scones as opposed to work. You're still in bed with the fairies. Yes, but you did mention I have munchies. <laughs> I, I'm not so out of it that I can't enjoy food. <laughs> well, your constitution at home. Mm-hmm. I better not be so out of it that I cannot enjoy food. Wow. The mere idea of a scone turns your stomach. Oh. Boo. Like the idea of that heavy, rich, cakey sconness covered in cream butter and jam, it just makes you want to bath. And so you do. Manage a very weak cup of tea. I was literally just about to say, can I make him a very weak cup of tea then? (laughs) More water than anything. It's the uh, essence of tea. Extra skim milk. Oh, milk. No, you can't face milk. Oh, no, 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 it's skimmed milk, which is basically, you know, white water. Water, <laughs> water with a little bit of white food colouring in. Yeah. Like skimmed uh, Penny, you know there is an overnight service to Alexandria. It's not a sleeper train, but it is just an overnight train service. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it takes about two hours to get to Alexandria by train, and there are trains every two hours. Between the hours of 9 and 7pm. And then there's the special overnight service, which leaves at 8pm. What are you doing? So I guess in terms of preparation, like we're not expecting that we're heading out to the desert. This is, we're going to Alexandria, it's... A place like any other, and other than not knowing exactly where we want to go, other than the Temple of Bast, so I guess we should find out where we need to go for that. Unless we do actually have a, a spot, like a particular place for that, I can only remember that's like, oh, come to Alexandria. Well, you know where Bast. the Temple of Bast is? Is out. Yeah. It's like you know, it's an archaeological site, um, just mm-hmm. a couple, like down down the mm-hmm. coast, a little ways from the main mm-hmm. city. So, in terms of them being able to find uh, Niri, who we're looking for, you have a name. I guess, yeah, we've got a name, we've got a place. Is it today that we wanted to leave for Alexandria after all, then? Well, it is, We, I guess we shall see what... Um, Gregory comes back with if there's anything that might otherwise affect us but I think we've certainly got quite a lot here we've got a good contact in Dr. Kafur who we could go back to ah that was quick yes unfortunately Mr. Wasif has been on holiday for the last month and hasn't been at his office so that's a dead end Oh. So I guess we'll just have to 
sort of comb Alexandria for mm. this Muri fellow. I mean, we know he was a foreman, so maybe there's, I don't know, kind of builder's society that we can investigate with. Nationwide. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, well, if if that's somewhere Niri's always been, then maybe there's just, unless unless the, um, he went there afterwards, I'm not sure. Yeah, it could have been in his home before all this kicked off. Yeah. Who knows? All you know really about him is he was the foreman for the diggers at the Carlisle expedition, and Jack Brady saw him take the other half of the Iron Light and Darkness. <laughs> Not much to go on. Mm. No. But potentially we'll find out more recent stuff in Alexandria than we're likely to hear if he's been there for that long. So, so yeah. Are you going to pack up and head off to Alexandria tonight then? Um... I mean, if we've got somewhere to stay, I guess if it's only two hours and we're sort of doing all this and the last train is at eight, uh, assuming that I've that's got to me now and I'm not yes, I'm waiting for all that to happen. Um, yes. Well, we're certainly going to get there at ten and we're probably going to start immediately. Well, it's, um, um, it's like 3 p.m. at the moment. So we have the option of going on any train that will take us there once we're ready here, getting set up somewhere if we're going to stay there overnight, just in case we think we want to be there for longer than a day. Let's assume that we will be. Okay. And the other one is, are we actually specifically done in Cairo then? I think that was all of our leads. Uh, I've got a lot of windows, so I need to check the map. Because things that what we might do in and around the Cairo area includes um, anything in relation to the... Pyramid where Queen Nitocris was. Do we know which pyramid she was buried in? Nitocris wasn't buried in a pyramid. Oh. It was a burial <laughs> complex near a pyramid. Aha. Uh, but was it near, near like, the, uh, the... The one that began with an M in, in the Giza complex? My seven is the pyramid. Mm. Oh. Mm. I mean, uh, is it worth is it worth going there at all, or is it or is that just? I'm am just thinking about how we like if we're going to move and maybe base in Alexandria. But the thing is, um, I guess ultimately we're going, or I imagine that I think we're going to be back in Dashur, which isn't that far from here. So we may want to just keep all this in place and then uh, just take a travel bag. Yeah, we probably need at least an overnight accommodation in Alexandria. I feel mm, to make the best use of the time. Yeah. Okay. So if we're aiming to stay overnight anyway, we can either go today. Although I think we may want to stay two nights if we do that and get started in the morning. If we think there's 
going to be interesting things to do in the morning, or we can go tomorrow. Uh, Everyone, what do you think? Uh, Speak up. I can't mm. make an opinion here right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, unless you want to go to the Giza complex, then I don't see why we should uh, delay. I'm just... I'm not feeling like appearing on the Penny Foundation's radar would be a good idea at the moment. Unless we we sort of have a sense anywhere. And I guess Jack's about potentially as well. If Jack's in China. Jack, our the Jack. Other Jack. Oh, yeah. Our Jack. Is in the hotel, yes. Yeah. Ah, hello. Welcome back, Foxby. How are the shots? Hello. Uh, I didn't get to the one I needed to go to, but don't worry, I'll go on Monday. I did get, I did get food. You're not going to starve to death now. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, did... No, I, I would, I would disrupt with asking what you've got. <laughs> Jack raviolis, and he's like, "Ah, you're back. I have news. <gasps> news. I like news. What is your news, Jack? My news." Is that I'm going to be busy. <laughs> okay. okay. I have a ritual that I'm going to perform that will hide me from the eyes of the cult. Hmm. But it will take me several days to cast. <laughs> oh, Is of course he doing the ritual that causes everyone to just not really notice you? Yeah. Literally (laughs) everyone. Literally everyone. He has been working on adjusting it so he can let people see through the veil he wants to. I don't know if it's going to work, but he's going to try it. We'll know when we realise we're not really remembering the existence of him anymore. I mean, I mean, it would be very funny if, like, next game when Arona turns up, we're like, "Who are you?" We're just just ignoring him. (laughs) No. Yeah, just just no setup. Like Arona comes in cold, and we just yeah. Sorry, Arona, we can't talk to you. It would be meta game. (laughs) <laughs> I will stay here and guard the hotel mm-hmm. you guys go to Alexandria talk to a cat goddess find a guy alright before we do that um, do you know anything about the the sort of complex at Giza here and I guess the fact that it's with the Penny Foundation means I don't really want to go exploring around it unless we think there might be something that would actually help us. Well, they found Queen Nitocris's tomb, right? Yeah. We know Queen Nitocris is up and about and causing us havoc. Exactly. So what are we going to benefit from going to look at the room she was dead in for a few thousand years? Well, given that we're thinking of sealing up the Red Pyramid and doing that now... And all that ship has sailed. Maybe there's something similar. I sort of don't think so. That's why I'm asking the question. Is it, worth, is it worth going to see the tomb of Nefaro? That's the Red Pyramid. So we were likely to be doing that anyway, yeah. The tomb of Nefaro is in the Bent Pyramid. And we know he was Nyarlathotep. So... Maybe Nefaro will help us. Maybe. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna eventually go to the Red Pyramid anyway, because that's that's um the thing with the broken caps mm-hmm. I didn't think to ask more about Nefaro. I kinda had the idea, but just Yeah, I was just like I was interested when we were talking to the guy, like I was like you know, maybe he if he was there he's the person who defeated or entombed them both. Then it seems I say person, but you know, um, God entity. Uh, maybe they're the one to to talk to. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, just ramblings of a chef. <laughs> ramblings of a chef. <laughs> That's your first part. Ramblings of a chef. Jack says before we go and try to raise the spirit of an ancient pharaoh. Why don't we go and talk to the goddess who mm-hmm. has invited us for a chat? Yeah. 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 Let's go and to... And by we, I mean you guys. You. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, we, we knew that, Jack. We knew I that. understand. I'm not going anywhere near her. Lady Vanderbilt, would it maybe be a better idea to tie Jack up, chuck him in the Temple of Bast first, just to see how her reaction is? Just to make sure she's not in too bad a mood for you to... <laughs> risk yourself. Oh, I mean... Mm. I will cast the green pay at you, Penny. <laughs> I don't know what that is, so I don't care. Oh, you will care. Trust me. You're of not course, sacrificing me to Bast. You never said uh, anything about mm. sacrifice. You really said chuck. <laughs> Gently offer. <laughs> no, I... I think Jack will be okay to stay here, and... Potentially, if Bast wants Jack's head on a stick, we may have to deliver. I'm not sure if I'm going to say that. Suitable levels of unhinged. <laughs> no, I, we will. We will say our bits. I'm sure it will be fine. Tralala. Well, have a lovely time in Alexandria, everyone. I'm going to stay here. Okay. Uh, How if you are, are you to Penny? Uh, I quite like Penny. So you don't want me to have her dissolve into a cursed pile of green mould that is forever sentient and alive, but trapped as green mould for all time? No, that sounds less than ideal. I mean, who would do your hair in the morning? Hmm. I want to cast the green decay. It sounds cool. <laughs> no. No decay. Uh, if the cult should find you, I mean... <laughs> well, if the cult track me down, I will cast the green decay at them. Okay. Um, and I guess potentially, if you've got some time, because I, I didn't think to quite finish that, um, finding out more about this Nefaru, the... Because um, mm. it sort of sounds like they were involved in the setup of the Red Pyramid in some way. But it could also just be New Pharaoh makes themselves look better than the previous ones. So I don't quite know how (laughs) that actually pays out. I will research into ancient Egyptian pharaohs. Yeah. I will take my children's card game with me and uh, defeat some other children in the children's card game to learn about the secrets of the pharaoh. Excellent. Yes, you do that. (laughs) Yugo goes to Alexandria... Um, Jack is going to go play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
What did this happen? Let's see. You on my list, invent. Oh, Implausible acronym used in speech. And <laughs> the secrets of ancient Egyptian gods. And the only way to do that is to play card games at them. That's what Yu Gi Oh has taught me. See, Why have you been watching Yu Gi Oh, Russet? And do we need an intervention? Craig got me all of Yu Gi Oh on his anime server, so I've been watching Yu Gi Oh. Why would you do this, Craig? Bug. You know he has a condition. <laughs> We're going to start inserting stuff into our games. Adding <laughs> trading card games to Cat's list of things to do. Cat's <laughs> going to invent trading card games now. Yep. Can, can I classify the gift of the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, series as an extremely dubious gift? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Need a world constitution. Yep. Oh, I shouldn't have said anything. You wouldn't have noticed I was here. You are Yay. You are finally back in the world as everyone goes to get on the train to Alexandria, leaving Jack behind to look after the um hotel and do research. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm, I'm I, I roused before they went to got on the train then. Okay, that's fine. Oh well you could just be in the hotel with Jack. I uh, just yeah, waking <laughs> up and then I'm just there with a NPC. <laughs> <laughs> You walk in on Jack's in empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> and he's all like, they're all dead again, Oliver. They're all dead again. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to rely on the NPC bubble. <laughs> right. You all get on a train to Alexandria. Oh, I think that's, uh, that's something on my bingo, isn't it? Um, the train, I assume you're travelling first class. Yep. There's any other? <laughs> Wouldn't have booked any other class cat. <laughs> you're travelling from Cairo by train to Alexandria, which is apparently 87 miles away. The train is comfortable. It's nothing fancy. Um, you know, chairs, cushions, wheels that go round, steam engine. All, all the required parts of train. Is anyone doing anything during the two-hour trip to Alexandria by train? Um, May I suggest some light murder? What kind of train is it? Is it like... And just, uh, you know, carriages, steam train. Yes, but like sometimes it's like a train which is just like seating, and sometimes it's a train which has like rooms in it for socializing. It's just seating. In that case, I will uh, just quietly stay by cats, being all bodyguardish and um, taking in the scenery. See, I think just randomly flick through the Necronomicon and start reading aloud from a random page. No. That's a great idea. <laughs> How about no. you just read one word from each page? Ooh. Oh, it's secret code. It probably is. It's the fucking Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
The first word on each page probably spells the secret nonsense that ends the world. Or is a recipe or a really good recipe for, or a really good recipe for soup. Penny, so I'm generally wondering how kind of oh sorry. You go first now. I was wondering just how visible we kind of want to be, but I think it's going to kind of be difficult to really not be conspicuous. Um, I mean, you're a group of mostly English-speaking people on a train oh. in Egypt. It's not that unusual. Yeah. But, I mean, people are just likely to see and some people might notice and go, oh, that's someone we recognise and all of that. But is there anything particularly we want to do about that? We haven't really done anything about that before, so... <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Gregory, are you doing anything, reading anything? I don't have any books, so... No, I don't think I'm doing anything in particular. Just occasionally check on Oliver, make sure he's better. Okay, roll medicine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, you're not fine. Quick. (laughs) You think it's only honest to inject him with an embolism of air to put him out of his misery. No. It's the opposite of doctrine. Uh, Yeah, you think he needs more rest and probably should have stayed in the hotel in Cairo. So keep an eye on him closely. Yeah. Uh, Penny, are you doing anything? Um, I am probably going to see if... Cat would like a nice relaxing haircut while we're on the train. I don't know. I haven't got anything to do really unless Cat has something she wants me to do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, some some time like that. Now a haircut would be good if we have some time to do that here. Mm. It'll be just the lightest of trims. A trim yeah. on the public first class. Train to Alexandria. If that's what she wants me to do, indefinitely. Ah. Uh, Cat, are you really what? having to trim on a train? No, it just seems like a reasonable I, thing to do. I mean, I, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're just going to. Let me just get this right. A haircut on a train <laughs> in the middle train. of Cairo. <laughs> on an uncertain, like, like it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be like the set. It's gonna, you're going to beat Chow for worst death in Call of Cthulhu when you accidentally stab Cat in the eye with a pair of <laughs> no, a pair of hair scissors. That's how this is gonna end. Just, just making sure you're aware. Mitch, are you doing anything? There's no kitchen or galley on this train. It's very... Shit train. Shit train. Fucking shit. <laughs> I'm just assuming Mitch has made us all sandwiches and is handing them out. Um, I've really practiced my, like, gut firearms, really. Uh, it's a public train. <laughs> just firing out the window. <laughs> uh, you can practice your harmonica. Yeah, but it's so fucking high. It's like no point anymore. Like the chance of me failing, I like 
it's like 90 something it's like why even bother <laughs> you might as well try you might learn something new yeah true i was looking at my spells see if there's ones that i need to like learn but um but i've also done pretty well on that uh, yeah okay i will who have we got here which can maybe teach me something um let me go and talk. Uh, who knows hieroglyphs here? Does anyone know Egyptian hieroglyphs? Possibly no one now. No, no one. Okay. Mm. Uh, in which case, uh, maybe I just read through the pamphlet I picked up the museum to boost my history knowledge. Roll your history. I old terribly. <laughs> I'm going to let you tick your history anyway. An effort was made. <laughs> Matteo, are you doing anything on this train? Um, I might have a bit of a meditate, because I meant to do that before. Well, meditate. Meditate. My God, would you... With your your singing skills and my harmonica, we're a bit unstoppable. We should form a band. Yeah. Well, it's a success. You meditate. You don't really connect with anything to give you guidance, sadly. But you do relax and unwind from the horrors of, you know, all of your friends doing dark magic and having themselves murdered. Yes. Two luck. Okay. I'll take two luck. Otherwise, you arrive safely in Alexandria. It is a bustling port town. And there is a taxi waiting for you. Are you taking it straight to the Temple of Bast, or are you going to check into a hotel for now? It's about 6pm at this point. Uh, Yeah, I think we should get settled in to where we're going. Um, Sorry, to a hotel, rather. Yeah, Yes, the hotel is called the the Temple of Best. (laughs) Temple of Best Hotel. You are staying at the Lighthouse Hotel, which has beautiful views from the penthouse out over the harbour and the ancient ruins of the Lighthouse of Alexandria and the Library of Alexandria. You know, just the general ruins of Alexandria. Otherwise, it's just a port town these days, steeped in ancient mysteries. Hmm. Is anyone Mystery. doing anything tonight other than just enjoying the hotel? Mm. The library's closed, right? The library was burnt down centuries ago. Well, please don't talk. Okay, okay. have I got sad. have I got have I got a spell that can re- rebuild the uh, like? Is there some kind of like? <laughs> God, no, <laughs> wow. no, like. You do not own the spell Restore Alexandria's library There's such a spell? Do I have it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, some kind of like, you know Reverse time spell or something, I don't know None of you know that spell (laughs) And I'm never giving it to you Because you cannot Um, be trusted with it 
I might go out and have a look, see if I can find like a bookshop or something, find something about Egyptian hieroglyphs. Okay, roll me your luck, please, Mitch. Really fucking lucky. Oh, I'm average lucky. Hey, I will come back to you in a moment. Uh, Kat, are you doing anything this evening other than putting your feet up? Um, nah, putting feet up, enjoying the hotel. Uh, see if anyone's got anything they want to discuss. Yeah, otherwise I think we can, yeah. Gregory, are you doing anything tonight? I think uh, I might ask maybe concierge, um, obviously, like the local area. We obviously want to know where the fast is and, uh, you know, easiest way to get there. And also if there's any, like, I don't know, building societies or where, where the Docklands are, because in the interest of trying to find Nuri, trying to find the most likely places that would know of him. Um, there are several tours that go out to the various ruins. Um, there is indeed a tour group that leaves at 9.30 from the hotel that will go out to the Temple of Bast. Good, good, good. Um, as for building societies or workmen halls, they don't know, but they can find out for you. That'd be good, yeah. I think, um, yeah, in the morning we'll probably go and do that tour, then we can check back in later in the day. Um, He'll let you know if he learns anything. Thank you very much. Hey, Matteo, are you doing anything? Um, Nothing special. Would you like think. to try and meditate again now you're not on a moving train? Uh, oh, yeah, if I can try again, then I will, yeah. Yeah, maybe it was because you were on a moving train, you couldn't contact anyone. Try again. Let's give it another go. Uh, rolling, rolling, where are you? There you are. Hard success this time. You have a vision. You see Thomas oh, yeah. and Chai. They're standing on the steps of an ancient temple. And behind them, the moon is rising. And they hold out their hands, gesture at the moon, and then hold out your hands to you in a sort of like welcome gesture. And then they, the vision fades away. Sorry, who do I see? Thomas and Chai. Thomas and Chai. Yeah, our, our old characters. Hmm. They were like inviting you to join them at the temple at Moonrise. At the temple? At Moonrise? Mm-hmm. Which temple? Um, temple Bast. You can roll me your history. Mm. Or your occult. Whichever is highest. Uh, Oh yeah, what would be higher? I don't, I don't know that I've got a ton of occult. Where, where does occult live? I can't find it at the moment in the list. Middle column. No, it's the, it's the right column for me. Uh, okay, occult is there. Um, and not particularly high. Would I have any entry for history at all if I? haven't specifically got it because I don't see that at the moment. Yeah, it's base is five. Base is five. And I am at base. Okay, yeah, so it is going to be a cult, but I don't have um, don't have a lot here. You, no. You don't know enough to recognise the temple. Mm-hmm. 
Oliver, are you doing anything? Um, I have, unless I'm given explicit instructions by Cat at the moment, I haven't really got too much agency in terms of anything else. I don't have any magical wibbles or things to engage in. So, Cat, do you have anything for me to do? Um, I guess on the security front, we've kind of just been wandering around without like ter- like large amounts of care as to what we're doing. Are you happy that we're fine? No one's trying to keep an eye on us or there's no signs. It could take a while to observe and it's not conclusive. Uh, do you think that's... anyone's kind of got our scent or not? Okay, okay. That's, that's, that's a reasonable thing. Um, Russick, can I... I'm trying to think which skill it would be for, like, being situationally aware. Let me look at your character sheet. Because if it's a quest of, oh, just keep an eye on everything, then I can just keep an eye on everything. Roll your spycraft. Ah. Hmm. Um, all is well. No one has noticed <laughs> you. No one is following you. No one is investigating <laughs> you. Everything is exactly as it should be. Oh, thank goodness for that. <laughs> Why do we bring him along? Uh, oh, indeed. Just, just like, now weeping, weeping sadly into his hands. That could mean everything or nothing, and I don't know. I mean, clearly I'm distracted by, like, you know... The fact you went to high on the job. You should have bought a better FBI agent, Cap. This mm. one has a taste of opiums, and he's having an opium withdrawals. Oh, he does now. It wasn't open. It was It specific. It was. It was opium mixed with hashish. Uh, right, I'm just going to get a drink because my um, thingy is empty. Talk right. amongst yourself. Matteo, maybe tell them about your vision. Yeah, I, might, I, I, I was going to say, I want to talk to Cat, maybe. Maybe Cat can make sense of it if I describe what I saw. Mm. Okay. Um. So I, uh, I I find you and I say, sorry, I can hear myself now because he's opened the door. It's really distracting when that happens. I hate it so much. There we go. Right. Um. Uh. I say. <sighs> So I was meditating and I had a sort of image and I usually trust those. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I saw was it was Thomas and Chai, wasn't it? That Those those were the yeah. two that I saw, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw Thomas and Chai and they were outside a temple and the temple looked like this brief description of the temple. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that anything that you recognize? 
could you perhaps do a roll for it? Potentially. <laughs> uh, I mean... Uh, sorry, what was it? Occult, yeah, if you can roll your occult. (laughs) (laughs) I will follow the mysterious voice in the background and roll (laughs) my occult once I get through to it. Uh, Why do I do this? There we go. Yes, I am successfully occult-ish. Success! Oh yeah, that's that sounds a bit like the temple that we're going to go to, and I guess with Thomas and Chai there, that might be to do with them as well. Hmm. So, but you said so. What what else was there? Was that temple? And so we're just going to go there tomorrow morning, or? They were there, also beckoning me along. I felt, I, I felt like I should go there. I should be one, one of the people who goes there. At you least. also saw the moon rising. Oh, and the moon was rising. Is that significant in any way? Oh, um, so we should potentially go tonight rather than waiting for tomorrow. Oh, we want to go sooner rather than later. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I. <laughs> I am good at having the visions. I'm not so good at interpreting them. That's okay. Thank you for what I hope will be useful info. Um, What time is it now? In Um, it's about. You've got a train around five. It's about eight p.m. What sort of moon was it, by the way? It was just the moon was coming up. Yeah, but what phase? You didn't really notice it was just the moon was rising. Well, I mean, like, was it a full moon? Was it yeah, a different a moon? Full moon. Okay. And is full that moon? what we have at the moment, just out of interest? You don't know. Okay. Mm. Well, is the is the moon up at the moment? Is it is it too late? Well, I mean, the moon doesn't really rise, I guess. You get dark enough, and if there's going to be a moon, you'll see it. But so that's sort of what I'm anticipating. If we're in the area when it's daytime, and then eventually it will become nighttime, and then we can see if there's anything that might help us. That's that's all I'm getting from that. I, yeah. I would suggest, late, late, Lady Vanderbilt, that um, if we go tonight and it's not the right night. The worst case scenario is we miss out on having Coco at the in the room this evening, and maybe that haircut we didn't do on the train after all. <laughs> so, if it's not the right night, we're not going to lose too much if we do go along and have a look anyway. No, that's quite right. Um, yeah, Penny, are we? Can, can we get something set up to? I'll arrange out? something. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I was going to be thinking of how do we find a person with a name in a place but we can get back to that later yeah person with a name (laughs) in a place (laughs) don't even know what their face looks like nope (laughs) didn't think to ask (laughs) uh 
Right, uh, Mitch, you find a small uh, bookshop that's still open. Oh. It's like a mixture of cafe and bookshop, so that's why it's still open. There's like a big samovar full of Turkish apple tea. <coughs> there are books piled up on tables everywhere. And there's a little old man with a long white beard sitting at the table having tea, chatting with several other locals. And he looks at you and says, hello, in English. Hi. Uh, good to see that uh, your, your shop's still open. Um, mind if I come in? You. Come in. Join us for tea. I'm uh, just, just uh, visiting uh, Alexandria, like a nice city. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Have you seen much of it yet? Not really, no. No, no. Just, uh, just, uh, just being a tourist, really. What's oh. best to see in the city? You'll want to see the ruins of the lighthouse. Oh. Possibly the ruins of the old temples. Or oh, what, what, te- the... what temples are there? Oh, many. The Roman temples to the uh, Greek gods, about the Roman gods as they were at that point in history, <laughs> is quite interesting. There's Cleopatra's temple. That is quite lovely, where it is said that she committed suicide after the loss of Mark Antony. <clears throat> oh, oh, very, very sad. Um, can I roll my psychology to see what if I trust him or you not? You can roll your psychology. He seems genuine and friendly, and you have a nagging feeling you've met him before. It is, Nadalwen. He hadn't said it explicitly, but I assumed from the decor. I should introduce you to my guests. This is Lady Vendenev. He indicates a beautiful lady with short, straight black hair in a blue gown who sat with him at a table. And uh, had glass at you and smiles. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. Is anything... Uh, what, are you, what are you here for? Do you live here? I have travelled from the northern regions to meet Queen... <laughs> the Queen. Oh, Italy? Yes. That is where I embarked. I was in Rome, enjoying the culture. And I've come here to... Uh, Meet a queen of society. <laughs> a queen of society. Sounds very fancy. I'm, I'm just a person of, of the land, you know, well, of the sea, actually. But uh, I haven't tell- met any queens before, to be honest. Oh, I think you've met her before. I'm sure you Sorry? Can. I think you have met her before. I can't, I can't hear, sorry. She says, I think you probably have met her before, Mitch. <laughs> I believe you encountered her last deep beneath the sands of Australia. It's. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I just stopped to chat to uh, my dear friend Madal here whilst I'm on my way. The heat, you see. I don't like the heat of the day here in Egypt, so I tend to travel by night. I know, it gets too hot, doesn't it? Like, you can't do anything in the day around here. No, it's much too warm. So I travel by night so I can enjoy the cold desert airs. Oh, you're go- wait, are you going out tonight, then? 
Oh yes, I will continue my journey towards Cairo, where I must meet the Queen. Hmm, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Please do let Lady Vanderbilt know I am on my way to this meeting. Uh, oh, oh, Lady Vanderbilt, you say? Oh, I haven't seen her for a while, but yeah, if I if I catch up with her, I will, for sure. Oh, yes, please do. Do let her know. I am undecided which way my allegiance shall fall, but I merely go to discussions with the Queen, and if a better offer is made, then my power might lie in other ways. <laughs> Watching Niles' reaction... <laughs> I'm going to tick that in my bingo, that Ash loves maniacally. Oh, maniacally, yeah. Oh, also, fa- famous NPC turns up. Where do I have that? <laughs> she drains her tea and she stands up. Lovely to see you again, Medal. I'll leave you to your business with Mitch here. And um, do pass my message on to Lady Vanderbilt when you speak to her. And uh, she steps out into the street and then... For a moment, there's sort of like a sparkle of light around her, and she's just gone. Hmm. Interesting woman. I don't think she was in Italy. She might not have been in Italy, but she is travelling with a most wonderful travelling companion you may have heard of. Oh? The film star, Aidan Pike, is with her. They're travelling together. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, I see. This is how Russet makes sure that I do have an emergency final backup character of all else fails. <laughs> yes, um, the film star Aidan Pike is here to film an exciting new um, action movie in the desert, and Lady Vendenev appears to be his uh, his sweetheart. Oh, oh, well, you know, like. Uh... Uh, it's getting late, but I, I came in. I wonder if you got some good books. I have every book one could possibly desire. Every book? Huh. What do you <laughs> desire to read today? Well, I just want to say about the local history, really. You know, something that's uh, a good read. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe something... Uh, I've been getting into Egyptian history quite quite a lot. So, learning about their language, learning about their, their, their background. May I suggest this? He offers you a small, slim volume. Oh. The History of Cleopatra. Specifically, it's a detailed monologue of the most expensive party ever held at that time period. Oh, very, 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 very nice. You've got anything about uh, the language and the Egyptian language at all? Yes, here we go. He offers you another book. This is a um, step-by-step translation guide of the Rosetta Stone and the understanding behind how we originally translated the Egyptian hieroglyphs into Greek and then into modern Latin. And then from there we were able to extrapolate them into modern language. Oh, oh that, that's perfect. I'll take that, thank you. How much do I owe you? Oh, consider them a gift as long as you deliver Lady Vendenev's message to uh, Lady Shaughnessy. I shall do. I'll, I'll, uh, if I see her, I will absolutely talk to her. Don't renege on the price 
you will not enjoy what happens if you don't fulfill your half of the payment. Oh, what is it? You'll find out if you don't deliver the message. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for the books. I was happy just to give you some uh, insert uh, Egyptian currency, whatever it is, <laughs> at that time. He smiles. This is much more efficient. Be sure to ah. deliver Lady Vendernev's message to Lady Vanderbilt and have a pleasant day. But it's night, <laughs> you silly old sod. <laughs> but all right, cheers, bye. I think the Egyptians <laughs> use the Egyptian pound. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> hey, uh, do you head back to the hotel? Mm, yeah, I kind of um, maybe just kind of go a long way. Uh, maybe stealthily? Well, stealth. Woohoo! Yay. You are a shadow. Not. <laughs> Anyone could follow you. But you do take the long way around, just in case. I do, I do the traditional kind of movie like creeping like thing, which probably makes me actually stand out more than, you know, if I. It, it, you'll be fine, except when you walk, you make that sound. <laughs> like you're in a cartoon. Speaking tune under your, t- under your breath as you walk along. Uh, but you get back to the hotel, you find the others are talking with. Uh, well, Matteo and Kat are talking in the lounge, and the others are around. They're talking about the Temple of Bast and whether they should go tonight or tomorrow. Hi, guys. Ah, hi, Mitch. Hi, how are you? I'm good. We're Is just... everyone okay? Yeah, All we're right. just talking about whether we might want to go to the Temple of Bast tonight. So, funny story. Okay. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm-mm. I I, w- I went on a little like I want to get some books, you know. I, w- I gestured the books I picked up. I just wanted to learn something about Egyptian like hieroglyphs, and you know, if there was anything that um might be helpful, you know, in, in our endeavors. But um, I did meet a strange old guy and his uh, wonderful uh, friend, lady friend. Which I can't remember that I can't even pronounce the name of. Lady Vendenev. Vend- 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 yeah, Miss V. Um- <laughs> oh, that's me. No, that's- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she was there, and uh, uh, she's. Uh, she says that she wants to uh, meet you, and uh, she's uh, really. She's she's like uh, going. Going down to Cairo now. Uh, and then she did this weird thing where she just kind of like spun and she like disappeared into. Uh, oh. It sparkles, yeah. Yeah. That's strange. If she wanted to meet me, then I guess leaving here to go somewhere else wouldn't be a good way of doing that. No uh, intelligence, Mitch. <laughs> You repeat the exact message, which was, I'm on my way to Sorry. the Queen. Oh, that was it. Sorry. I'm on the fence <laughs> between whether I give her my power or you, we should probably talk. I'm with Aiden. Uh, 
Because tracking huh? down where the famous film star is staying won't be too difficult. So what do you make of this, then? Um, okay. So... Uh, yeah, I just like the idea that all the rest of you are completely oblivious to who these people are, and Matteo and Kat are, like, exchanging <laughs> horrifying expressions <laughs> across the coffee table. <laughs> I like to think I'm vaguely used to cat and horrified expressions by now, so I'm just sipping tea in the background. It seems like it might be a good idea to get her on side. Yes, I rather thought... Do I think that she was? I sort of had that idea from somewhere. You know she's kind of on the fence, but every time she invites you guys to talk, you give her the brush off. She, she did say that, you know, if we gave her a better offer, she would, uh, you know, maybe fall on our side. Oh, um, What's that mean? Well, exactly that. She seemed to like tea. Maybe she just wants nice tea. Who, who is this Lady Vendenev individual? Is, is she more important than what we're doing right now? Well, so Vendenev is... I think I know all of this. You Pretty do. sure I do. Yeah, so Vendeneth is an avatar of Ithaqua. Everyone roll Cthulhu <laughs> Mythos! <laughs> Except for you, Matteo. You know yeah. who Vendeneth was. <laughs> Hard success. Is that a good thing? Uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mitch goes, Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I thought I only knew how to make souffles, but apparently I also know. Uh, you've been reading books, Mitch. You know that Ithaqua is a dark god of ice and snow that generally looks like this. <laughs> Am I getting something? <laughs> uh, I'm not getting anything on... on Telegram. Saturday group, the Saturday group. Uh, okay, all right, hang on that's a picture of Verona Verona <laughs> <laughs> of pride I'm like that's right. of pride. <laughs> cuteness yeah. scroll down yeah 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 no, a little bit different um, yeah yeah um, Ithaka is a dark god of ice snow terror Glaciers, eternal winter, that kind of thing. The uh, the lady you met in the bookshop looked more like this. You know, she was a oh nice, nice. Yeah. You know, she was quite nice. Uh, so Fakra is is like her avatar. Yeah, sanity. <laughs> like, is that lady. That lady is just in disguise. Yeah. She's using Samuel's skin as a disguise. You lose one sanity just because, yeah, Ithaqua is like a dark god of ice and snow and eternal winter, and you had a cup of tea with her. Um, <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, she, seemed, she seemed all right. <laughs> yeah, I might even say she turned out to be quite nice. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she did say she preferred like travelling at night. She didn't like the uh, the, the sun or the heat. I think, I think Arona just found someone of the, the occult 
You're just feeling left out about all the sexy pictures with that. Yeah. My sexy 1920 flapper girl. Ithaqua in all his glory. Um, so, I, I think it would be a good idea to meet with Fendenev, but... Maybe go and see Bast first. But, yeah, after... Yeah. It's what we came here to do, after yeah. all. I mean, maybe... Maybe we can mention to Bass that this person wants to meet us. See what they uh, think. Yeah, I I think that will be good. Um, as long as I guess there's nothing that said, oh, we definitely like. I do want to meet um, <coughs> because that's a sort of fairly convincing reason that we certainly should. And but it didn't sound like we definitely have to drop everything we're doing and go do that right now. So I'm gonna. <laughs> Suggest we continue meeting with Bast. The only thing is, we don't want her making a deal with someone else before, uh, you know, then that deal's sealed. Well, as you say, we might just have a better offer. So, yeah. like what? Oh, souffle. <laughs> Free souffle for life. Yeah, that would. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you're you enslaving me to her. To her <laughs> <laughs> <Nando's> gift card. <laughs> yeah, cat's just casually enslaving you to the dark god of ice and snow there, Mitch. Uh, thanks, thanks. You know, thanks, just going to spend eternity. <laughs> oh, I guess that means different things to a dark god, doesn't it? It's just like, yeah, Have my souffle for all eternity. <laughs> And it will never rise. It will just always fail. Oh, because it's not warm enough. Invent Nando's. Okay. Um. <laughs> A subsidiary of the Vanderbilt organization. <laughs> right. Are you going to the Temple of Bass tonight? Yeah. I think we should because we got, we got a kind of, I guess, clear vision that we should do that at night. Um. Can I put those two books into my um, possessions? You can indeed put those two books into your possessions. You have a hieroglyph primer and the history of Cleopatra's parties. Fuck me, I got hieroglyph there. Oh, oh, actually, there you go. Hieroglyph primer, and it is a book. Uh... Right, you penny. Roll me a battle, Mancy. I'm gonna battle. You hire a truck, so it's big enough for everyone to fit in. There's three seats up front, and no one else can like sit on the benches in the back. Should be enough for you all to make your way to the Temple of Bast. Who is going to drive? I'll drive. Uh, who else is sitting up front? Uh, Alright, I'm sorry, sit. I'm driving. Christ. I'd normally sit up front, wouldn't I? Okay, you're sitting I up front. I keep an eye on things. Uh, is anyone else sitting in the back room? So I'd be sitting yeah. with Cat. I'll, I'll sit wherever. Okay, roll drive, Mitch. Fuck, duck. <laughs> Oh dear. Should we get out and push? How bad is it? Uh, It's a critical failure already. 
<laughs> Quite bad. Can we get out some push? Our <laughs> limbs back together. <laughs> Mitch, you have flooded the engine and it won't start. Fuck yeah. It just... Can we can we just complain to the car company? Hey, you're giving us a duff. Yeah, Penny, what's this junk you've uh, hired? You get delayed as you have to get a replacement car that actually works. Um, but this means you have to take two smaller cars rather than the larger truck because they only had one truck like this. Alright, I'll drive the other one. Okay, roll driving. And I... Yay! <laughs> uh, this time, Mitch doesn't ruin it. Hooray! You drive hard. You drive out to the Temple of Bast. It's closed. The site is actually fenced off, behind, and there are barriers over the road. But as you approach, the police officer guarding the entrance to the ancient archaeological site just opens the barrier and lets you both through in your oh. cars. Hmm. And as nice. you approach the temple, you can't help but notice everyone looking outside that there are a lot of cats out there. <laughs> Small cats, big cats, lions, boomers, cheetahs. Tigers? Tigers. You can't get tigers, tigers in tigers. Africa, huh? Famous song about it. House cats, <clears throat> tabby cats, Prussian cats. And as you approach the steps to the uh, temple, it is illuminated. It's ruined, but like, the main structure is still there, and it's just festoons with small glowing lights that seem to cling to the pillars. And there is a tall, long road lady. She's got dark ebony skin. She's wearing a white dress and um, a sort of like circular golden headdress waiting for you. <laughs> I'll, uh, 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 approach. Ah, Bast. Hmm. I think it's Lady Bast. Uh, she smiles at you. I am Nuri, the High Priestess of Bast. Welcome, Hello. Lady Vandervilt, Master Romero. Who are your companions? I don't recognise them. Hi, I'm Mitch. I've met Bast before. The lady has spoken of you, Mitch. She has great things to say of you. You are welcome. Great things. I got great things to say about her. She's lovely. I'm sure she will be glad to hear. And your other friends? Uh. (laughs) So. Sorry, I've forgotten who everyone is again. Um, we got I um, their names. They will just die shortly, says Matteo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are the current uh, meat sleeves of our players. Oh, oh, well, they're, well, they're all associates of cats, aren't they? So it feels like it, 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 it's cats, as in like cat, the character, not not like some yes, cats. <laughs> uh, so it, it feels like it's not, it's not, they're not mine to introduce. <laughs> no, that's yeah. I was 
Okay, so the, this is Penny. That's it. This is Oliver. This is Gregory. Be welcome. You are welcome here tonight in the Temple of Bast. Her ladyship is waiting for you in the sanctuary. You didn't bring Mr. Cady with you? Uh, He felt it would be better if he did not. That might have been wise. Her ladyship is most distraught when the topic of Mr. Cady is brought up. Of course, you could have always brought him a sacrifice. I'm sure her ladyship would have been most inclined to aid you in any way you want, free of charge, if you had brought him to her. Well, unfortunately, the NPC bubble is penetrable. Do oh, you imagine how grumpy Aroni would be if I'm like, no, they all sacrificed you to bath. They're like, jumped you, tied you up. And chucked you in. It was, it was like, You would have been like, well, fair. Yeah. <laughs> but we, can, we can totally metagame this. We'll just do a poll in our RPG group and see what our outcomes is, right? It wasn't really his fault, but... He allowed the calling one into their dreams. Yes, it, it was regrettable. Midnight. <laughs> right, there we go. Everyone. Paul is in the Telegram group. <laughs> <laughs> Just no context. Should the party sacrifice Jack to Bast? Uh, <laughs> Can't everyone get voting? Not now on your phones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised they aren't just all yes. <laughs> Well, that's. Um... <laughs> I just love how it's the GM who says yes, and everyone else says, of course. Ticky box. <laughs> I'm just waiting for our own solitary no. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good. That's good. <laughs> Look, someone has to do it. Uh, you all make your way inside the Temple of Bast. And along the sanctuary, <coughs> is a, there are more cats, eyes staring at you in the darkness. So many eyes. And lounging on a throne at the far end. Well, it's less of a throne and more of a divan. A modern divan is a beautiful lady with soft grey hair wearing a shimmering silver dress. She smiles. Ah, Catherine, it has been a long time since we last spoke, and I see you have brought many worthy companions with you. Welcome, child, she says to Penny. Very deep curtsy. Mitch, it's such a delight to see you again. I trust you have been well? I have been well, and it is more of a pleasure for me to see you. I will remember your prayers to me, and I shall make sure that your souffles will always rise. Oh. Unless, of course, Cat, you know, sells you into bondage to be aqua. <laughs> uh, Matteo, it has been a while. 
It has. Uh, I don't think you'll be surprised to hear me say that this sort of thing is quite difficult for me. I understand. But my visions keep bringing me back here. I'm glad it reached you. We all need to talk. We are running out of time. What's what's what what's what? How much time have we got? Uh, um... Not as much as you think. The plan to crack open the Great Seal has been disrupted. The plan can no longer be as they once planned, with the Silver Bird rupturing the pathways between worlds. But the Crawling Chaos always has a second plan. Currently, Hypatia Masters carries the spawn of the chaos. And if a physical living vessel of them is born, they will have an anchor in this world that cannot be stopped. But... Who would bear this child? Hmm? Who would bear this child? Hypatia Masters. One of the original members of the Carlisle expedition is pregnant with the child of the calling chaos. And when this child, this prince of darkness, is born, for the first time in 4,000 years, they will have a walking, living avatar born of mortal kind on this earth. And no seal will stop them. Everything else was window dressing on the possibilities of his cult. The birth of the Prince of Darkness is the end game, the final push. But currently, there is no way any of you will reach the mountain of the Black Wind, penetrate to the Temple of Darkness, and slay the mother before she gives birth to the creature. So... Sanity checks, everyone. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, Mateo didn't like that. Oh, no. Oh. How the hell did Oliver pass that? <laughs> Everyone who passed loses one sanity. <sighs> the people who had a regular fail lose two sanity. Mateo, you lose four sanity. Okay. Right, right. That could have been a lot worse. That could have been worse, yeah. <laughs> or sanity for me as well, right? Yeah. But then what can we do? There is one thing we can do. This all started for 4,000 years. The seal on the Red Pyramid kept Nyarlathotep at bay. It didn't stop him entirely but it removed his ability to do things like open portals or send his minions forth or create devices from outside of time or bear children on the lives of mortal women. The Red Pyramid is more than just an eye of light and darkness. It is a pyramid. It was aligned and built 
on the ley lines of the world under the correct constellations, and the eye of light and darkness was the seal that activated it all. When Roger Carlyle broke that seal, he started all of this. We must restore the seal. We must fix the eye of light and darkness, reactivate the ancient power of the Red Pyramid, and seal the gateway through which they are affecting the world and allowing this child to be born. Sorry for asking, but if, if we if if restoring the Red Pyramid is going to be a, a major boon towards us, surely he will have minions there protecting it, making sure that we can't fix it? Currently, they believe the seal is lost. And it is lost. No one knows but... where the other half of the seal is, except except for Nori of El Waster. And he supposedly lives here. He is dead. Oh. He is entombed in the ancient traditions of the Egyptian people. He died about four months ago. (sighs) His defiance of the Brotherhood of the Dark Pharaoh was punished with a curse of premature aging. Over the last five years, he has aged five decades. His mother is under my protection. And she has told me that her son buried his heart of the eye of light and darkness somewhere. But she does not know where. Now, with the eye destroyed, the red pyramid beyond repair... The only course open to you would be to try to infiltrate the Temple of the Black Wind and destroy the Mother and seal the Temple. But that is suicide and you will never reach the Mountain of the Black Wind. The Black Sphinx has been summoned and dispatched to Kenyon. The Legion of the Dark Pharaoh's Sphinxes ring the mountain in an impenetrable shield of riddles that you would never pass. But there is one hope. But it is a dark path, and I cannot guarantee that you will all survive. And even if you do survive, and you are able to find Nuri's spirit and learn where his part of the seal is hidden, restoring the temple can only be done if someone is also inside the throne room distracting him. Someone will have to enter the burnt pyramid, ascend to the hidden throne of Nyarlathotep, and keep him talking, whilst the others restore the seal on the pyramid on the outside. You said burnt, did you mean bent? Yes. Okay. (laughs) So, we need to try and talk to Nuri's spirit to find the seal and then when we try to repair the seal, distract him in the bent pyramid. Someone is... You must understand, whoever enters the throne room, if they are in the throne room and the seal is restored, they will not be leaving it. Oh. 
it's it's a whole Seth Deer thing all over again. Mm. <laughs> but before we get to crossing that bridge, we have a darker path you must walk. And I would like to point out that before this, I could have done this myself, but now I cannot risk it personally. I cannot enter the duat and speak to Anubis myself without putting myself at risk as my priests are dead. You don't? It's okay. I'm somebody else. Bass, Bass blames Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> she knows who she'd be tossing inside the vent permit to just cut me off the tip. <laughs> I mean, out of all the people, he is still kind of the best one. Sorry, Ren. Oh, and he won't uh, know. And out and out of character because of the stuff that. Um, Nyarlathotep has said to him, like, his, his sins are forgiven. Maybe <laughs> sending him in there will actually be the option. Oh, really? really not going to like the scenes. <laughs> guys, guys, just stop a moment. You're really suggesting that on a l- campaign we are really on the verge of losing more than we are on the verge of winning still, that we send Arona of all people, I'm to s- the big bad who has said he's been forgiven to distract him. I was speaking out of character. So was I. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Bast. We can decide who goes into the Bent Pyramid if you survive voyaging into the Egyptian underworld. Hmm. Oh, easy. There are only several. There aren't many paths left into the duat. You must seek out the Holy One, the Sheikh Al Raif. He is a true mystic of the ancient arts of the beyond, and can help you learn how to journey into the duat to seek Nuri's soul. Once you are in the duat, you must walk the path of the afterlife. Pass the tests of Anubis, and if you are strong and brave and true, you will reach the throne of the jackal and there entreat for permission to speak to Nuri's soul. I cannot make the journey myself right now. I cannot risk that path without my priests to anchor me so I can return to the mortal world for the first time in nearly 5,000 years a goddess walks the earth who actually came from the dreams of humanity so you must go the sheik el lives in Cairo. He is the head gardener of the zoological gardens. You must take to him the flowers of the blue lotus as both tribute and component in the quest of vision he will give you. And you must almost take tribute to Anubis. Incense, food, barley. 
What flowers did we need, sorry? The flowers of the blue lotus. Thank you. The sheik can then show you through vision and light and beneath the arc of the moon where a weak point to the duat can be found. He can also brew for you the potion you will need to drink so that your spirits may go a-questing. I would also give some thought to if some of you are questing in the world of the spirits, who might remain behind to guard your physical mortal forms? Nitocris, after all, is at large. She has remained here in Egypt to guard the secrets of the pharaoh. She will be your foe whilst you prepare to reseal the pyramid. When you have the seal and you are ready, pray to me and I will meet you at Dashur. I will lend my power to the seal, but you will have to perform the ritual itself. And someone will have to go into the pyramid and keep him distracted. If the pyramid can be restored, then Hypatia Masters will die, the child will not be born, and the Alvatep will once more be restricted. His great points of power will fail. And whilst the pyramid may not stand forever, back to how things were before Carlyle broke it, when the Alvatep can touch the dreams of humanity and occasionally reach through when someone opens a crack but there will be no permanent gateway as exists inside the Bent Pyramid right now. Hmm. Do you have any questions? You may all ask me one question and I will give you one true answer. That is if you wish to take up this task. You could always walk away my cats will mo- no doubt feast upon you and maul you as you depart. <laughs> you Getting mixed signals. <laughs> <laughs> this world is your world, after all. There's only so much the gods can do. And Nodens had to return to the dreamlands to stop Azathoth. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 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 when the steward of Kadath nearly brought him forth. But that's okay. The steward of Kadath's name is already being forgotten. Now that everyone thinks they are Felix's other name. Who would ask a question first? Miss Penny? Uh, I need to ask an out-of-character question first. Oh, no, you don't Just... give me of them. <laughs> no, no, I need to, because otherwise I'll be metagaming, potentially. Well, we wouldn't want that. Because I don't know how much I... How much do the newbies actually know about Nyalfotep at this point? You all know enough to know he's super bad. Super bad. Really powerful. Really powerful. Super evil. 
probably has supernatural powers to just reach into our brains and <laughs> take everything that we are. Yeah. Yeah, okay, if I know that much, <clears throat> simple. Right. Um, Lady Bast, my question would be, if one of us is to go within the pyramid and distract Mialfotep, what's to stop him from just simply reaching out and plucking the knowledge from our minds and at that time and then whoever going in being just another sacrifice that's in vain. Whoever goes into the temple should take the stained glass window that Felix made. It offers much protection and if you are carrying it against your skin it will stop them from reading your mind directly. They will find this intriguing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Gregory, decision and doctor, do you need more time? Yeah. (laughs) I'm crap with these one question scenarios. Fair enough. Matteo, what question would you ask of me? Well, that last question was kind of similar to what I was going to ask, so I need a moment as well to think. Uh, my, My whole thing was like, couldn't, you know, how could we possibly distract Nyali because um, of you know him being able to basically that's okay Mitch do you have a question for the goddess of cats so I met with the god I think god Ifaka Ifaka yeah and you just took the question (laughs) (laughs) go for it go for it you met with the god Ifaka yeah, and she said that she was uh, unsure on what side she um, uh, would fall upon, like, uh, and that she would require some bigger payment. Like, is she is she to be trusted, and and should we should we try to get her on board? If Aqua's agenda is their own agenda, they are not to be trusted. They will side with neither Nita Chris or you but will play you both off one against the other until they see an opportunity to advance their goal, which is to bring back the Ice Age. Meet not with Vendenev, but be wary of the movie star. She and he are in love. And it is a love that is changing the god of ice, but they still wish to bring back the eternal winter. Treat with them not, but beware. Cheers, love. What's that? Cat. Okay. Um, so, let's see. It's Lady Best, is there any agreement that you and I can come to? that might help either us or you in well anything we now have to do towards this you lady shaughnessy are have been touched by many deities these past six years Mm -hmm. the father of maggots has to the calling one Nodens, 
myself. There are many people who would appreciate having you on their side, but your greatest power lies, as does Dr. Armitage's and Etienne's, in remaining neutral to us all, being bound to none, but able to deal with any. You have many, many gods you can call on, many you can bargain with for temporary aid or knowledge or devices. If you give yourself to any one god, if we entered into a long-lasting relationship, you would close that path to yourself. You should remain free and flexible, and you should review who you can call and what deals you can make with them for temporary aid. My temporary aid you already have. I'm offering my power to charge the Red Pyramid and restore the seal. But there are others who you might entreat with who would otherwise not deal with you if you were bound to a single god. Thank you. Can I ask an out-of-character question? Yeah. Assuming we find the missing part of the seal, do we actually know how restore it. Yep. Lord Jack dang. knows how. Okay. I think yep. to remember it was really fucking simple. <laughs> yeah. Pretty simple. Jack Jack has the uh, instructions written down. He hasn't shared them with anyone so that the tech can't yoink them out of people's brains. And, um... um... But yes, Jack has the instructions... Uh, Oliver, do you have a question? Um, where can I get some more drugs? <laughs> I'm not ha- turning that into a single character. I'm not turning this into a single trait character. Um, <clears throat> I I'm not certain. I have a a specific thing other than if you have any general advice on what I can and how I can best aid this uh, endeavor especially as someone who has been very much on the periphery of all this until now anyone else asking a question of Bast? Um, that, was sort, that was sort of my question by the way any general advice otherwise no would... oh sorry that was be sort of being in character, I was just, also, can you provide any general advice to me? Um, because I have been on the periphery of this thing, and but now that Cat is here, so am I. Um, so anything that you can advise would be welcome. My advice is to ask Jack for Mendoza's mirror. Look into it seeking power that will aid you in your quest and you will meet a figure who can assist you in ways to help you protect the group okay I think I have a question very well Gregory um obviously he has the ability to sort of 
you know, reach into our minds and sort of extract what he wants or manipulate us and things like that. And it does affect people even when he's not, when his presence isn't nearby. Is there a sort of technique or ability or something that can sort of push him out or at least give ourselves some kind of defense mechanism? You have it already. There is no one way for any mortal to keep him out of their mind, especially if they invite him in in a blink of madness in the depths of their dreams. None of you are strong enough, but you have the scrying glass. You have protection. Build more of them. The information of how is available to you. Speak to Felix or look through your books. Thank you. Matteo, do you still have a question? Yes, I say... Well, I have a vague question. It's like, I... I seem neither to have the power or the inclination to involve myself with the kinds of uh, activities that uh, seem to be necessary to um, uh, to put up a fight against the entities which uh, which we are confronting, and that being the case, how best can I make myself useful against them? It is always a poison chalice. To be truly effective against the dark creatures that you are arrayed against, you need to pick up the dark powers. But there are other powers that are not dark. Nodens has many weapons in his arsenal, but it requires speaking to him. I can offer great power, but it requires dealing with me. If you truly wish to remain outside of those entanglements... Talk to the Searing Lama, the Silver City in the valley in the mountains has many powers hidden within it. If you can reach him with your mind, he can offer you the power you need to stand against these creatures without embracing the darkness and the madness that they bring with them. Hmm. Searing Lama advised that I should speak to you once there are many reasons to speak to me but if you seek power to use against these creatures without entangling yourself in dark pacts then the searing lama has many options available to him Mm. don't ask for weapons ask for protection thank you I will Now, I believe all of you have asked a question, and our time here is at an end. Speak to the Sheik, journey into the Duat, find the seal, and I will see you all at the Red Pyramid. And then she is gone. Poof. Womp womp. Ooh.
Someone's doing some noble sacrificing soon. Josh draws. How nice of you to volunteer. <laughs> I, I think it's got to be who, whoever has the best chance of being distracting, right? I don't know who that is. I could do a really fucking good song on my harmonica. <laughs> you can <laughs> uh, sacrifice yourself by, uh, uh, by doing a kind of song and dance routine. Exactly. I was thinking like something like that. Maybe like kind of like Britain's Got Talent style. Maybe I can do some like knife throwing at the same time as doing harmonica. Okay. Or, or, or we just go in with riddles. How to be this, Almighty God? <laughs> and quotation marks. <laughs> I don't know. At this point, unless we're sort of being extremely encouraged to actually go, Cat might just have a, a look around the temple for a bit. There are things to think about. <laughs> mm, this seems fair. I might go and talk to um, that high priestess lady. No, she's there. Yeah. She's waiting for you all by the exit as you prepare to depart. Maybe, maybe she's got something that she can help us, or maybe she knows something she can. Hmm. Right, yeah, I think I think like, no, cat uh, like uh, walking around and having a look around is probably a good idea as well. Yeah. But, but uh, I can, whilst you're doing that, I can have a chat with. Okay. Uh, who's wandering around the temple complex? Cat. I would wander with cat. Yeah, I was going to ask cat something as well. Wait. We're, we're all just going to lurk around Cat going, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll stay here. I yeah, let's avoid to lurk around Cat. Let's all orbit Cat. Okay, everyone roll your orbiting mechanics. Um, I don't right. have a very high orbiting. I only have a 60 in orbiting. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I'm just going to share this. This is this is literally just popped up on my screen while we were playing I can- I can ride. I've got a five in ride. I could ride her. Ride again there. What the hell? I just, just one drive just popped up with like, here's a look back at your memories. Picture of Flinty. What the hell am I doing? <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Laughing maniacally by the looks of it. <laughs> it looks a little bit laughing maniacally. Right. Uh, Mitch, you go up to Nuri, the hope he smiles at you. Was your meeting with the Lady Bath informative, Master Lich? It was indeed. She uh, she had a lot to say to us and a lot of uh, great direction for for what where we go from here. I just worry about the uh, the readiness of our of our little party. We've lost so many. The little party is as ready as they can possibly be. There is little more that you can do other than try to teach them the things that others in your party knew. Give them books to read and do not rush. You have several months left, at least. You, you be, you, you must have obviously like read much in your lifetime. Is there any particular books which you think would help us? I don't know what books you guys have on your person, or what books you have in your property. I suggest you check your list of books. 
and work out what might be sensible for people to read. Cool. <laughs> I've got more to say, but my brain is in slow mode today, so uh, maybe like. <laughs> well, everyone else is orbiting cat as you wander around the temple. Most of the cats seem to be departing into the night. So, cat. Gregory. Um, apparently, we know how to restore the seal once we get a hold of it. Um, what exactly do we do? Uh, I would cast the Eye of Light and Darkness when the halves of the seal are placed in the correct place, and it should then reassert itself and complete the balance. And if I'm wrong, then I assume the GM will flag me for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how exactly do we do this Eye of Light and Darkness? That is something I should teach people, so I will do that once we're back at the hotel. But yes, there is a ritual and a spell to it. Oh, and um, these anti-scrying mirrors, did you say earlier or yesterday, you can make more, it just takes time? Uh, I don't have everything, I don't have the knowledge I need, but I'm fairly sure that I will be able to find it one way or another. Um, but I sort of, I recognize it, the sort of way it looks, so I think that's something I'll be able to work on. Um if we have enough time to do it, I guess one thing we don't quite have two and a half months, but I don't actually know how long we do have. Uh, mm. So, but oh, if buddy. I, I think this one will take some time to put together. And if we do need more of them, then we can get more of them as long as I can find out the way to do it. Or we can speak to Felix who I believe made it. Yeah. I think we've got some options open to us. All right. We'll look into that tomorrow, I guess. Hmm. Okay. Ticket number two, please. <laughs> so. Who else was going to talk to Kat? I was going to be here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. a maid, so of course I'm hanging around her. The temple is pretty much empty of cats at this point, and the lights are starting to go out. The mm. goddess has departed, so... Get out, get out. Yeah. You head back to the hotel. Right, you've all slept. It is the next morning, because by the time you got back from the hotel... Well, from the temple it was quite late. It is now the morning of Saturday the 24th of October. The end of the world is close. Well, I need to go and do the shopping because shops close on Sundays. So... (laughs) 11 weeks away. Ooh. We're off the month's timeline. We're now to weeks. Beep. You're still in Alexandria. You gather for breakfast the next morning. Cat, no doubt, has a plan for how to save the world. You know what you need to do. You've got your list of things you've got to do. Step one, no. shoot Nido. 
Step two. Put out my shotgun and shoot Nido. I'm I'm reading the wrong notes. Sorry. Yeah, step two. Read the actual plan. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you forget the fact that I mean, you know, like, but uh, 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 like my job is like shoot things, so I'm probably good at uh, a avoiding being shot and b shooting back harder. <laughs> Let's start a morning with a gunfight. <laughs> Time to have You're a plan. Not very good at dodging things, Oliver. Yeah, that's not very good at dodging. I mean, his job is to leap in front of Cat and take the bullets for her, so... Isn't that like a reverse dodge? So you'd still roll I'm dodge not, for that. I'm not, uh... I'm not, like, uh, what is it? Um... Nido, your instructions from J. Edgar Hoover were very clear. If Mrs. Vanderbilt dies, there isn't any point you returning to America. And they will find you. And they will exact revenge. <laughs> I mean, the geopolitical ways things are at the moment, you may be better off not returning to America anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but right, um, it's the next morning, you gather for breakfast. Penny is fluting around, serving breakfast like a good lady's maid, which essentially means uh-huh. she's serving cat, and the rest of you can go and bloody well help yourselves. <laughs> I'd serve the others if cat specifically asks me to, but until she does, they're her own people. They're all adults. Exactly. Except for maybe Mitch. Mm, I'm pretty sure he is an adult. And four years old. I age incredibly fast. But yeah, I'm oh, you got, you got Nuri's curse. Yes. Right, Cat, talk to your team. You have a crack team here. Everyone except for Jack. Do you mean a cracked team? Uh, I'm on crack. Uh, <laughs> look, all of these crack. things can be true at the same time. Yes, we are. We are definitely certified uh, to do. St- Let's look at the notes that I made. So, so are we still? We're still in Alexandria at this point. Yeah, you're still in the hotel in Alexandria. Okay. So I don't know if there's much we're going to want to do around here, um, but I guess from our discussion with. Lady Bast. We sort of have our work cut out, really. I think mm. we should maybe try and find a florist. She she mentioned that we need some blue lotuses. And I think it would be very hard to find a blue lotus necessarily in like a um in a desert. Might be better to see if we can find that here, because we're on oh, the coast. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. You're right there, Penny. No, I just had an, an, a memory from Acton Cthulhu is all. <laughs> but maybe we could have a look look around the markets and uh, see if we can find some. So these zoological gardens are in Cairo, then. Yeah. So, yeah. Once we're happy here, we'll need to return back to there. In the meantime, I guess we've got eleven weeks. 6.6 million seconds. So, <laughs> I'm wondering what everyone else is doing. And I guess what your own plans are to, well, be ready for what we have to do. Certainly, um, I know Penny, Oliver, Gregory, it's going to be the first 
introduction to all of this that you're having. So, but also well, to everyone, what do we think we need to do over the next weeks? Well, I well, was going to ask about these books that you apparently accumulated. If there's any worth in reading some of those, that might help. Bearing in mind, I can only speak English. Yes, the library I've got is... I mean, I've looked... I've looked so, like, a Life as a God, Gods of Reality, and Nameless Cults. I don't know if you've read any of them, if they're or if they're one you haven't read. I should therefore just try and read it. Um, there's the list of books. There's the list of books. Oh. Some strange person, person called Cat of Abderbilt has all of our books. We probably need to get them back. Except the Libra of Honor. Yes. Uh, um, interestingly, actually, I have a. Uh, I managed to pick up a, um, a simple guide to hieroglyphics. Um, maybe it's worth even myself or one of us uh, kind of like going through the Black Rites book. With the, with the translation and, and somehow translate it. That could yeah. be useful. Or it could be extremely stupid. <laughs> There's no middle ground with these books. They're, they're going to be really useful or they're going to cause problems. Lady Vanderbilt probably um, really should depend on what role you envisage each of us actually taking as, as a part of a group going forward. And not all of us are exactly suited for combat, so it probably those ones you want to focus on the more offensive, whereas the n- more non-combatants, I would suggest maybe we want to edge towards the more investigative. Yes, I, I, I think that does sound like a good plan. So, I mean, um, I was just going to say, uh, well, I, just as a quick out of character note, um, should I, I, I obviously want to, I want to do them and get Mendoza's mirror thing off Corona. I'm just, Corona's character. I'm just like, should I wait until I can actually have that interaction with him or I really investigate that properly? Yeah, I suspect Arona's not just going to hand over Mendoza's mirror without being here. Yeah. I can wait on that one. We Sorry. Could, like, we, could, we could punch him, knock him out, and then do that. So, I mean, in terms of what we are likely to do, I guess, Matteo, I don't imagine you're going to want to read any of these books, given that you gave them all to me, and I'm pretty sure your position is well stated at this point. I uh, washed my hands of them. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, but you... I think you seem quite happy if anything's going to sort of physically threaten us that you might do something about that. If there's something that can be punched, I will punch it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm also very good at the punching. Mm. So. Uh, I do wonder about the sort of meditation aspects. Mm. There might be anything more that you might want to do there. Well, yes, I do want to explore that, uh, maybe seeing if I can get in touch with the Searing Llama again and what protective things that I might be able to obtain from that. So I do want to pursue that clue, yes, mm-hmm. for sure. 
yeah, I think we should maybe do that before enacting any sort of plan. Uh, I think particularly, well, making contact with the the, the sheikh uh, will be good, but whether we actually then go through with the the ritual, mm-hmm. likely not until we're specifically ready uh, mentally and otherwise for a big astral ritual somewhere in Egyptian mythology. Yes. Uh, yes, I'm quite sure yeah. you want to prepare before you go <laughs> into the Egyptian underworld. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, well, that's... step one, are you going to retire to your headquarters in Cairo? Unless we think well, there's more to do here. The the flowers one is uh, yeah. a good call. Being able to get flowers by by the sea seems more likely. Hmm. Um, yeah, that yeah like... let's explore the markets here before yeah. we venture out back to Cairo. It does thing like the sort of thing where if the guy who is actually going to give us the fetch quest is in Cairo, it's more likely that the target of the fetch quest probably isn't in Cairo. So, <clears throat> yeah, it's also not that far to get here. To be fair, it's only a couple of hours each way. And then I wonder, well, if we've got flowers and we're effectively keeping them around and alive for however long it's going to take us to actually do the quest, um, maybe that would be a factor as well. I guess we should try and get some living ones as opposed to, like, you know, pluck well, some planted ones. Okay. Well, first we need to find them. So are you going to go wander around the bazaars of Alexandria? I think so. Sounds fun. Okay. You all shopping on a shopping trip. Shopping. Yeah. Shopping. I suggest to Cat maybe we should focus on looking for a bookstore. I don't think any of us are exactly um, herbologists or anything, so we probably should get a picture reference of exactly what a blue lotus looks like. Um. I. Also, I'm not probably not going shopping. I'm probably staying back to meditate. Um. <laughs> okay, Mateo is staying to meditate. Is everyone else going shopping? Okay. I mean, true. Well, well if, if there's anything anyone else would be doing, um, we've started talking about books, but I haven't really given any of them out yet. Well, I, I, I was thinking I'd help with the shopping and maybe grab a book you would be... I assume all the books are back in Cairo. I, that's true. I, I wouldn't necessarily have brought them all here. I suspect you left them locked in a safe in your mm. penthouse in Cairo with Jack on guard. Yeah. Jack is currently being like, these books shall never be read again! Tossing him into the fire! <laughs> no, that, that would be Matteo if we left him alone for too long. <laughs> okay, Probably so yeah. more. So we'll have a look at books when we get back um, by force, because that's where they are. Uh, so, yeah, we, we can, should have a look around the bazaars while we're here, because right. we are here. Everyone who speaks Arabic, roll Arabic. Everyone who doesn't speak Arabic, roll your credit rating at hard. Oh, God. Am it I must. rolling my credit rating or Cat's credit rating? Yours. 
You're in the shopping party. I've got an extreme success on my Arabic. <laughs> Just in case anyone else is getting themselves into trouble. <laughs> wow, look at all of those credit ratings. The problem is, is you look like a group of tourists, and this is Egypt in 1925. You are mobbed by people shouting and showing and throwing things at you, and uh, people brushing past and children brushing into you, and it is a constant check to make sure you don't get robbed, that you don't accidentally buy some trinket you don't need, but then there's lots of pretty stuff that you want that gets it's very distracting. Uh, Kat and uh, Oliver, you're talking very loudly in Arabic to people, being like, no, they're not interested, come along guys, and it's a bit of a chaotic uh, bizarre. It's, it's quite nice, even with being hassled by everyone. There's so many things on display. There's spices and food and, f- you know, fresh food, baked goods. You do end up in some sort of bakery where there's so much delicious baklava from Turkey and Greece and um, other little pastries that are quite... Come on, come on, GM. Talk to us about the Egyptian... Uh... Like, uh, <laughs> specialities. Just imagine Kat going around, like, yeah, this, this is quite a nice bazaar. Yeah, I'll take it. Is there bubble tea? <laughs> there is not bubble tea. That's boring, isn't it? There are, however, uh, Basbusa and Harissa. That's my favourite. Uh, there's Malhalalabia. Which is sort of like Egyptian custard that you dip your know, figs into. Well, okay. Very <laughs> nice. Very nice. I didn't at all just Google Egyptian pastries. <laughs> we did not. We did not think that for a second. <laughs> You're all having a nice time. Um, um, if we want a bookshop, we I know I do know of one. Yeah, you, you kind of escape like the first bazaar and you're all standing there with like snacks and drinks. <laughs> and you haven't really um, progressed your find a bookshop to find out what a blue lotus looks like. <laughs> yeah, I, I say to people like, um, so I did the other night, I did actually come across a bookshop. It's where I met um, uh, Lady Vendenev. Lady Vendenev. Lady Vendenev. Exactly. Um, we can go back there, maybe, but uh, I'm not sure if it's wise or not. Well, where where is this shop then? Around. <laughs> exactly where it was. If you can't remember where it is, then it's not. Where was it? I didn't. I didn't ask for the fucking street it was on. You <laughs> walked through the street it was on. Yes, but the GM did tell me where it was. They just said that I found it. Do you take them to the bookshop, Mitch? I ask him if they want me to take them there. That's what I we're asking. Them. Yeah, if well, we're out for books, Mitch we should go to a bookshop. It it's just down a little side street off the main bazaar. Uh, Mitch, roll me your luck. Hmm. I'm really fucking lucky all the time. You know this. Why do I even need to roll it? Nice. You <laughs> uh, are on the right street. Uh, who's got the lowest luck out of the party? We don't know. We can't see the character sheets. I don't think it's me. Uh, I'm 50-50. I'm 50. I'm not that low. Oh, no, I'm, I'm 69. 
Nice. <laughs> I am not as low as them. It sounds like Craig might have the lowest then, or Flinty. No, I said I'm I'm above Flinty. I'm not a 50-50. Then it's Flinty. Flinty, roll me your luck. <laughs> Bring us all down to his luck level. Yay! Yay. I actually I have that again. one. <laughs> this is the right street. There's no bookshop on it. You're standing at the corner of the building where the bookshop was, and it's just a house. There's no like little striped awning. There's no little shop full of books. Uh, it's not here. But you're definitely sure this is the right street. Fuck. Well, sorry, guys. I, I, I It was here. Like uh, Maybe it's only open at night. So tell me a bit about this bookseller. The, the, oh, the, he had this like white beard and like very wispy white beard very old guy spoke perfect English I don't think it was Arabic or you know like uh, Egyptian this is pre- this probably is enough for me to know what's happening yeah that sounds like <laughs> Vidal to you cat yeah oh um yeah we've we've met uh Medal before uh and given that his shop always seems to turn up in places it sort of stands to reason that it might also disappear from places so yeah maybe it'll be back in Cairo when we get there to be fair <laughs> uh, mm. resume your shopping everyone roll spot hidden at hard I got this guys Woo! Oh, I, do, I do have this oh I got this way more than you yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> Gregory's eyes just turn into perfect <laughs> perceiving units. Sight beyond sight. <laughs> I'm one with the flower. Right. Uh, you wander, you look at the shops. Uh, Gregory, uh, you find a street that is just like Fresh vegetables and florists and, like, flower sellers, and there are loads of them. Uh, Mitch, you stop Penny from having her bag stolen. Yeah. Mitch. Fuck, fuck you, thief. It's all right. It's all right, Penny. I got you. <laughs> Do you give Penny her bag back, or are you just like... No, I steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, no, punch, thief, got your bag, Penny, and then you just loop it over one shoulder and just <laughs> keep it. There. Not exactly. I just look at him and say, "Okay, you're paying for everything Cat wants from now on." Then, <laughs> your bag back. Here's your bag back. He's <laughs> already moment, joking with you. Exact moment, Cat is like, "I want this diamond." <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, you have found a street of florist. Um, and well, other, we still don't know what a, a blue lotus looks like. Like, you don't. I'm not. I'm not Perhaps convinced. We just ask some of the sellers. Do we trust them? I mean, it's just a flower. Okay. Well, I would suggest we have a decent psychologist on our team, a professional even. <laughs> so, hopefully, you'll be able to tell if they are trying to swindle us. 
It'd be difficult if they're not speaking in English, but... I think between us we can make this work. Spendling's about mannerisms as well, though. Mm. Tells, not not so much about the language necessarily. But it's also if they know what it is. Like, we've got to somehow, like... We still need to be able to like, understand what they're saying. Like, they might think it's a blue lotus, but it might not be a blue lotus. Well, yeah, at that point, psychology of any sort, regardless of if you understand them, is no use. Yeah. Because they think they're telling the truth. You, do you pick a florist at random? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. 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 Meanwhile, Matteo. Hello. Would you like to meditate? I'd love to. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you need a hard meditation. No, that's not what I wanted. You are quietly zen. Breathing in, breathing out, reaching a point of perfect calm. There is, however, no mystical connection to the fabled city of Shangri-La. I keep trying. You may roll again. Better. Ooh. It takes you a good hour but eventually you find yourself like surrounded by the soft gentle blowing of the wind and when you open your eyes you're seeing a vision of that towering silver citadel and you're sitting on a cushion opposite um, the ancient figure of the Searing Lama he smiles at you it has been a long time since we spoke my son there's uh, been a lot happening. What brings your thought to me today? I can sense you have wandered very far to reach me here. Yes, it's true. Uh, we are probably going to be up against our biggest trial yet. And in trying to find some advice on how to go up against it I was told that I might be able to seek uh, your aid in uh, getting protection from uh, the dark forces at work there are many charms and many mystical abilities that can protect and fortify the mind and the spirit. But it depends on what dark force you are arrayed against. Does the king of dreams still hassle your nightmares? Um, is that one of his names I get mixed up? He has so many. He is the <laughs> Jester EO. He no, let's not bring yeah. that one up again. Yeah. Yeah, that that's the one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That that is that is the trouble here and in particular um the potential birth of his 
born to a human woman. That would be a dark day for the world if he was able to once again walk the earth incarnate in flesh. So I am given to understand. It is the greatest sin and the most disastrous times for our world when the figures and gods of the pantheons walk this earth in flesh that is theirs by right of heritage. I assume, what do you mean by protection? I cannot teach you abilities to harm or attack. I will not teach you weapons or allow you knowledge of weaponry. And if you are unable to travel to the Silver City, I can only teach you the paths of peace that may aid you. Then those are what I must learn. Then we will first start with your ability to protect yourself. And I will teach you a simple chant that you can use to clear your thoughts and keep this figure from your mind. Okay. Guard your dreams. But you will have to perform this ritual every morning to keep him at bay. Okay. What is it? Does it just involve a chant? Yes. I'll need a bell. Okay, a bell and some words. I think I can manage this. Very well. Then pay attention. And he starts teaching you a relatively simple mantra to help fortify the mind and the spirit. Okay. This, however, will only protect you. And he does not give you permission to teach it to anyone else. Okay. There are other... None of your companions could understand the clarity to perform this ritual without harming themselves. There are other methods we can learn and teach you to protect the group. I see. <coughs> Going to add it to your character sheet under spells. Teaching Retire a spell. Yes. What? It's only taken the entire game. Yeah, but I guess he's learning some ancient Buddhist wisdoms as opposed to, like, learning how to summon Ithakwa. Yeah, I feel like I can live with... say some words and ring a bell. That's not too bad. That's how it starts. (laughs) That's how it ends.
There you go. Spelled. Okay. Um... Back at the bazaar. You're in a florist. Someone speak Arabic to the florist. Uh, both me and Cat. Who's talking? I'm on mute, so yes, me. I will. Okay, the Arabic is being spoken to you by the uh, middle-aged lady who runs this florist. She smiles at you and asks how she can help. Pretty flowers for the pretty lady? Uh, yes, sir. Uh... I was wondering about a particular kind of flower, wondering if you might have it, the blue lotus? She informs you that it's a very rare flower. Uh, She does not have them herself, but she knows one of her colleagues who does. Uh, She can tell you where their shop is, and you can see if they have any in stock. Mm. They're very, very rare. That would be appreciated. She's quietly waiting for your appreciation. I wow. hand her some notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking I might buy something, but no, just happy to provide money. She takes you like three doors down to another florist and introduces you to the elderly man who runs this place. Hmm. And he is like, we have no blue lotuses in Alexandria. The blue lotus is very rare and very beautiful. He does get out a book and show you a like watercoloured painting of what one looks like. It is literally just a lotus flower that is blue. They look really pretty. He says, um, you are likely to find them in the lands and homes of the aristocrats of Cairo. Or the high market florists who serve the palace. Thank you very much. You're welcome. She'll also give him some appreciation. <laughs> he accepts your appreciation. Right, what are you doing now, guys? You've been enjoying a nice time out in the bazaar. You've learned about some flowers. You've had yeah. some uh, delicious pastries. Mm. I, guess, I guess we go... Well, are we looking for Madal's shop or... I think we've looked and we've not found, so mm. um, it is the sort of place we are just as likely to find it in Cairo as we might be anywhere else. Mm. So unless there's anything pressing we, we want to do here, then I would suggest we go back to home base. And we've actually seen the picture of a blue lotus now, which is what mm. we were actually looking for a bookshop for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then let's head to Cairo. Yeah. <laughs> Begin the quiet, uneventful journey. Mm. Well, we already had at least one of those. Mm. I'll have another. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, let's get a car. Okay, you head back to the hotel. Uh, you arrive back, and Matteo, you've come out of your meditation, and the others arrive back. Um, 
what time is it at this time? Probably about lunchtime. Okay, well... I won't leave yet, then. But I do need to go and buy a bell, I guess. Well, the others have just got back. Yeah. Well, when does the next train leave? Every two hours from... Actually, I'll have the same going back. The next train is at one. Okay, probably not time to go out and buy a bell, then. If we want to get that. It depends how long it will take us to pack up here and be there. Um, mm. If we had something else, high, right? if we had something yeah, else no, it's get... not 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 a huge hurry, I think. Okay. Yeah, if we've 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 found what we can, we know what blue lotuses look like. Unless there's anything else we want to do in Alexandria, see the sights, then we should head back to Cairo and begin the books and plan our next few weeks. Okay. You all get back to the train station. You trundle onto the train and it takes you back to Cairo. It is again a two hour train journey in the relative comfort and luxury of uh, the first class carriages. And it is an uneventful train journey. There's no murders, there's no cultists, no one feeds the unconscious people between train carriages in an attempt to uh, hide the evidence so they don't wake up. I mean, who would do that? That just seems like a mad thing to do. An evil woman, that too. (laughs) Craig, if you need us to come and rescue us, blink at the camera twice. (laughs) I think the Stockholm got him. Oh, does that count? <laughs> I'm mad with him. Choking to death. <laughs> I'm okay. Choke. You don't seem okay. This is my resting face. <laughs> Your permanent resting face, it would seem. <laughs> Craig, do not choke to death on a glass of water. I do not want to have to explain this to Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's me coughing for the rest of the day now. <clears throat> Carry on, please. You arrive back in Cairo. Penny is dead. Not dead. (laughs) (laughs) Not dead, just sleeping. You arrive back in Cairo, you head to the hotel through the streets of the city in a taxi. Jack is uh, where you left him, in the hotel room. He looks up as you come in and he's all like, oh, hello. Hello. Hello, Jack. How is everyone? Uh, very good, but um, Bass was happy to not see you. I was happy to not see Bass. <laughs> but you might seriously have quite a problem there. <laughs> I'll fix it later. I'll, uh, I hope you have a later. I'll open a cattery or something. <clears throat> yes. Um, yeah. Do, 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 do you think of... Can I borrow 10,000 <laughs> Egyptian pounds? Do you need 10,000 Egyptian pounds for? To open a cattery. Oh. 
No, it's not the same if you just get cat's money to do it. You have yeah. to do it yourself. Shut up, Oliver. <laughs> you don't know anything about it. Don't make me lightning you. Right. Sounding awfully cultisty with just how much you're wanting to cast spells on us lately, Jack. Uh, only Oliver. <clears throat> mm. Can you blame me for wanting the lightning, Oliver? Right. I, I can't say anything bad about Oliver because I don't know how competent he is, really. If it was Nido you were talking about, that would be different. Hey... So what I'm hearing... I might be saying that I'd be saying definitely not, Nido. You're jumping to conclusions. So what I'm hearing is I need to drop some cultists on you so Oliver can prove if he's competent or incompetent? I'm saying no to that. Right, what are you doing? You're back in Cairo, everyone. You've got 11 weeks to save the world. Well, we need to go and find that blue lotus. So <clears> some <throat> of us should go and try and find that. We should maybe split up. We need to get those books right. Cat. Well, we've got all the books here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we I, need... I wanted to inquire about this. Um, but what I've just, I've just thought, um, you know, just preparing for the worst. We get into a fight, people get hurt or sick or whatever, maybe I need to stock up on some medicines of some kind, just a, an assortment of medicines, just in case. So I might do that. I might do that tomorrow. I will mention that through my meditation, I've discovered a method of uh, protecting. It will only work on myself, although with further meditation, but I might perhaps be able to find some things that will protect others as well. However, to do this, I need a single item, just a bell. Um, perhaps someone could accompany me on a, another shopping uh, excursion in or, who can speak the language in order to help me Procure a bell. Yeah, maybe you could look for a bell and look for flowers at the same time. Mm-hmm. Seems like a good idea. I guess if there's things that are simple enough to arrange, we could, um, I guess, have a list, and then if Penny, you can arrange with the hotel. Um, but if there's anything else we want to get that's a bit more specific to our needs, I guess the... Um, Lotus flowers are going to be one of those. Uh, maybe the bell will be. I'm not sure if there's anything special to it. It. I, I was just told a bell, right? Yeah. Well, Any... it says in your spell what kind of bell. Okay. Does it? Yeah. Hang on. Oh, a copper or a bronze bell. But apart from that, there's no um, specifications. Okay. This should help. Do I know exactly what this does based on the description? 
Yeah, you know everything in that description. Okay. Right, okay. I say, if I say certain words and ring the spell each morning, then uh, until sunset, at least, um, I'm protected from anyone entering my mind. And if I do it again after sunset, then it will protect my dreams also. So it seems quite powerful in the context of what we are trying to achieve. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I think it would be good to continue well, finding out more about that and about potentially other things that will help us. Yes, I will continue my meditations and see if there are anything else that I can discover. I am not permitted to teach this to anyone else and have been reliably told that it could harm others to do so. Makes me wonder, though, if, if someone else was to embark on meditation as something that would help them. But I guess how long, uh, I mean, how long have you been doing it? I don't know if we've necessarily got that sort of time. Yes, I have been doing it for, well, some years. Hmm. Okay. Then, yeah, if you continue with that, let's see how we go. I won't be able to learn anything that will can be used to harm but I may be able to learn some things that can be used to protect yeah that sounds like it would be very useful and in terms of more offensive stuff well, I guess that will be some others like if we look through these books then we'll see how we do as usual I'll leave that bit to you <laughs> <laughs> In terms of books and what to do next with some of these. So, yeah, have you read any of the... Uh, almost certainly. Um, well, they're all full of spells, so you can sit down. If you're just looking for spells... You don't have to read the whole book, but there is a mm-hmm. different roles to make to research them, and you do need to know the language they're written in. Jack's like, so what's the plan? How are we going to stop him? Are we off to Kenya? Oh, God, no. 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 No, the plan... Well, we're going to the Red Pyramid via the Underworld. Apparently. Which Underworld? There are... Uh, uh, the the Durat. Oh, the Durat. That's the Egyptian underworld. Yes. How are we doing that? So to do that, we need to get in touch with the uh, Sheikh Al Raf, who is the head gardener of the zoological gardens. And to uh, sweeten the deal, we need a blue lotus. But when we sweeten the deal, it's actually needed as a component, supposedly. To sweeten um, the deal more, we need to take uh, the appropriate obeisances to Anubis. Yeah, uh, barley, food, and incense. Fruit. So, so we, we have. Okay. Well, I guess so. That's the start. We have to do this because we are no longer in a position to go to Kenya and do anything that way. So what we, our current path will be to go through the underworld there to speak to 
Niri, who has since died, which is why we have to do this. Um, at that point, we hopefully then should be able to find the other half of the seal, and then we can go to Dashur and seal the Red Pyramid and fix this once and for all asterisk. So um, that is the current plan. This seems like a reasonable plan. Hmm. But in the meantime, if there's uh, anything in our books, so possibly make some more anti-scrying devices, for example. Depends if I suspect oh, from the way it was worded by Bast that um, actually sealing the Red Pyramid isn't going to just be the end of it, you realise. It's actually going to be just the overture to the end, in that it sounds like by sealing that, we stop the major majority of his main influence on the world. I suspect what that means is most of the monsters between us and that mountain will actually be gone, at which point we will still need to go for a eventual showdown. Maybe. I mean, I thought I heard that once the seal is in place, then his ability to bear children is eliminated. To bear new children, Hypatia Masters is already pregnant. I thought Bass mentioned that Hyper- uh, Masters will die when this... Yeah. Yes, they said, they, said they'll, they said they'll expire. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 think in, I think in essence, if, um, if, we, if we pull this off, then we avoid the end of the world time. But there might still be some lingering cult stuff going on that needs to be tied off. But at least the big bad is stopped. Well, there's always, there's always lingering cult. Hmm. I think this is our current approach. If there's more to do, we will discover what that is as we go. Uh, Let's focus on the steps in front of us rather than the what comes after. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, first of all, we need to find a bell for Mateo, a blue lotus for the Zeke, Mm -hmm. um, and if there's anything in our books. Yeah. So... Can... No, I'm happy to help with the books, even though I've not read any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I can, I can sit there with um, the hieroglyphic if we want to read that one. Uh, well, we've got the. I don't think anyone can read hieroglyphs at the moment, but we've got that and a primer. So if you're, that's happy... what I mean. I can sit there with it and try and cross-reference stuff. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I don't get it wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if you would like the. Black rights, and then you can begin. So, Mitch is looking at the black rights. What book are you going to look at, Gregony? Gregony? Um, well, that's why I was, I was asking Kat, really, if because uh, if she's read all three, which one would she advise I read? Um, uh, but otherwise, I'm looking at Life as a God, Gods of Reality, or Nameless Cult. So, I think. Unless you've got any advice, Cat, I'll look at life as a god. I mean, there's also this book that I wrote that you might want to... <laughs> out, of, out of character, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got a lot of good spells in it. 
I'm not interested in spells. I'm interested in research. What's uh, the point of someone else reading that book? We have the literal author. You know all those spells. And that. Well, they're spreading the knowledge around as well. Uh, I guess. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah, I can take gods of reality, uh, life as a god. Uh, I think. Yeah, I can't remember them in detail, so. I'll just have a quick look at them. Uh, where is it? So I have read. Actually, have I read all of them? Uh, I haven't read Gods of Reality, so I don't know about that one. Well, I can read that one instead if you want. If you want, if if if, if you're not going to be reading, then I can do that. But to you, um, yeah, uh, go for Gods of Reality then. Okay, I shall take the book. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly for gods of reality, then Gregory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Just so I know which ones to open. It's going to update who has this. <laughs> Gregory. Right. Uh, but so that's two people on books. Is anyone else going on books? Who's going out to try and find flowers? Are you sending Penny out flower shopping or? I will go and bell shop at the same time. Um, Penny and Matteo, then? Uh, we need someone that speaks the language. Yes. Either of ah. us do. Uh, I guess I'll need to go with them. So, well, Matteo and Oliver. Yeah. And that's to look for both the Blue Lotus flowers and... Uh, the bell. So, what are you yeah. having Penny do then if she's not going out? Or Mitch? Uh, well, I was interested in like uh, making sure our meds and kits was uh, up to scratch, so I could give a list of that to Penny, make sure that, that she can acquire well, those. Penny's not going shopping because she doesn't speak Arabic, so I thought... Oh. I thought, well, you could give a list of medical supplies to the people who are going shopping, though. Yeah, yeah, I can do that, yeah. Mitch is reading a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver's going shopping. So what's Penny doing? Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else we want to do? I mean, either going out to join with the shopping or... Um, reading one of these books. I mean, I'm literally your employee, unlike most of the others, so <laughs> you get the choice here. Yeah. Um. For reference, okay. I do have some Latin and obviously English. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, yeah. I think the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> I think starting some books then. That seems. Okay. But I keep losing the track of my list. There we go. Uh, some Latin. <laughs> yes, the Necronomicon. Uh, 
Other languages? Latin, that's it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, I have read the Necronomicon. Okay. So this is definitely a place to start? Question mark. Mm. There are your, worse things to do. You're giving your lady's maid your <laughs> Latin copy of the Necronomicon. <laughs> I think we could go through it together. That might be a good idea. It will certainly inure me to the rest of everything else. <laughs> right. Cool. You're going to sit down and go through the Necronomicon with Penny. I love it. <laughs> what could fucking go wrong? Reading club! Yay! <laughs> We're all going to die. It's fine. It's fun. Alright. I'm going to do the people going shopping first. Yay. Oliver, roll me your Arabic, please. <sighs> this is my most used skill all game. Literally, I've rolled nothing else so far. Right, you're successfully shopping. Everyone who's with Oliver, which is Matteo, roll your spot hidden at hard, please. Including me as well, or just yeah, them? You're there. You're just translating. Spot hidden. I'm not very good at spotting them. Oh, I got What kind of spy are you? I didn't Shit put time. many points in it. Well, I guess you put more into spycraft. I look. It's not hard, however. Right, you find the general things you need. Barley, incense... The other thing, I forgot what it was. Yeah, barley, food, and incense. You get, you get food, like fresh food, fresh veg, um, barley. Maybe some fruit juice as well. <laughs> In case you're thirsty. Because then there's food and drink. You're How thoughtful. I know, I know. Uh, you shop. For a bell, you're able to find a little bronze bell, Matteo, which has like little, you know, symbols carved into it. You roll your occult for me. Alright, it's, uh. I'm not going to succeed, but. You never know. Right? They don't look like mystic sigils or anything. You think they're just random carvings on a bell? Uh, what I'm going to do, how much is that bell? Is it, like, reasonable? It's pennies. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I'm going to buy that bell. I'm not going to ring it or anything. I'm going to get someone who's more knowledgeable in the occult to look at it. Uh, and in the meantime, I'm going to see whether I can find any other bells without markings on them. Uh, roll me your luck at hard. Okay, um... Second. There you are. Uh, yeah, but not that hard. Uh, you find a few other bells, but they're sort of like handheld prayer bells. Um, okay. But they all have markings on in Arabic. 
in Arabic. We think it's Arabic. Well, why don't I ask uh, Arabic-knowing friend here? <laughs> you ask Oliver. Oliver, roll Arabic. I pass. To just. <laughs> <laughs> You just passed. Yeah, they're, they're prayers. Like, you ring the bell and it's supposed to be the prayer happening as you ring the bell and mm. you say the prayer with it. Uh, I won't go with those just in case it interferes with whatever I'm trying to do with this specific ritual. Hey, you keep looking for bells. You have uh, I... found zero um, blue lotuses. You've gone to, like, mm. six different florists and none of them sell them. Oh. Hmm. Very rare flower. Tiller. I'll buy Tiller. Okay. But you have been shopping away. Right, Mitch, you're looking at the black rites of Luve Karaf. I am. What a great book to read. You don't have any Egyptian hieroglyphs, do you? But you do nope. have your primer. So I need I do. you to roll me your intelligence at hard with a bonus dice. Liza was literally designed for this, and she died before we ever ascended, before we ever got to Egypt. Well, no. Yeah, uh, it turns out. Um, well, you got you know you got a sixty. That's bad. That's not bad. Uh, but it's still not hard. Yeah, uh, translating hieroglyphics into English is really fucking hard. Like, really, really, really hard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You spend the afternoon on it, and you come to the conclusion that you, Mitch, are not going to be able to translate this, even with the primer. Because the primer is teaching you like the basics of it's not a dictionary for what all the hieroglyphics mean either. It sort of like teaches you the basics of how the language works, as opposed to being like this symbol means apple. Uh, roll me a regular intelligence. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> You would probably have better luck taking it to someone like Dr. Kafour, who could actually translate it into a language you could read. Yes. <laughs> so I guess I go over the, uh, to Dr. Kafour's uh, near here, right? He's he's in the um, library. Uh, well, he runs in the museum. Let me move you to the right map of Egypt. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, here at number three... The Egyptian Museum is here. It's literally just a tram ride away. In which case, I'm going to be heading on to a tram to go and go and meet with him. Okay. Uh, Gregory, you're reading Gods of Reality. You're not just searching for spells. Is that right? Yeah, because... Uh, uh, well, the way I interpreted Bass' um, instruction was... Yeah, just just scour the books for basically anything, whether it's knowledge or spells or what. I've never done any spell work. That's the thing. So for me, I am just. 
Right, roll your English for me. My English? That's a hard success. I'm going to mark off a day on Gods of Reality. How many days are there? Because I don't have the hand... Uh, Oh, no, wait, I do. Sorry. I was going to say, I gave you the handout for Gods of Reality. Seven days. Yeah. Okay, good. Short one. I've marked off one of seven days for Gods of Reality. But yeah, you could open the thing and read like the little blurb. This is Robert Huston's book. That he was one of the big bad guys, you know. You know all about him. Yeah, Thomas knows him well. (laughs) You've heard all about him from Kat's reports about what she's been investigating. He's dead now. Mm. But if he's on the uh, the bad team, this... It might in in um, Gregory's head is if he's on the bad team might have put some important information in him. Right. So Liza and Penny, not Liza and Penny, Cat and Penny. Liza's not here. Liza is a god now. <laughs> uh, roll me a roll me your Latin first. Yeah, it isn't good. So. Mm-mm-mm. Me as well. Yeah, both of you. You're working together, so you do get a bonus dice off each other. Oh, uh, oh we don't have a... Oh, we have to roll a... How do we roll a bonus dice these days? I've forgotten. Just roll a d10. Oh, right, yeah, that's over here, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, nah. <laughs> Right, now both of you roll a D100. Uh-oh. Why couldn't I have got that before? That still wouldn't have helped, Craig. I would have got an extreme success if, that, if I'd done that for the Latin. No, that would have been a 57. No, that's a D100. If I'd rolled that oh, it's a five. for my initial... Yes. Right. That's why I'm myth. <laughs> You're looking through the Necronomicon. Uh, which chapter are you aiming for, Cat? Uh, you may want to open the actual handout. Yeah, I've got it open. Um, so I have read this through, so I should know which one to do. Uh, which I think is the third scroll. You're looking at the Nyarlathotep section, the third scroll. Yeah. Okay. I need to open a separate handout. Give me a moment. Right, and so you're working through this in Arabic together. Yeah, this is indeed the section of the book all um, in Latin together, sorry. This is indeed the section all about um, the Arbathotep. So are you translating this and explaining it to Penny as you go? Uh, yeah, well, 
we'll sort of learn more about it and we'll see if there's any good insights and knowledge and yeah, you're, things you're that are going to help us. Bits and explaining bits to Penny. And what did you roll on that D100, cat? A big number. A <laughs> very big number. All right, I see it now. <laughs> Page 146. Right. Um, Kat, you're not really finding anything of interest uh, so far. You're reading bits out. You're pointing to diagrams. Penny, you have a flash of inspiration as you are looking at one of the diagrams um, about Nyarlathotep. And um, you suddenly have a understanding of Nyarlathotep. You sort of uh, just glean this information. It seems to leap off the page and down into your mind. Um, you gain ten Cthulhu Mythos. Blimey. <laughs> what one? Ten. That goes down by 10, which results in a net loss of nothing, because I wasn't... I was I was over 12 below. Okay, then that's roll good. a d20. Oh, no. It's going to hit me now. You lose oh, Jesus. Sanity. Oh. <sighs> there it goes. You yep. gain an understanding of just how bad Nialtotep is. Oh no. Under the surface, you push through into this strange calm of understanding too much. You have glimpsed beneath. And you also found a spell. Well, that's good. <laughs> but we need to 16 with... sanity at once. 16 sanity at once. Which means I need the main rule book, everyone. Main rule book. Uh-huh. You're fucked, you're fucked, you're fucked, you're fucked. Please, please. <laughs> Ounce of madness table. Roll a d10, please, the queen. D10. Little tiny d10. Three. Oh, I'm on the wrong table. This table. Oh, dear. <clears throat> well... Exciting! I'm going to send Craig a message. I haven't sent Craig a message in ages! It does feel like it's been a while. Yeah. Message to King, message to King. Everyone likes it when I message King. Has thou? 
Right, okay. So, I have to do this. Where do I Set it, it on Whisper to Me. Yep, yep. And then we're... What? Okay, cool. Cat. Yeah. I need you to roll me... Actually, I'll just... Roll me your... Dodge with a penalty <laughs> die. Oh, dear. Well. <laughs> oh, penalty die. Penalty. Ah. I'm, I'm calling... Uh... Someone reads a book and bad things happen. Thirty-one. Right. Craig one by one point. <laughs> oh. Because the penalty dice negates it, but because it's only one point, uh, Penny suddenly takes a swing at you, Cat. But it's only sort of like a glancing blow, and you're kind of like knocked off your chair. And then she moves on and she's like picked up a chair and is smashing it on the back of a sofa and just screaming incoherently in rage oh. as she's like smashing this chair back and forth. Oh, um, I shout for help and I see if there's anything I can safely do. Um, I'm probably around, aren't I? Gregory and Gregory's around. Mitch went out. Mitch is on tram, like, they'll be fine, they're just reading books. Uh, Gregory, um, Penny seems to be in some sort of frothing rage. Roll your psychology. Yep, she's having a full-blown violent psychotic episode. You probably need to sedate her, preferably Mm -hmm. before she decides to try and, you know use the shattered remnants. She's, she's currently shattered the chair and the two like pointy bits of wood. She's like stabbing the sofa to death currently. Feathers oh, everywhere. Squeak. You probably need to do something about this. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's my medicine kit? Yeah, you grab your medicine bag. You're going to just kind of sedate her. Yeah, just a light dose. It's going to need fighting brawling to like sort of like Jab the needle into her. She gets to dodge, but with a penalty die because she's sort of in a big rage. Dodge, dodge. I'm gonna not dodge because my dodge is shit. Oh, yeah, it's already over. No point rolling. Oh, it could be a crit, though. Yeah. It's not a crit. It's still a fail. Yeah, you, you come up behind her while she's, like, murdering the sofa cushions, and you just, like, sink the syringe into her, like, shoulder, and, like, blam! And then you kind of back away, and you kind of, like, just watch from another room. She, she rages for a bit, screaming, but takes a couple of minutes to take effect, and she just goes thump. To get an idea of just how bad that rage attack will have been and the effects that caused it, out of the party... Who has the best understanding of Njal's inner mind at this point, probably? You. Yeah? Oh, it is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Matteo knows quite a lot about uh, Njal the Tech. Kat mostly spent most of her time snuggled up to Hastur. You've seen some inner secret. But yeah, uh, Penny's now unconscious, and you kind of, like, take her to bed. 
I'm sorry. All in the day's work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what inspired that outburst? Oh, um, reading books. Reading books? Yeah, you've got to be careful with these books. Okay, now a warning. <laughs> I wasn't sure if our previous discussions have made it clear, but I guess, yeah. Well, it's crystal clear them. now. Uh, I think I think it's very wise we don't read these alone, so she's fortunate we were here. Are you all right, by the way? I'm, I'm feeling okay, yeah. You want me to take a look at that? So just to your cheek where she hit you? Uh, please, yeah. Well, some medicine. That or first aid? First aid would do. Yeah. I don't mind either, because this one just feels more like... Th- yeah. yeah, you're fine. Craig, I've added a spell to your character sheet. You don't know it, but you have discovered it in the book. In the, it's like hidden in the whatever the image that drove you insane is. Hi. So you remember it's there when you wake up. You can. Okay, yeah. The cat isn't really bruised or injured. You know, it was mostly like a glancing blow that knocked her off her chair. Yeah, I think. How fair to stop looming. Spookily in the background is this weird silhouette of doom. Yeah, I think Penny will need some. Oh, this is to Gregory again. Penny might need a bit of looking after for a little while. Um, so we'll keep an eye on her together. All right, are you going to go back to your books? Maybe you want to show Gregory the next time we're gone. Well, Gregory doesn't read Latin, so I think he's. Mm. What kind of doctor doesn't read Latin? <laughs> I don't have Latin. I should give you Latin out of protest. <laughs> this feels like shenanigans to me. Flinty's gone. I'm not fucking taking Latin while doing character creation. <laughs> no, I took hypnosis and pharmacy. <laughs> Those are useful skills. Yeah. Um, do you want to return to your reading, Gregory? Um. Yeah, what I'll do is, because if we put Penny to bed... Sits in the bedroom with her. So I've got half an eye. Yeah, and yeah, I'll keep I'll keep reading, and I'll keep the door open. So uh... okay, roll English. I'm yeah, going to cross time on Gods of Reality. Cool. Cat, uh, what are you doing? Are you going to resume your study of the Necronomicon? Uh, I could do. Um, I mean, I have read it. You have read it, but you're you're kind of looking for more <clears throat> inspiration or hidden bits or bits you haven't seen. Mm. Why we're rolling its mythos rating? True. Uh, let me have a think. Is there? Because there's also. Do we actually need more scrying mirrors? I'm not entirely sure we're going to be very separate from each other. Well, you don't, don't... know the spell for that. No, but that's a thing I could also be looking through books for. 
Uh, it has to be in a book that Felix has read, haven't read, or maybe he <laughs> found it in something like the Necronomicon hidden. Hmm. I'm not sure what books Felix has read, other than I think this is his Necronomicon. It is his Necronomicon. Yeah. It's probably the best place where he found such a rare and exotic spell. <laughs> Do you want to keep looking? Uh, I'm having a think. I'm trying to work out what I am looking to do. Well, you have a think. I'll go be the yeah. other guys. All right. Matteo and Oliver were shopping. They were looking for bells. Yeah. They can't find any, and they want some bells. I do. Well, your, uh, well, your luck, please, at hard, hard luck. Roll my luck. <laughs> no, it's not good enough, and I'm not spending that much luck to get it bigger. And I also don't think I can spend luck to to to, to luck. You can't spend luck to luck now, <laughs> Oliver. Uh, oh, you want me as well? You're okay. Uh, Hard luck, please. Be luckier. No, not like that. That is not lucky. Uh, um, you have found somewhere selling bells. Um, you find a unpatterned bronze bell on a little wooden stick. Okay, that seems better. Okay, I'll use that as a backup bell just in case the bell that I found earlier is no good to me. So you've got two bells. Uh, add those to your possessions list, but yeah, you no know blue lotuses, absolutely yeah. any. You've you've tried like every florist that anyone will tell you exists, and you just no one sells blue lotuses. Maybe we can get a regular lotus and just paint it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're not having any luck with blue lotuses, <laughs> but you've you found the bells. You've got all the other bits and pieces you need, the other shopping. You've also placed. Penny's orders for like desert clothing for when you need to go out into the desert um, with you know a reputable supplier and they'll be delivered to the hotel. So yeah, you you you've been having a shop. You just can't find any lotuses. Mitch, you get off the tram at the Egyptian Museum and start up the steps. Roll your spot hidden, please. That hard. You utterly, utterly don't see this. That's a shame. You're not going to get another chance to see this now. You head into the museum and ask to see Dr. Kefor. Um, you have to wait a little while. Uh, you're you know, shown up to a little waiting room. There's a leather chair. Someone brings you a nice cup of water or iced tea. Something like that. And eventually Dr. Kefor walks in and he's like, Oh, Mr. Jarvan, hello. Welcome back. How, how have you been since uh, we last met? Not well, not bad. Busy, busy with a new exhibition we're going to be putting on about uh, funeral masks. Um, but how can I help you and Doc, uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt? Oh, did they, sorry, just to go on a tangent, the uh, funeral mask sounds interesting. Well, uh, come and see what we're doing uh, so far. Oh, I don't need to go and see them right now, but um, 
Like, uh, you never mentioned this when we we were here like a few days ago. Like, uh, is this something new that's come up? It has. Well, we've got a bunch of funeral masks. We never put them on display because they're so varied. There's like peasant funeral masks made of clay all the way up to like, you know, the gold, solid gold ones for the pharaohs and queens and nobles and high priests. So we're going to do an arrangement of all of them. Oh, oh right. Just, you know, everyone wants to see Tutankhamun's funeral mask because it's made of solid gold, but we thought we'd do a proper educational piece on, you know, funeral masks. Uh, is it, who's the sponsor for this uh, this exhibit? Oh, no, no one's sponsoring it. We're um, on, the museum's just putting it on as ourselves. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, can, can I just roll psychology, or can I, can I see if I think he's being genuine, or if yeah, he's kind of... Sorry? Yeah, roll psychology. Yep, he's being genuine. He's just had an idea for a new exhibit, and he's excited about it. Mm. He's not lying. <laughs> yes. I didn't think he was lying. I just don't think he's telling me the whole truth. But never mind. Never mind. What could go wrong? Um, yeah, so, um, you know what? I-, I wondered if I could steal you uh, for some... Do you-, do you read Egyptian hieroglyphs? Oh, yes. Um, I've made quite a study of the ancient language. Oh, um, do you mind if we go up to your room and we, uh, I, I, I show you something? Yes, let's go up <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> He takes you to his office. Uh, he settles down behind his desk. Uh, what do you want me to see? Um, so I, I, I pull out the, uh, the Black Rites, um, book. Well, I, I've... Uh, a friend of mine has uh, has this book, and, and we're just it's trying to make some sense of it. Sorry, it's actually a scroll. Oh, a scroll, and I like. I didn't know what you made it make of it. He takes it off you and has a look. Uh, this is remarkably well preserved. This is. Huh. He unrolls a bit more of it and has a look. It's like. This is. Gosh. This is, I, I think, if I'm reading this correctly, um, instructions on the worship of Bast. They're like actual proper period rituals, summoning, how to care for cats, the correct veneration of the Lord of the Riverbanks. Um, this is an archaeological treasure. Mr. Jarvan, where on earth did you find this from? Oh, one, one of our patrons. Uh, she she has quite a collection, and, and this, uh, this she she we 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 she she has tasked me with just finding out about it a little bit more, you know. Um, well, so so she knows what it is. I'm afraid we have rules and laws in this country. If this was, I can't let you have this back, Mr. Jarvan. <laughs> Brawl, punch him. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. The Egyptian authorities will obviously offer a great reward for having found this treasure trove of ancient art of, uh, of knowledge, but uh, objects such as this are the property of the Egyptian people. Um, 
I'm happy to facilitate making sure you receive that reward, and I make, I'll happily make sure that whoever your patron is who found it is accredited with its discovery, but I'm afraid this is the property of the Egyptian people. I can't just let you keep it. If you're interested, I'm, I'm quite happy to sit down and start translating it now if you want to know what it says. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for, go for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he takes out a pen and uh, like some paper weights to hold. Writing on it. <laughs> he's, 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 yeah, he's just writing on the ancient papyrus. No, he's using a notepad and starting to translate it. And uh, he's very excited about this. Uh, he sends his secretary to um, go and grab some papers, and yeah, he starts translating it. Um, he's not going to give you the original back, but he'll totally give you an English translation when he finishes it, though it may take him a couple of days to translate the whole thing. And a reward! It's like a thousand pound reward. Well, not a reward. Which case? Oh, oh, which case that's totally fine. Oh, I mean, like, if, if, a thousand pounds, fuck yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about fucking saving the fucking planet, do I? <laughs> a thousand Egyptian pounds. Five. <laughs> um, uh, well, I tell you... Uh, well, I, I just wait around, you know, like, I, I guess, like... Uh, so are there any other scrolls like, like this which uh, have been found? Like, uh, or, you know, of other gods or anything like that? Well, um, we have several uh, ancient books, um, oh, thousands of ancient Egyptian books and tomes. There's so many, I couldn't name them all off the top of my head. Any more, like, uh, with, like, um, no, okay. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> right, uh, but yeah, the Dr. Kefor is happily translating it for you. Uh, meanwhile, back at the hotel, Gregory is reading. Uh, Penny is still sedated and will be for a few hours. Sorry, Greg. Okay. Um, Cat, are you searching through the Necronomicon for anything? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I will look and see if I can find the spell in here. You're looking for the, the specific... Um, Scrying device spell. Yeah. Right, so you need to make me a mythos rating roll at minus eight. So you need under 40 on a D100. Okay. Nope. No, you do need to roll with power, however. Uh, yeah. That is a thing I can do. You are fine. You do not inadvertently trap or trick, or uh, trip any of the dark powers of the Necronomicon whilst you're reading it and looking. But so far, you, you're, it must be in here, you think, but you haven't found it yet. And you haven't found anything of interest otherwise. And at this point... Um... Well, just on that, do I, do I have any feeling of anything like the fact... Was that an obvious resistance, or am I just reading and... Uh, it's fighting you. It's hiding its ah. secrets from you. Okay. You, you, that's what the power roll was for. 
Mm. You can definitely feel it's hiding and fighting, and it doesn't want to give up its hidden secrets. All right. Because it's the fucking Necronomicon. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have a a mental battle of wills with the book. Yes. And possibly lose still, but yeah. (laughs) Currently, it's a stalemate. Yep. And at this point, um, Oliver and Matteo arrive back, laden down with parcels and packages and things. Hello. Hi. I'm Mitch is <laughs> Whilst you talk, uh, Kenny, you also start to come round at this point. Um, it's been a couple of hours. Uh, you're feeling a bit groggy and the doctor is sitting by your bed. Talk to one another whilst I use the bathroom. Doctor, what happened? How are you feeling, Penny? Groggy. Mm. Mm. What, what, what happened? I feel drunk. I wasn't drinking on duty. I wouldn't do such a thing. No, no, you weren't drinking. You had you had a bit of an episode, and I to date you. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry for that. No, um, no, we just want to make sure that you're okay. Don't you worry about anything else. Just take it easy. Can oh. I get you some water? Please, that would be appreciated. I go get you some water. Glug, glug, glug. Mmm, I do like water. <laughs> so refreshing. I'll just go tell um, uh, Miss Vand about that. You. Okay. I sit and try not to remember things. <laughs> Everyone, she's awake! <laughs> if I hear that, yeah, I come over and I, I have a look in. Oh, Penny? Oh, oh Mrs. Vanderbilt, I'm, I'm so sorry for my outburst. Oh, no, 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 that's quite all right. Are you feeling all right? Uh... Yeah, she'll feel a little bit uh, dizzy and groggy after the sedation, but she'll be she'll be fine in... I... I... I I think I know what caused my outburst. I I um. That, that's okay. It, it's it's fine for now. Just sort of constant. Well, relax on yourself and. Better outburst than inburst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mateo's back. <laughs> I didn't know you were a doctor, Mateo. That that sounds like wise words. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, rest up and, and we can discuss it when you're feeling a bit more with it. When would you I like would... me to start reading again, Mrs. Vanderbilt? If, well, if you feel you're up to it, um, I think we should discuss it first. Uh, I haven't quite seen that as a result of the book, although I do. It is a bit of a tough read, this one. Okay, uh, well, it's just well, I am appreciative of the time scale, so maybe my own safety isn't that important. No, nonsense. It really isn't. Stay in bed for another <laughs> hour, and then we'll see how you're feeling then. I think I can do another hour in bed. <laughs> yeah. I still feel quite groggy. Exactly. Okay, rest up, and yeah, we can discuss and see what we would like to do. But uh, yes, thank you for reading and 
I did see something, Mrs. Vanderbilt, a, a spell. Well, let's let's just take it easy. We can discuss that later. All right. Okay. Nom nom nom. It's good work, though. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, I'm, I, is everyone just kind of clustered around my sick bed at the moment? <laughs> no, I, I only invited. Uh, oh, just cat for now. Okay. Fair enough. I, I, I I'm a doctor. I have standards. <laughs> okay. Cool. And I will leave you to it and get some rest. I'll see you. Okay. Doctor, could I have a phone so I can bring down to reception to try and get the afternoon meal sorted? Uh, yeah, I'll grab a phone. <laughs> <laughs> I might have stopped that, but I've gone now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear. Don't think uh, you can stop it because it's 1925. The telephone is on a table in the hall attached to the wall. Oh. Ah, in which case, that will stop it. <laughs> Doctor, could could you support me on my way to the phone to arrange for dinner for Lady Vanderbilt? We'll sort it out, don't worry. I, I'm not sure I can allow that. I start trying to stumble up. Doctor, quick, stay again. <laughs> Night-night juice! Uh, do you let Penny get out of bed, Doctor, or do you make her stay in bed? No, I make her stay in bed for just an hour until she recovers from the groggy. What sensor. time is it now? It's getting on for good 5pm. Oh God, so I do need to get dinner sorted soon. Mr. I will handle it. Go to the restaurant. <laughs> but that means I need to book some tables at the restaurant. <laughs> now, oh, Mr. Sure. will just turn up and expect it to be ready for her. And to be fair, the amount of money she's got, the hotel will just make that happen. <laughs> okay. okay. Um. <laughs> Could I use telepathy to tell the concierge to make it happen? I think because telepathy has to be line of sight. Okay, I didn't read it. I just saw the title and had the thought. Right, Mitch, what are you doing? Dr. Kafour, Mitch informs you that he needs to close up for the evening, um, but he'll happily tell you when he's translated it. And uh, make sure that Mm -hmm. your finder's fee of a thousand pound, British sterling is accredited to your bank if you want to leave your details. Um, so d- just before you close up, though, um, you know what? I, this this uh, subject of payment, I, you, you seem like the guy who might just know. We're look, I'm looking for a, a certain flower, and, and you seem a, a guy of, uh, of knowledge and of a certain class, obviously. I flatter him some. Uh, do you know where we could get a... Oh, I keep saying we. I can get a blue lotus. Oh, of course. He takes you to the window. He opens the window and gestures at the fountain in front of the uh, museum, the one you walk past. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> 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 the blue lotuses floating uh, on the water. Just grab I tell you, I'll tell you what. You can keep your thousand pounds if I can have a couple of those blue lotuses. 
I mean, they're only worth about ten pound each. Oh, in which case, I'll have nine nine hundred and eighty pound. <laughs> Take a thousand pound and go and help yourself with some flowers. Okay. I, 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 I go to the fountain and take some flowers. Add a thousand pound to your uh, savings as well. Sweet, well, I don't, I don't need to play anymore. I'm just going to like go and like uh, just, uh, I and don't know. Spend a thousand pounds. Got, I got 12 weeks to spend a grand. Sweet. I mean, that's it's 1925, that's a lot of money. Uh, you pick some blue lotuses out of the fountain and head back to the hotel. You arrive just as uh, Mrs. Vanderbilt, Mitch, Oliver, and are heading into the restaurant for dinner. Miss Vanderbilt, have you got a second? Uh, I do. What's up, Mitch? Not good news. I've got bad news. Okay. Which would you like, the scroll. <laughs> So the um, scroll, the, the scroll. Um, our friend at the uh, at the museum. Well, I showed him the scroll because I, I tried to. I tried. Why, to, why, why would you do that, uh, Mitch? What <laughs> <laughs> is a nice guy? Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Um, but as I guess. I, okay, go on. Tell me what what's happened. So, so, so anyway, he's he's agreed to translate it for us, but he said that it's the property of the Egyptian people and that it uh, legally has to take it off of our hands. Uh, well, if he's going to translate it and the translation's good, then that might be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, it was also probably incidental. Is that they're, they're doing a new display, a new exhibition at the uh, the museum about different uh, burial masks for the Egyptian gods and also paupers, obviously. But like for the whole thing, very weird. Anyway, um, probably nothing, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A, 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 an exhibition all about masks in masks of the earth. <laughs> Better gaming, Flinty. Better gaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Flinty. I, I assume you stayed upstairs to keep an eye on your patient. Yeah. Um, uh, if I saw the other ones, others leaving for food, and he's not going with them, I will try and tell him to go and have some food. I'll have some sent up. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Room service and all that. <laughs> anyway, Miss Vanderbilt, like um. So, yeah, so there was that. Um, but good news. Good news. Yeah. And I, I just I pull out my little uh, bag of uh, blue lotuses. I got loads of blue lotuses. Oh, oh, that's great news. So, See, I told you good news. Yeah. So uh, I, where did you get these then? I stole them out of the pond out front of the, uh, uh, the, uh, the museum. Okay. I didn't um, steal them. I, 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 you know, I came to an arrangement. I don't tell her about the thousand pounds. <laughs> of course you don't. Okay, so I guess... Well, if you know my origin story, thank you very much. You know, my, when Mitch started, he was a right thief. Mm, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did fleece you all for so much money at the beginning. Yeah, but we had so much money we didn't care. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mrs. Vanderbilt still has so much money she doesn't care. She owns her private doctor, her private FBI agent, her lady's maid, her private cook, 
And, her and she ain't gonna friend... care about a grand, is she? So it's fine. Uh, I, I, mean, I guess she's that... probably more upset about the uh, ancient Egyptian scroll that's probably worth like ten grand. Anyway, you, you go into dinner. Oh, I guess just finishing with that. Uh, so I guess oh, you've got the flowers then. Do they need to be kept in water? Will Actually, that... that, what I was going to do is maybe we can ask the kitchen, maybe. Like, uh, I can have a word with the chef. Uh, see if we can get, like, uh, a bowl with some water or something and just to keep them fresh. Yeah, that would be good. Oh, and I guess if they've... Um, that, so the, the scroll then, are they going to sort of compensate us for finding it that's the usual well i told him i told him i have to come open and honest with you that's how i got the blue lotuses like i traded them for the scroll i got i got some nice flowers Uh, mitch have you ever can i interest you in these magic beans as well Uh, everyone goes into dinner. To dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, Mitch. Uh, Mitch keeps... Um, Dr. Gregory keeps an eye on Penny, who is recovering. And you've made progress. You're ready to go and see the Sheik when you're ready to talk to him. Uh, you've discovered a spell in the Necronomicon. And you've bought everything else you need. We'll stop there for dinner, I think. It is coming on for the end of your first day back in Cairo. You have... Driven Penny insane. Discovered a new spell. Bought a bell. Found some flowers. All the normal things one does before look at the Pretty much. It's quite good. Generally, done. Not a bad day. Yeah. Is anyone doing anything else before they sleep? Yeah, someone has a thought. You decide oh. to summon Azathoth. Uh, good, cool, cat. Uh, cast summon Azathoth for me. Uh, no. I've told her about this. <laughs> We're going to have to do that on Tuesdays. Oh, just a little Azathoth? Like, mini? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Look, your idea of mini Azathoth will still end up with them eating the moon. Mm. Yeah, That's we don't really want the moon to be gone. No. That would be a distraction, though, wouldn't it? We do need that distraction. If the moon disappeared, that would definitely be a distraction. Not sure the Arthur would be that distracted. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be just the human race being distracted, not the baddies. Yeah. But if, if, if we join the baddies, we can win easier, right? Well, yes, that's a given. <laughs> but, I always have that as an option. If it all goes really wrong, just be like, well, well. certain <laughs> characters probably have that as an option. Yeah. I'm guessing Kat's probably built up enough equity of, I've screwed up enough of your plans at this point, that probably not on the table for her. Same for Mateo. Not that he ever would anyway. The others, considering we're... Oh, Jack's been forgiven, so we know it's very much on the table for Jack. Anyway, what are you doing? <laughs> you have dinner, you sleep, then yeah. next day. What are people's plans today? It's a next day. So we've got some flowers, we are reading some books. I cook everyone a lovely breakfast. 
in the hotel. Breakfast is lovely. If you want to cook everyone breakfast, you're going to have to get into the hotel kitchens. I'm fed up with this foreign stuff, all right? I just want bangers and mash for breakfast. Bangers and mash for breakfast? I want bangers and mash for breakfast. There you go. <laughs> wow. That is certainly an eclectic breakfast. <laughs> So you're going to try and get into the kitchens. Roll me. Nah, uh, sorry, Chum. Chum. You are resolutely not permitted into the kitchen. The hotel chef will not have you in there. Hotel guests are not welcome in his kitchen. And you are gently but firmly escorted back out by some very beefy bellhops. Oh, beefy bellhops. Mm-hmm. They aren't, however, interested in any of your sailor ways. Uh, mm, I tried charm on them. <laughs> so clearly the only way to deal with this is to just make the most impressive single dish and bring it to the chef and be like, try this. I can <laughs> I'd be like, well, you're not getting a Michelin star. Let me tell you that. He doesn't want a Michelin star. Oh. He says that now. He will do it. They are. Well, fine. I don't cook breakfast. I eat their whatever detritus they've served. They've served fruit and yogurt and tea and toast. Oh my God, I'm sick. Quite nice. Else is there? It's like this is really good breakfast, and this is like, <laughs> oh, I can't understand it. Oh, it's making my stomach turn. Cat's like, maybe I need a new chef. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> your, your gravy train, Mitch. <laughs> She's going to sail away if you're not good to her. Well, I've come into a little bit of the wealth recently, so you know, you know yeah, sort of... <laughs> the rest yeah, of all of the money. Right. Um, what are people doing today? What are your plans, Cap, for you and your team of eclectic, intrepid, whatever they are? Well, I think we we need to keep using the time we've got to make ourselves buff, TM. And we haven't yet said hi to the Sheik El Raf, who should just be at the Zoological Garden. So at least introducing ourselves and giving an idea of what we want to do, and then we can spend our days, weeks, working out how good we can be and how long we can actually want to wait, maybe two or three weeks, given the other stuff that's going on. But so we're thinking Sheikal Raff and a bit more book club. Yeah. Um, a bit I more meditation to... club. Uh, I kind of interject around the ah. breakfast table. But remember, my fellow explorers... We have uh, our friend at the uh, the uh, the place with the old stuff, history museum, museum. Um, forgot the word museum. Um, he may have finished translating that scroll. Well, it was um, going to take a couple of days, not just overnight. Do you know this, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> Did you use psychic something or something to read my mind? Just correcting you so you don't just make a, <laughs> a silly mistake. I don't make silly mistakes. Mm. I am a silly mistake. There we go, then. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's... Uh, yeah. I guess it would be good to know when it's... Like, I don't know if um, Dr. Drew is going to be able to get in touch with us, because unless you've said where we are and... 
I haven't. No, I've I've oh. kind of purposefully kept it kind of vague mm. with him. Um, but uh, there's also that new exhibition on masks, which I don't know. When I went there, I was like, hmm. Ever since that tiara incident. Mm. And if we're suspicious about the exhibition, is it better for us to avoid it? Mm. Quite possibly, yes. But there, there lies in the problem that he has our scroll. And possibly a translation. Well, we could just avoid the exhibition and go up to see him possibly later today, although that seemed like it may be on the ambitious side. Um, yeah, we can wait until the next day if you like. Okay. Let's try that tomorrow. But in the meantime, we have book club, we have meditation, sensation, we have the Sheikh El Raf, and we have, I guess, a bit further ahead, the gathering of our goods and things to head out to Dashur and potentially to wherever the other half of the seal is hidden, because I, it could be somewhere in Cairo itself, but we'd not know. Hard to prepare for that until we know what we're doing with that. But there. It's going to be underworld before we know that. Yeah. So... Who is going to go and visit the Sheik? Oh, why not? <laughs> now, Mitch is volunteering to go visit the Sheik. Who else is going to go and visit the Sheik? At least one person with Arabic. Yeah. Do you need a translator? Mm-hmm. I can speak slow English. <laughs> very well. Actually, only to a level 50, which is kind of not very well. It's kind of like... Yeah. I think I would like to go. Uh, I suspect we may also think about who's actually going to go into this underworld, as not all of us should, though we should be like someone would need to guard those who are uh, astral walking. Um, as, well, Queen Nitocrease is at large. so She is definitely at large, and she definitely semi-doesn't like you guys. Semi. Well, she likes Jack. <laughs> oh, okay. She quite, over. she quite fancies Mitch. She'd have a bit of that. The rest of you, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Bit of toy on the side, why not? Yeah, do you, do you want do you want to uh, risk the wrath of uh, Nyarlathotep by becoming his queen's mistress? Sure, why not? I'll have a fight and a hand with him. I'll show him who's boss. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does. <laughs> <laughs> Bleh. <laughs> oh, look, Michelle's back. Hello, Michelle. You're being said hello to... We're sorry it's so cold in there. It's not cold in here. I can see her nodding. Just turn my fan no, off. you can't, because she's not. She did, she did a little nod. No, it's not. It's literally 23 degrees in here. Freezing. Absolutely. That is bullshit, and you know it, you <laughs> fucking liar. Absolutely freezing. Right, it's going on now. <laughs> right, um, so, Kat, you're going to go visit the Sheik with Mitch. Who else are uh-huh. you taking with you for language-wise? Uh, so I've got going on going as well. You might Take not Penny. Kat might send you somewhere else. 
unless she sends me elsewhere. Well, the other thing we're doing is reading a book, and I'd rather us do that together. Together, yes. (laughs) We do more of that. Um, So who is not currently engaged? Matteo and um, that guy, Oliver. Uh, Both of the people that actually speak Arabic. Gregory is going to stay here and read his book. Jack Mm -hmm. is still working on his mysterious project. Uh, If we're not sort of doing anything more actively, then we may as well all just go, those of us, to see the... uh, You take it again, move you to see the sheik. Yeah. There might be more that we need to do after we've done that, and then we can go from there, but this seems to be the first thing of saying hi and... Well, you make yeah. your way towards the zoological gardens, which are here. They're the other side of the river. Uh-huh. You have to cross the Casa El Nier Bridge, past the Gazira, take the tram or the taxi down to the zoological gardens. They are quite big and beautiful, and they look really rather nice. It takes you about uh, an hour to travel to the other side of the city like that. Um, There are several people, locals and tourists, wandering around enjoying the gardens. Um, You ask directions to where the sheik may be, and you're directed towards sort of like a groundskeeper's house set inside a um, stand of cypress trees. There's a large well, covered well, out front. And he emerges as you approach, and he uh, bows politely and says good day in Arabic, and how can he help? Good day. Um, Notes. Nowhere, apparently. Seems to be the order of the day. Uh, Yes. Hello. Um, we were told to visit you as you may be able to help us. Um, he stares at you in polite indifference and bafflement, waiting for you to speak in a civilised language. Oh, um, I'm fluent in Arabic, so I was just speaking. Oh, wow. uh, you didn't make that clear. I'm sorry. <laughs> You have to say if you switch languages. Okay. Uh, he bows to you, and how can he help you? If you uh, want to know something about the garden, he'll be happy to tell you. Um, well, this is this is about other things. Uh, we've been told to come ask you if if you know of a way to reach the duat. And tilt his head. There are many ways to reach the Duat. I assume you speak of a way that doesn't involve you jumping off a bridge. Yes, ideally. Why do you seek the Duat? It is not a path for the light of hearted. It is certainly not a path for non-believers. We we need to be able to speak to someone who's um who's died. Hmm. He looks over you all, considering. And thinking. 
name. It's not here. Hmm. There is a place where one can enter the duat. There are several scattered across the breadth of the kingdoms. But to determine which one you must use to enter, you must look within the well. Not you, though. Or you. He dismisses Penny. Looks at Mitch. No, not you either, I don't think. Him points at Oliver. What? me. Bring him here when the moon is in the air, and we shall see where you must journey to enter the duat. If the pools reveal to you a location, I will then consider assisting you in entering the other world. Thank you for your time and, and your But before advice. you go, I will require the appropriate gifts to Lord Anubis and the flowers of the blue lotus to create the pale red ale. Return, he points at Oliver, when the moon is in the sky. If you wish to learn, you may bring one other with you. But it may not be Master Romero, Lady Vanderbilt. It must be someone whose heart is mired in the truth of the real world to be able to see beyond into the duat. They know too much, and the pathway will not reveal itself to those whose mere presence in the world sends ripples through the ether. They are also do hella OP already. <laughs> they're hella OP that they can <laughs> the duet will not reveal its path to them. Uh, I he bows nod. and he wanders back inside his little house. Why is it happening? Um I mean okay, fine. Um so, I have to come back here this evening. Basically. At least you're allowed to bring okay. a guest. You could bring Penny, you could bring Mitch, you just can't bring Matteo or um, <laughs> Kat, because their their mere presence is too, too presency. Much presence, so wow. <laughs> their thick uh. eyes and big asses cause too much psychic rippling. I okay. Uh I am uh I'm ambivalent as to who wishes to come with me later on. Not me. Uh, well if Mitch is out then it's Penny. It should certainly be someone like Oh I only heard the word me there, so clearly <laughs> Mitch wants to come. Look, if you if 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 Penny dies, it's like who gives a shit? Only lasted a day. Like, wow. don't yeah. Wow. Are you implying that Cat can get another lady's maid like that 
whereas the Michelin I'm, I'm, chef is in exactly or which Michelin stars are named after. I mean, I mean, let's be fair. Both of you are easily replaceable. In fact, all of you are. E- all of us are easily replaceable, except those two, probably, <laughs> who aren't coming anyway. <laughs> you make your way back to the gardens, talking to one another. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, whilst you guys are in in like the the dream state, I'm happy to to stand watch and and kind of look after things. Well, that was going to be my question. If, although you're going to find the way to the duat, that seems to imply that it would only be, um, I wouldn't be able to go there and walk the path. It, it would have to be the the two of you who go to see the sheet later today. Not sure that's been made clear yet. However, I would point out, uh, Lady Vanderbilt, that on the flip side, if Nitocris is likely to turn up while certain people are in the duet, the people who are left behind have to be the ones who actually stand a chance against her. That's true. I guess it's depending on what sort of tests... They may not be the sort that, um, yes, I may be better out here than if that is the case of mm. it. It's a bit complicated. Mm. Yes, we shall look out who will go with Oliver and, yes, get the other, the gifts for Anubis. Mm-hmm. So I assume that myself, well, if it is me you're going to send a Lady Vanderbilt with Oliver, should bring the gifts back with the lotuses tonight. Uh, if we think we're going to be ready to go, I say we, you, uh, if you and Oliver would be ready and feeling up to the task of doing so just tonight, um I guess we can get all the ingredients. It will be whether you think you're ready for the task at hand. Well, he mentioned about making the pale ale, and I seem to remember Bast saying that the blue orc lilies were meant to be used in the what he makes for us. So I, I rather suspect there might be a bit of time between tonight's events and actually going to the duet. Okay. I might be wrong. <laughs> well, let's let's find out today. Then we will. Um, I think the rest of the things. So it'd be incense and food and barley. If I remember, we were talking to Bast. If we have those things along with the blue lotus flowers, when you and Oliver go back to here, then yeah, you will have everything you need. Right. You head back to the hotel for now, now you've made your plans? Yes. So we have a day. Arrive back at the hotel, safe and sound. What's the plan for the rest of the day, then? Exactly. What are you doing with the rest of your day? Uh, so... 
Penia would be able to organize the goods that we need. <laughs> and then the rest of us, we are. Don't have anything else beyond that to do until we've found out tonight and whatever else we might next be doing. So continue with books, meditation, and uh, the general improvement of oneself. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, think if there's anything I need to do before this evening, or maybe just relax as much as possible, given the fact that this evening is probably going to be a bit mad. Just that. Yeah. Um, I think what else we could get on, get on with? Um, you could go to see the zoological gardens and just kind of come straight here. <laughs> you could enjoy the zoological gardens. This is indeed true. Mm. I wouldn't mind a relaxing day if we don't have anything pressing. It's going to be important to keep our spirits up. Uh, one of those days where we desperately tried to recover some sanity. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going through the key on the map, see if there's anywhere that would be interesting. There's the City of the Dead. That sounds nice. Uh... <laughs> A fun, relaxing time. I mean, I mean, you say that, but it probably is like super full of interesting things to look at. The Street of Scorpions also sounds very nice. That's where the opium den is. Well, there you go. <laughs> That'd be quite relaxing, but probably not the right <laughs> kind. It's going to get fucked up <laughs> with opium. Uh, you okay, honey? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm just a bit sleepy. OPM. OPM. I won't wait for it. I put the air conditioning on earlier just to help bring it, just make it just a little bit colder to keep me awake. Very sleepy day. Well, uh, if you're all going to wander around the zoological gardens, everybody roll me pow. Oh, pow. Sake. Oh, oh, no, fuck's sake. I'm not going to do well on pow. Where'd my glasses go? Hard success. Um, pow. Where are you? It's going to go bad. No, I'm fine. Right. You take a day out to enjoy the zoological gardens. You wander. You look at flowers. You enjoy trees. You go to the orangery. You enjoy, like, afternoon tea in a um, big fancy raw iron glass building. I go up to chef and insist that I cook our, our food with her. <laughs> you can take over cooking while cooking, Mitch. I'm fine with cook. I've just lost the skill to cook, unfortunately. No longer cook. I think it's on like arts and craft. Yeah, oh, there it is right there. Ilya! You've lost the ability to cook. <laughs> oh, dear. 
At least I got that out of the way. Oh, oh no. Oh, no, that's it. That's it. Every accidentally slide. created the doom souffle. <laughs> right. Souffle. You accidentally create a or, mixture of organic compounds that bring the gazebo to life. What? <laughs> you must face the gazebo alone. Oh, easy. I got brawl. I'll punch it in its, its gazebo face. You know what a gazebo is, right? It's one of those, like, you know, like, like tents, but, like, not really. Yeah, it's a big tent it's with no sides. And it's trying to eat you. Yeah. Right. Uh, Mitch, you don't cook anything nice. Um, you utterly burn whatever you're trying to cook. Salad. <laughs> Cold flakes. You set fire to the glass of water. <laughs> it's not even turning into steam. It's just somehow the water is on fire. I did use this, this new cookie book I found in the museum. <laughs> the black icor of the pharaohs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like a good cooking book. Or in my interview. Like... Other than Mitch's abysmal cooking... Uh, Penny. Penny Crayon. You get one sanity. Uh, Oliver, Catherine, and Mateo, you get five sanity. It seems to be the fucking cook, aren't it? <laughs> you get two sanity back. You don't get as much sanity back as you might have done because you fucked the cooking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rusty. I didn't mean to fuck the fucking cooking. Jesus. <laughs> I'm never cooking again. I, uh, <laughs> Mitch is having like a full emotional meltdown. He's like, oh, it's all ruined. It's, it, look, you can't be perfect all the time. Throwing it in the bin. I'm, I'm, I'm just, just no, never cooking again. You otherwise have a nice day in the zoological gardens. Hmm. Sometimes it's sensible to take a day off. Not like there's anything important going on. Mm-hmm. You've got a few weeks until the world ends. All right. Uh, evening is coming on. Are you all going to head back to the Sheik? Or are you going well, to send Oliver and Penny off alone and uh, the rest of you head back to the hotel? They did say only we can go. Um, we do need remind... to pick up the, the things, though. Yes. The, the um, gifts for Anubis and the, the lilies. Yep. Yeah. I have. Okay, so one question. Is there anything in particular that people need me to do while this thing is going on. Like, uh, remind me of my goals involved here because I was sort of not... I, I was sort of... I, I figured I'd be assisting in this, not taking the lead. <laughs> okay, I can look into a well, see what the well tells you, and then basically tell the sheik. Then he decides whether he's going to help us or not. Oh. Okay. Fine. And I'm there to wave a little flag for you. <laughs> <laughs> or plant it in my corpse when I'm done. One of uh, the two, yes. 
Okay, Wait, fine. does that mean you'd be claiming the corpse in the name of the Vanderbilt family by planting a flag in it? Possibly. No flag, no corpse. Um, okay, fine. Uh, fair enough. I will just follow the instructions given to me as we go along. Okay. You pop back to the hotel with everyone else, gather up the gifts and the blue lotuses, and then head back to the gardens. Cat, uh, Matteo, Mitch, what are you doing back in the hotel whilst the others are off on their mystic quest? <laughs> Gently worrying. Just crying into a pillow about my cooking. Mitch is what? having him. Mitch, roll your sanity. <laughs> oh, no. That's how bad <laughs> cooking mistake was. You've got over it. <laughs> just get up no you've had a cry in the bath you've had an ugly cry in the bath and now you're like oh got the emotions out time to face reality and get into that hotel kitchen where there's proper kitchen equipment yeah i go down there and break into the kitchen with my knife <laughs> and my gun in both hands roll your <laughs> step oh, no 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 don't don't what do you have a kitchen gun Kitchen gun for kids for, for for shooting the 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 food. The spud gun. How do you think get the holes in those cheese? Mitch style. That's how. I like the idea that Mitch's cooking knife is just like a six-inch machete. He's just like. It's actually like the gun from Gears of War. It has like a knife, but it also has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> So you can peel potatoes a little bit and shoot the potatoes if they catch you. Yeah. Oh, cooking gunblade. Yeah. Right. Mitch is having an emotions in the bath about his cooking. What are you doing, Matteo? Um, what's the time? It's like early evening, sunset-ish. Is it before or after sunset? Well, it's about maybe an hour before sunset because they got to get there for when the moon comes out, so... Okay. Um, for now, then, I will meditate because I want to see whether I can get any more lovely clues about how to protect. Can I study a bit more of my little book uh, about, um, like, you know, hieroglyphs? You can roll me your intelligence, Mitch. Roll me your... Meditation, Mateo. All right. Just a regular success. Mm. Could spend some luck to make that a hard success. Mitch, you now have five in Egyptian hieroglyphs as you study your book. Um, you do need a hard success to get any results. Yeah, I'm going to do that because I don't want to mess around. Fine. Let's do it. Hey, uh, you once again connect with the Searing Llama. Uh... He smiles at you and asks how he can help. 
hello. Uh, thank you for your advice. Last time I have now obtained a um, bell and will be able to start using uh, that which you taught me. I think you mentioned last time that there were also techniques that I might be able to learn that would protect others. The bell is the centre of this path. You must learn the different tones of your bell. Once you have mastered ringing your bell and bringing forth each note that it can sing, then you will be ready to learn more of this path's wisdom. It seems a lot more like one of the regular one single note bells. <laughs> you would be surprised at how many different tones you can bring from even the most ordinary looking bell. Learn how to make it ring a different tone and then return to me and you will be ready. I'll certainly give that a go. Thank you. Right, you have quest. Sounds like some bullshit monk stuff. That's probably quite nice for Matteo. All right. Uh, well, once I'm done with that and I'm out of my meditation, I'm going to. I assume by that time the um, the sun set will have happened, right? Yeah, the sun has indeed set. So I want to practice doing that uh, uh, doing that chant and that bell ringing to see what happens. Cast the spell. Alright, I will spend three... And then you have to click on the spell. Oh, okay. To do a first cast rolling. Uh, Alright, hang on. Spells. I was hoping for a hundred. Yes, weren't you just? Uh, you cast the spell flawlessly. You ring your little bell, you say the <laughs> words, you protect yourself and your dreams until the morning. <laughs> Good. Notice anything about the bell? It's a bell. You give it a little shake and it goes clong, clong, clong. Alright. Well, I will, um. See if I can get any other tones out of the bell by finding somewhere secluded to occasionally ding it. Okay. Roll me your musical skill, bell ringing. Okay, where, where do I do that? You don't have that skill. So you'll have to roll for me your dexterity at hard. Oh, I'm not going to spend that much luck in one day okay. for this. You I will keep trying, though. Haven't solved the mystery of the bell yet. Cat, what are you doing? <laughs> I think I'm gonna 
Go and murder Mateo for ringing a bell constantly. <laughs> uh... What are you doing? You're going to open the Necronomicon? You can feel it calling to you. Yeah, I can. But I don't really want to do anything that might possibly even have the slightest chance of getting in the way of what um, Oliver and Penny are going to do. So you don't want to leave that dark vortexes into the void. <laughs> no, not today. Um, saying that, I wonder about having trying to have a chat with Professor Armitage. You could call Professor Armitage. If I think that would be far enough away from whatever Oliver's doing, such that I'm not going to cause problems. You're good. A couple of miles away. Okay. Uh, I do this as a question of where I want to do this after I've found out whatever... um, Penny Oliver are going to find out. Uh... No, I'll wait a day. I'll I'll do that tomorrow. I'll just relax today then. You're just relaxing. You put your feet up. You're all like Penny, and you're like, oh, right. I can do this. I'm a brave modern woman. And then you start opening cupboards until you find the mini bar. Very proud. You've mixed yourself a drink. <laughs> it's like mostly vermouth mm. with a cocktail umbrella in it. To be fair, Cap Penny doesn't have cocktail making anyway. So you're thinking you're thinking of Jenkins. No, but if Cap wanted a cocktail, she'd tell you to get her a cocktail, and you'd go and order. Yeah, I, w- I would get one from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Roll me your writing, please, Cat. I will roll some writing. That is a thing I also thought I might do, but... Oh, that's looking good. You just work on some notes for your next novel as a way of unwinding Mm. and relaxing with your pint of vermouth. (laughs) And the cocktail olives. Uh, I live in the best life. Right, Mitch, uh, what else are you doing other than lying in the bath and having an ugly cry for a little bit? Um, oh, I had an idea and then it's gone out of my head. I can give you some time to think about it if you'd like. Yes, yes, come back to me. Sorry, I did have an idea. I was like, I'm going to do that. And then... Yeah, Penny and Oliver, you travel back to the zoological gardens. It's dim and shadowed when you get there. The western horizon is still light, but the stars are coming out. And here, in the middle of the garden, you can see the moon nearly full, hanging in the sky overhead, and the stars are burning little points of diamond bright light that fill a canopy of darkness. And as you approach the sheik's hut, he steps outside. He's wearing long, flowing black robes with a golden chain holding like a half cape in place. And he's holding what looks like a fan made of really long brown feathers. Welcome, children. You wish to learn where the path into the duat may be found. He's speaking Arabic, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I just look at Oliver. 
I I nod to this. <sighs> I do, indeed. You seek the path. You, he turns and speaks in flawless, perfect English to you, Penny. You <laughs> seek the path to the duat as well? Surprised Pikachu face <laughs> for just a moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. Um, then we must open sir. the well. He moves to the cover and starts dr- dragging the cover off. Does anyone help? Yeah. Yes. Both of you roll strength. Ah, my dump stat. <laughs> yes! Oh. <laughs> Once again... Craig is the strongest woman in the village. <laughs> just, just, just like leaves it, just like leaves it, like it's like it's nothing at all. Was that chai? Was that chai or? No, that was Luna. Lie? You're thinking of Luna. Luna, was the strongest yes. woman in the village. Yeah, they, they were at a village festival, and Craig was <sighs> like critically succeeding on all the strength tests to show up all the local men. Again, my dump stat. You, he, he seems very... His attitude changes as you help him with the cover, almost as if he was expecting you to be to not offer to help. I'm, I'm literally the help. He smiles at you both. And now speaking in English, he pulls two feathers out of the fan and holds them out to you both. Take these, my children. Mm-hmm. Kneel on opposite sides of the well, look into the water, and stir with the feather. I do as instructed. Yeah. I take side opposite to Oliver. Yeah. The water in the well is almost up to the lip, but it's perfectly still, reflecting the moon. And as you start to stir it, both of you roll me pow. I'm glad one of us got it, at least. You're both stirring in opposite directions, and it just shatters the image of the moon. And he sighs after a couple of minutes. Stop, children. And you realise the ostrich feathers seem to have... You're only left holding a little bit left. Ah. They seem to be into the water. He removes two more feathers from his fan and offers them to you. You must stir together in the Ah. same direction as one. You are calling forth the spirits of the Lord of the Moon to show you the weak point into the duat that you must use. Stir, my children, and look and know. Okay. Okay. So this time, rather than just blindly doing as we've been bid exactly, I pause a microsecond, waiting for Oliver to start stirring first. Then I try and imitate what he's doing. Okay. Oliver, roll power kind of, with a bonus die. I kind of like make oh. eye contact with you. And... Okay. Oh. Yeah, that's more like it. (laughs) Working in harmony, you hear the old man chanting softly in a language neither of you understand. 
And he's swaying his fan from side to side above your heads in long, swooshing motions. And as you stir the water, it spins into a vortex. And then the moon, you realize the moon is perfectly still in the middle of the vortex, like a reflection. And then it seems to open. And your vision is drawn into the water. And everything seems strange. Grayed out. Strange sepia tone, but you're flying across the desert at night. You beat your wings and you cry softly. The falcons in the air, and ahead of you, something, a building, rises up out of the desert. You see this building. I don't like that image title. <laughs> I do I recognize it? Uh you can both roll your occult. Occult, okay. <clears throat> I don't know what you're talking about, Craig. The image title is clearly something safe. <laughs> I didn't you're, you're, I'm just holding on to the hope you're reusing art here. You've got Penny. You recognise it from, uh, of all things, a uh, toys broker brochure. <laughs> when you know you collected all the tourist information, mm-hmm. it's the Temple of Hathor. Ah, in Quena. Not the Temple of Haster. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hathor, Haster. You can see how I got those two. Yeah, yeah. Jobs. Oh, look, look. I look. We've all confused. I'm. I'm sure they won't be terribly offended by you getting confused by the similar name. Uh, Penny, you recognise it. It is the Temple of Hathor. In Quena, which is down the river. Okay. Which is opposite the small town of Dendera. And as you look, the you seem to be birds. You fly over the temple and veer off to one side, and there's like a pool, a little oasis pool of water with trees growing out of it. And you surf, there's a little stone platform in the middle of this pool of water. And you kind of circle it. And then, with a splash, you erupt back out of the pool of water. And are back, kneeling on opposite sides. Roll pow at hard, both at you. Oh, no. Oh. Right. Penny. You look across the pool of water at your body. Oliver, you look across the pool of water at your body. No, no. Penny, you seem to be in Oliver's body. Oh, God. (laughs) Oliver, you seem to be in Penny's body. Uh Sanity checks. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nope. 
with your all new sanity number. That is the wrong type of dice. <laughs> Good. Just, 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 just Penny's head just explodes like a ripe cantaloupe. <laughs> right. Oliver, you lose four sanity. Penny, you lose seven sanity. Oh. <laughs> you both kind of freeze, and before you can react, the old man brings his staff fan down with a thump between you both. And let's see if he can do this. He can. There's a moment where you're suddenly flying through the air above the well and suddenly you snap back and you're in your own bodies again. But you're both still kind of like, ah. Uh, I mean, that was seven at a go again, so I think there's another rolling coming, or? There is. <clears throat> Roll me a D10, the Krings. Like, this is uh, turning into one of those Star Trek episodes. <laughs> Teleporter accident. Roll me a D one hundred, Kring. Alright, you're a bit shaken up, Penny, and you feel strange. You can hear the gentle whoosh of the waters, the waves. Blow swaying, and uh, you are now suffering from xiphobia. The glassophobia. Hopefully, Dr. Gregony, 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 Gregony can help you fix that, Penny. Yeah. Um, the old man looks between you both. Do you know what you saw, where you saw, my children? Rather shaken, I just nod. You must journey to Dengara, to the Temple of Hathor. There, in the sacred aisle, in the pool of tears, you must drink the red ale. I will prepare it for you using the lotus blossoms you have brought and sacrifices and prayers to Lord Anubis. You must drink the ale as the sun sets and your spirits will leave your bodies to journey into the duat as you have seen when you return be true to your identity so you can return to your bodies unless Lord Anubis grants you safer passage you must journey through the duat you must face the challenges of the road of the dead and if you are successful in reaching his throne room, you may entreat with Lord Anubis. What you offer him must come from yourself. 
and each of you will be required to offer something for permission to speak with the soul who has been enacted to his care. He does not lightly permit the living to disturb the honoured dead's rest. You must decide who goes with you. You both must journey as you have seen the gateway. Take the apostate. Take the creator. Take the healer. Leave the enlightened one and the lady of shadows to guard your bodies. Only set off on this journey when you are ready. The path is dark. The way back will come but once. And then he, all of the ostrich feathers suddenly break off the top of his fan and swirl down around you both. And when your vision clears, he's gone and the cover is back on the well. <laughs> Sanity checks. You use poopy. I'm done with this shit. <laughs> you both kind of just look at each other, stand up, and walk in silence to the exit to the gardens, and don't say anything until you're back amongst people and on the tram. Okay, then. Down the river, I guess. Maybe we can take a car and just travel near it instead. Are they... Is there a road to get there? I imagine so at this point. There are roads along the Nile. It's slower mm. than taking a river, though. There's trains, however. The trains would probably be faster. But the I trains probably tra- don't go to this ancient town in the middle of nowhere. Mm. I mean, we'll it take a train as close as we can, then we'll use trucks for the rest of it. You get off the tram and have to cross the Cassia El Nier Bridge. The water mm. rushing underneath in the dark. <laughs> Sanity check, Craig. Oh, no. Isn't there another way over it? Nope. Or round it? You swim to cross the bridge to get uh, the river. Hey, Craig, you've read the book about going on a bear hunt. There is no way to cross this thing other than going straight through it. <laughs> you steal yourself, Penny. You're like, no, I'm just be. I'm a modern girl. I'm not getting afraid of a fucking river. And you're like, look, for now... Your phobia has been conquered. For now. And you return to the hotel. In the hotel, you find... uh, Back in the past, back in the future... Blah, 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 blah. Mitch! What are you doing of your evening? Other than having an ugly cry. Uh, Well, I finished my ugly cry because, you know, I just woke up and I just stood up and I was like, no, just pull yourself together, Mitch. You're fine. Uh, and then I did that reading of that book. So unless yeah, that, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was learning. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, 
Penny and Oliver, you arrive back to find uh, Mitch is reading a book and he's studying at a desk. Um, occasionally, off from the veranda, you can see Matteo shaking his bell and being like, ding, and he's like, ding. And Cat is uh, curled up in an armchair. She's got a lap desk. She's doing some scribbling with a pen. There's what looks like the... You know, she's got a shot of vermouth. Cat, roll your constitution. I go to get Cat a proper drink. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a whole pint of vermouth. <laughs> I declared you had a pint of vermouth. Roll your constitution. No. Cat <laughs> is asleep in her chair. She's got her notes cuddled in her arm. She's just like... In which case, I just go up to Cat, take her notes very gently and put them off to one side neatly and put a cover over her. Cat is having her sleep. Uh, also relaxing. Cat can have two, two luck. <laughs> Got absolutely blotted and fell asleep. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a day off in Call of Cthulhu. I've lost over 20 sanity this game. Well, Penny, you can blame your boss. Ay, ay, ay. Time for some days off. <laughs> now you've had your day off, Cat, you'll be like, Spooky times! <laughs> and Penny will be like, No, mistress! Right. Um, do you want to wake Cat up and tell her what happened, or maybe talk to everyone else about it in the morning? Talk uh, in the morning. Yeah, nothing super terrible happened, and we won't mention the. Um, we'll mention the body thing. Maybe I might mention it in therapy later, but not not <laughs> as large. I like the idea that Petty just grabs Doctor Gregory by the lapels and are like, "We must talk." <laughs> <laughs> This is why Cat bought a psychologist. It's like, you really should, like, surround Flinty in, like, cotton wool so he doesn't go insane. It's like, no, I mean, Flinty, your job is to make us better. No Wibbly books for you. Oh, no books, yes. Yeah, he's one of the people we're probably going to have to drag into the underworld. Oh, yeah, what was the list of people that they implied? Basically, basically? we just can't take Cat and Matteo. Right. Because they're too wibbly. It might not be... It's of debatable sensibility, probably, taking Jack. There's enough red on his ledger that I'm pretty sure there might be problems with some of the trials. But he's allowed to go. Yep. And then everyone else is fair game. It's a question of how many people are going to be need to be left behind to deal with Nito Chris. Mm-hmm. If she turns up. Yeah, we've got our anti-scrying device. We'll have those of us who are still out. We'll see what happens. Well... Um, you all go to bed. 
Mateo, you sleep perfectly. Cat, you're too drunk to dream. Um, Mitch, you are protected. I'm protected. Yay. You are protected. You've probably forgotten why you're protected, but you are. Probably have. <laughs> um, Penny and uh, Oliver, however, you both need to roll me your pow. Penny's good. Penny sleeps. Oh, no, Nido, don't. Nido, oh. God, it's just a regular... Nido, you have nightmares, but they're regular nightmares. Okay. Regular, normal, everyday nightmares. Ugh. Not not horror. Waking up waking up in a bit of a sweat. Have a drink. I saw the bed. failure bar before it loaded your numbers, and I was like, no, no, it's Nido, always... don't do the thing, Nido. It's, it's, it's... It does that. It's, it's, it likes to create suspense where you're like, oh... <laughs> okay, uh, you all sleep. Cat, um, you wake up the next morning, or you wake up about like three a.m. in an armchair and take yourself to bed. Mm, bed, I like bed. And you all wake up the next morning and gather for breakfast. Mitch, roll me your luck. I'm gonna be lucky. Roll me your cooking. I got this, guys. I got this. Uh, Yesterday, you ordered the ingredients. Nothing you need to cook, but like cold foods. And you have made a sumptuous... You've told the the hotel to fuck off and not bring breakfast. And you have prepared a continental breakfast for everyone. There's still tea and coffee. You let the hotel bring that. But the food is all you... There are croissants that you've had shipped up from a French bakery. There's preserves. There's fresh butter. There's like fruit drizzled with yogurt that you've made and honey. Or just yogurt. Yeah. Mitch has laid on breakfast. Redeemed yourself. You grant yourself a Michelin star back. Yeah, everybody. I've made you all breakfast. Miss Vanderbilt, I know that you ha- you haven't had one of my breakfasts yet, so I wanted you to... Oh, not recently, anyway. So, I know you were looking forward to it. Yes, I of f- course. I will enjoy it very much. I knew you would. Cat, roll sanity to get over <laughs> your pathological phobia of qua- croissants. No, that's it. I needed, like, uh, a two... Yeah, you, two at least. <laughs> you hate croissants. You set fire to the entire breakfast spread. I'm in Cthulhu. Magics. Uh... <laughs> You're like, croissants never! Lightning! Oh, I have croissants. Oh. I, want, I want croissants now. <laughs> I also want I croissants, croissants now. That's an that's otter, not croissants now. Close it, enough. It can be bent into the shape of a croissant. Though. And it you can fill it with good. jam. And you can put it in the oven. Yeah, I want Damn. I want croissants that have been lightly baked in the oven, sliced mm. in half, filled with butter and bacon. I'm fasting today. I'm not eating anything. I'm I'm just like doing this fasting diet. So this is conversation is fucking awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> we started talking about croissants. All this food. <laughs> I get no. the drink. Lots of water. Do you know what would make uh, 
make these croissants even better. I feel guilty. Oh, pudding. There we go. Oh, thank God for that. Okay, we're off. No, not great. Right. Um, you got, right, Penny, Oliver, you have a tale to tell everyone. Where must you journey to? And just to make it clear, the Sheik said he would make the um, special potion you need to enter the dream, and he'll send it to you when it's ready. It's going to take him five days to prepare the red ale of dreams. Okay, and he's going to send it here. He will send it here to this hotel. Right. <clears throat> okay. So we need to go to the small town of Dendara. Once there, we need to go to the Temple of Hathor in Quenna. To be clear, is Quenna the region that Dendara is in, or...? Quenna is the nearest big town on the river. Then you have to go, like, inland a little way to the little village of Quenna, and the Temple right, of okay. Hathor is next to the little village. Okay, so yeah. <clears throat> Our, our ultimate goal is the Temple of Hathor. Once there, we need to get to uh, the Sacred Isle near the Pool of Tears, I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, which is the place where we need to drink the Red Ale, as the Sheik called it, which is the Dream Potion, which will send us to the duet. Um uh, Lady Vanderbilt, I'm sorry, but he absolutely forbade you and Matteo, I believe, from taking it. Uh, you, you guys have to stay back and defend those who are going in. He wasn't clear about it, but he said that myself and Oliver must go in, though, which I'm not going to lie, doesn't thrill me exactly, but... Oh. We can, however, take some of the others if if we deem it a good idea. But he did also seem, even without being told, to know that Nita Chris might turn up. So I think the chances of her turning up are fairly high. Yeah. So we probably need to team up in such a way as to expect interference from her, I'm guessing. I would agree. And I think then we should work out who will join you, if anyone. Um, although, maybe for that, it would be good to know a bit more about the trials in the Duat as to would it be a good or a bad idea if certain people were there for them. Uh, can I roll a cult, see if I know anything about the trials the dead are supposed to take in the Duat? This would require history. Oh, history. Uh, you can occult it, but it's hard occult because it's rare Egyptian occult. I am more likely to get a hard occult than a normal history. No. Not something you've studied, Penny. Maybe if it's you on a... break out your magic crayons and draw a pharaoh. And I when don't it comes have to life, you can any ask crayons. The question. Tell you what... Let me have some magic crowns. I'll draw a pharaoh. I'll only use the black crayon. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm up for this. No, that's okay. Black. <laughs> Although if it's occult related, if I'm thinking about it, would it maybe pop into mind for me? You can roll me a hard occult. 
It has not. Oh, no. In fact, now I've got a great idea. Pat, you know lots about the... Um, no. Uh, Why you do this? I am the worst person to have terrible ideas. <laughs> because we'll believe you. No. <laughs> I'm going to send you a message now. This is going to be delightful. Uh-huh. Right, 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 guys. You know that if you go into the duet knowing what the trials are, you will be automatically disqualified and just evaporate into nothing. <laughs> Therefore, we should not look into it at all. Mm. Maybe that's why we can't go, because there is the possibility that we know too much. Mm. <laughs> ah, balls. This is what we meant when we said hello, OP. I don't need to be like a, a, a guaranteed source of truth because then this happens. <laughs> oh well. Hopefully, there's some hint at what you're about to say. Is Why do you sound like you're underwater, Nido? Um, can you hear me now? Uh, it's not great. You were uh, absolutely fine until a minute ago. Oh, I moved slightly. Stop Does moving. Sound weird. A little bit better. Ugh. How about now? About the same now. Okay. There you go, now. <laughs> right, I see. No. You're leading us astray. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, now, now, now that we talk about it, I have heard a bit about it and about the sort of things. So I don't know about the trials. So quite how those might look. You may be able to find out more, but I do know about the duat itself and how it is the path of the dead. But if there are things that you want to have there, then you just have to have them placed alongside you as you go into the... <laughs> yeah. As you, as you drink the ale and go into the duat. And, you know, like the... Um, like the pharaohs did. The pharaohs, you'll have all of the things you need when you are on the path. I see. Sounds I have really no handy, reason actually. to I mean, doubt this. Sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cat knows all. That was nothing. I can't help but remember that last time I sent Quaden to the duat, he got shot by Nazis. <laughs> we all... Did. It wasn't just me. The entire group got murdered by Nazis. It was amazing. 
while in the underworld. Mm-hmm. But this is a different journey for a different reason, so... No Nazis to do that this time, just a evil queen. Just the queen of the Dark Pharaoh. Mm. Don't know which I prefer. <laughs> also, we have to wrap you in bandages, so we'll have to get some of those as well. Do you actually say that? I do. It's in the message. Uh, is that, I don't think that's... We're, we're not actually I, dead, so I don't think that's... Nino, you sound like you're under fucking water again. I can't hear a word you're saying, Nino. I don't know what you've done. You've completely fucked it. Just fix it. Right. You've got five days. Um, it's going to take you at least two days... To, once you've got the red ale to travel to the Temple of Hathor from here. Once you reach the Temple of Hathor, you need to wrap the people going into the Dua in bandages, surround them with the things they need, they'll go they think you're gonna need in the on the path of the undead, then feed them the pale at the red ale, and then Guard their bodies. Can you go the Sheik have told us this? <laughs> I would have thought so. It seems like a, a bit of a thing to miss out. But hold on. Can you go see me now? No, you're still fucked, Nido. Oh, God. Now, clearly, the Sheik just assumed you would know, Cat. You know 100% this is correct. Okay. Yeah. Not going to question it, because she's the boss and knows much more about these things. Yeah. But yeah, I still don't know what you'll actually see when you're moving along the path, so be prepared for anything. And yeah, if there's... like, I don't know if someone at the museum might know a bit more about the folklore behind it, which is likely to turn out to be pretty real when you're actually there. I guess Dr. Kafur would, if anyone... Yeah, we got to go and see him anyway, so... Hmm. You're going to talk to your Egyptology expert about a mysterious Egypt... Um... Are you in bed, Nido? He fucking is, he's in bed. And <laughs> can't hear us, it would seem, seeing as he's not responding. <laughs> this is an outrage. Considering this is Nido as well, it basically means Bruh. he's going to go to sleep. Oh. Hello? Finally. I oh. realised that it was because I moved. I happened to move close to my fan, and then, of course, Discord gets all fruity and starts trying to block out the fan noise, which it can't do because it's too loud. Um, I was trying to say several times um, that the whole bandages thing sounds a tad unnecessary. Um, because we're not actually dead. Cat insists it's required or else you'll dishonour the uh, spirits by not observing the customs. Hmm. And who would know better, the world-famed occultist or the FBI agent? Okay, well, fine. I I, tr- I tried. <laughs> I tried to see through your terrible, terrible role now. But, yeah. Mummification it is. With not being no, it just just we don't need no. Just, just like I don't know. 
put a plaster on me or something. We're being mummified, Nito. Sorry. <laughs> Seems like just fucking deal with it. We're being mummified. No, Bandit. no, no. We're just being wrapped in bandages. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, because this cat doesn't have to like pull out your organs and store them in canopic jars. <sighs> Cat isn't that bomb. Though cat, you think it would probably work better? Yeah, if it, did. it might help. But... No, Mitch will just end up serving them as a satay sauce. I would. Won't be able to come back and actually tell you the results if you do that. That would yeah. be a problem. Mm. Cat's like, I have mummified them, and like, then Mateo's like, so how do they come back now that we've murdered them? Oh. oh, there'll be something in the Necronomicon for that, I'm sure. <laughs> can, can, can we not figure out, like, aren't they buried with, like, usually with, like, loads of stuff? Yeah, Kat's mentioned that mm. as well. It, mm. it, like, like, if they think they need something on the path, they need to be, like, it needs to be placed around them so it'll appear with them on their dream quest. <sighs> oh, I, I thought Kat said the other thing, that, that, that they don't need anything. No, no, she said that's what they need. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you've got you've got a few days to prepare. Oh. You, you've you've uh, you know where you need to go. You know who you need to see. So next month we shall prepare for our journey into the Egyptian underworld. Oh dear! It's going to kill us all. I'm sure it'll be fine and. I don't know if Aruna's going to come back and be like, "Like, wait, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've signed me up to what? <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm not sure which team he's going to rather be on. Team might have to fight Nitu, Chris, or team might have to face the god of the Egyptian underworld and get judged. <laughs> hmm. Which team will he join? See you next month on Masks of Nyarlathotep.